All right, welcome. <clears throat> Almost forgot to unmute my microphone right then, right? <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl, welcome. And Reese, welcome. And if you're out there and you're uh, listening in, say hello. Share this out, share this out, share this out. There I am on the screen, namaste. Um, so it's Friday night. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show or when the, in the world you are tuning into the show. Right, so it's Friday night. We're going to be doing the alien interview. I took off my birthday uh, that week, right? So we skipped a week there, but uh, I got back after it. This is episode 10. Got back after it last week. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I almost, uh, I'm having issues with my internet because we still have fires going on here in California, but they're pretty close to being um, under control. I think the biggest one is now 50%. Uh, under control and the other ones are about 30 to 40 percent so that's actually pretty good for us out here and the planes are still <clears throat> flying in and out so my internet is kind of a little bit wonky but it's not doing too bad uh fire season's almost over we have we are into autumn now only a few days so you know everything's still dry here but that's politics a lot of stuff going on there's a, the audit of the arizona uh election uh finished in there they've been for th almost three hours now three hours now um, I, I did have it live on my phone, but I turned it off because we were going live here. Uh, they're talking, you know, they're giving the evidence of what they found, and they are finding problems. Just so you guys know, they're finding out the what I already knew that the machines that were doing the counting that they claimed didn't have any internet access whatsoever. You crazy conspiracy theorists! That all the machines, in fact, did have internet capability, and they were all, in fact, on the internet linked up to the internet at the time of the counting. Okay. So anybody could have remote viewed or got into those computers and hacked into them and do whatever they wanted with them. Right. How much was changed, if anything at all? I don't know. They haven't talked about that yet, but I do know that they found discrepancies of like hundreds of thousands of votes that are wrong. Right. They did find votes that it was like, what did they say? Like 50, 50,000 people or something like that voted more than once. Some voted more than three times. 37 people voted 10 times each. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm sure has gone on all across the United States because it's not so hard to do, right? Because when you get a ballot, it doesn't already have your name on it. So if you have a ballots coming to 35 people at the residence that you were at, you can fill them all out and put your name on there and send them all back in. Put them in different drop boxes, whatever, right? So they might go to different places to be counted. And then they get counted. But this was all over Maricopa County in, in Arizona, which I used to live in Maricopa County. But if you live in Arizona, you pretty much live in Maricopa County because there's only a few counties. And, uh, and Maricopa is the biggest one. It's huge. It's almost the entire state. But there are other counties, right? I lived on the eastern border of the Maricopa County. In fact, two blocks over was the opposite. You know, to the east was a, a different county. <laughs> right? So uh, I was way out there in the boonies. But. I lived in Queen Creek, which is 45 minutes uh, southeast of Phoenix, which is in the center of the state. So I'm way out in the desert, right up against the Sedona uh, Mountains. So literally, at the base of the Sedona Mountains, they're only about two or three miles away, and then it starts going straight up, right? So that was, you know, the, the, the counting everywhere, There's there's got to be more errors just by logic than um, what they claim because, they, you know, 155 um, million people roughly voted uh, in the United States out of the 360 million, which is actually the record number of people voting. 
And the majority of them, for the very first time, are using mail-in ballots. Yet, that's the problem that I have. Yet, the amount of people that uh, mess up on the ballots is only 3%, which is lower than it's ever been for all people who are like out here in California where we've been doing mail-in ballots for a, a while, right? So we've had a chance to get used to them and understand how it works and to make sure that it's right. Yet only 3% nationwide was discounted. 3%, that's insane. It's usually like, you know, like 40 or 50% for new people. And then it drops off on the second and third and fourth times they've used it down to about 15%. And that's because they messed up something, didn't sign right or something like that, left something undone and it gets spit out. So the number of only 3% nationwide is insane, insane, insane. It's like saying that Jesus didn't walk on water when people watched him walk on water. He never did that. I didn't see him do it. You weren't there. Everyone who was there, everyone literally who was there saw him walk on water. But that doesn't mean anything because I didn't see it. Right. So that said, right, we don't know what's going on with all of that. Right. Welcome, Melissa. I see you there. Uno, welcome. So <clears throat> I am good. I am good. Uh, I'm here in America, and I'm glad that uh, you're doing well over there in, in uh, Ireland. Hopefully, things have gotten better and, and have been settling down with the COVID stuff. I mean, pretty soon, they're not going to be able to um, lie about that anymore. <laughs> right? It's just going away. Herd immunity is kicking in, and no one's dying anymore. Now, they're just telling you about how many people are in the hospital that haven't been vaccinated. But for some reason, they still they still fear people. If you're vaccinated, and there's nothing wrong with that. This is my question. This is logic. If I get the shot, that means I'm vaccinated. That means I can't get COVID. So why should I fear people who don't ha have the, the shot? Why should I fear them? I'm, I'm covered, man. I got my shot. What, what is the deal? I don't understand that. Someone has to explain that. Nobody can. Shut up. Shut up, racist. Get the shot. Nobody, nobody can explain why, what the fear is for. Well, you can still give it to me, and I might give it to my grandma, but didn't grandma get a shot too? Well, you can still give it to me and I can still give it to you. You could still get it. That's what you're saying. doesn't have anything to do with me. You could still get it. So if the big bad boogeyman virus is hiding under your staircase and you come out in the morning to go to work, it doesn't have to have a human. It just needs to be there. And you walk through it and it gets on your skin. You're going to get it is what you're telling me. Well, no, I'll only get it because you got it and transferred it to me. Wait, wait a minute. What? No, it's not how it works, right? That's not the only way that it transmits. In fact, you're supposed to be immune to it because they claim 95 to 97 percent which means you only have a three percent chance less than three percent chance of getting it if i have it and you're scared because you want me to get the shot because i might get it and give it to you well even if i get it the shot i still might get it and give it to you do you see there's still a three percent chance that's the normal flu bug percentage chance it's a one percent chance of dying and it's a higher, greater rate than a 3% chance that you could get the flu from someone, even if you've had the flu shot. So why the fear? I just am just asking this question, right? Denise. See, I didn't say Dennis this time. <laughs> Denise, welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It is. It's all ridiculous. Um, you know, or, or as my friend would say, redonkulous. I haven't talked to her in years. Her little son when we were young. Um, I say that because I was 21 and she was... I think 17 and I gave her her first job and she had actually 
or she was 18 and I was giving her her first job and she had a little baby boy and he couldn't say ridiculous. He said redonkulous and she thought it was cute. So she said redonkulous and so she ended up getting me to say it. Here I am at 54, like 25 years later, and I'm still saying redonkulous, right? 30 years later, 35 years later, I'm still saying redonkulous, whatever. Good day, mate. There's there's Lenora, right? Good day. Um, I, I hope you guys are all doing well, whatever country that you're in. And I hope you're resisting uh, in your own way, whatever way you can resist all of this craziness. Because that's what we're doing here in the United States. We're suing the piss out of the federal government for every little detail. The president came out and said, you know, well, we're going to I'm asking everybody to mandate that. That's going to the Supreme Court. <laughs> he came out and said, you corporations need to start making your people wear, take the shot or lose their job. That's going to the Supreme Court. So there's a, a, a lot of stuff that's going in the courts. Uh, and they're going to lose, and they know that. So they're trying to see what they can get a hold of and and do as fast as possible, um, because they know that the they only have a year, and they're all done, right? They have to take over the world in less than a year, or they're undone. And it's coming undone now, because people are already starting to change parties and change affiliations because they see this debacle, this insanity that has now become our planet, which they are you know waving the the fans at to try and stoke up. Right. And then stuff's coming out. Shit that they said openly and blatantly on the air before smiling and laughing about it. No joke. I was just on Facebook and you know how people have the uh, the TikTok that they put up on or they have their storyline and a lot of it's a TikTok or or something that they put up there that's only about 15, 20, 30 seconds long. And the first woman, I don't even know who she was, but she's on my feed for some reason when I was on the home feed. Maybe that's just because it was the public thing. And I clicked on it and her first she had four things up there and all of them were showing that they were that all of this was talked about and planned before it happened and people were whistleblowers were telling it and then joe biden when he was when he actually had no hair because see he was bald from the time he was like 30 and now he has hair on top of his head can we say hair plugs implants anyway um so he actually was smiling and, and laughing and saying, you're going to find at some point you're going to be seeing that. And this was him like 30 years ago talking about something in the future where you're going to have plagues. And, and if you don't get all of them under control at once, we're going to have a pandemic. And when we have a pandemic, we're going to have to start mandating that people get shots. And at some point, if you don't get the shot, we're going to start segregating people and putting them away over here into this category. And you people are going to be forced to get the shot. And he says with a big smile on his face. And here we are 30 years later, and he's implementing exactly what he bragged about 30 years ago. That's not a joke. I'm not lying. I'm making that up. That actually happened. I just watched it. Right. So you can find that that's somewhere on Instagram or TikTok. Right. Where he is actually saying that. And then before that, there was another guy. I don't even know who he was. I think he was supposed to be Illuminati or something. And and he was talking about manufacturing of a virus. And this is going to happen in the future. And you need to be warned. Uh, and it's going to be a global pandemic. And they're going to force you to get a shot. And this was like not yesterday filmed. Right. The film footage was prior to HD. You could tell, you know, how they, they over-exaggerate that now and pretend that we were all blind and didn't notice that everything was out of focus, which is really odd. Um, and here's a question that I have, guys. This is, a, this is a question that you guys all need to ask yourselves. If under Barack Obama, he made all television signals mandatory to be high definition, okay? So if everything is high definition, why is it that we're all paying extra money for high definition channels? when everything's already high def. Isn't that sort of an oxymoron, but we're paying for it, right? I have Xfinity. I don't know how many of you, that's like uh, Cox, Xfinity. I believe that's the same company. 
owned by the same people. I'm not sure 100%, but either way, it's just about it's a global fucking uh, a company that owns half the world. So <laughs> why are we paying extra money for high def when everything is already high def? And we're paying extra money for cable channels. And now all the channels, including cable channels, have an additional channel they call plus that you also have to subscribe to at another three to five dollars up to ten dollars per month to watch their exclusive stuff they're not showing you right what's next after that because you see the progression here right i know we're supposed to be talking about the alien thing uh today but i you know i have to i have to get a little of this out of the way so those of you who are offended by politics i apologize i'm not going to do the whole show about that right so <laughs> So everything is high def on purpose. So we have to, so we don't have to, shouldn't have to pay for high def because every fucking signal comes in your house. If you're in the United States, it's high definition. Why do they sell you high definition channels? I've looked at what they do. It's the same trick that they do between widescreen and full screen. And some of you people have a, a mental problem. I'm not saying that that it that it's you know a bad thing. It's just you don't understand what what's happening. When you go to a movie theater, they use letterbox is what they used to call it. it's widescreen. Okay. And then they make the room dark. So you can't see that there's a black border around the, the, the movie that you're watching because they fit it to the screen that's up there. And the black border is off screen. And even if it's not, they turn the lights down so you can't see it. Everything else is dark in the room. So you can't see it. Then when you go home and you try to watch it on television and they put it in the same uh, profile, now you can see because it's elongated and you can see everything and now you can see the black border and people obsess on it. I know there's a couple people in my family that do that. They obsess on it and they can't watch the movie because all they keep looking at is the black border. But yet when they get on the internet and you have a black border, nobody seems to care. Even when you go into full screen, there's a slight black border, but nobody seems to notice that. But when they're trying to watch a movie, it's different and it distracts them. Don't ask me. Okay. It doesn't bother me because I watch the movie. And what they do is they zoom in. That's all they do is they zoom in. They make it full screen. They zoom in. So what happens is you lose almost a quarter of what's happening on the screen. That's not a joke. And I used to prove that to people. I because I worked, you know, in a movie industry for a bit. I mean, I wasn't like a mogul. I worked in a movie theater. <laughs> I, was a, I was a cashier and a and a ticket taker and all that kind of crap. Right. And that was when I was a kid. So I'm not saying I was some freaking, you know, I worked in Hollywood. No, no. But I understood the difference between those because we had that that stuff explained to us when you're working there. Right. So and then you see it. Right. So that bothers people. And so what they do is with the high def, the original high def, if you look at regular channels, they, they have that box that drives people crazy because they're they're done in letterbox or, or widescreen so that you can see everything. So that drives them nuts. So they want high def. So then high def zooms in slightly and gives you a little bit better uh, pixel quality just because the, the technology has better pixels. Right, just like your cell phone compared, you know, now compared to your cell phone 20 years ago or whenever they gave us the first cameras, there's a big difference in the quality. So I get high def that way. I do. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But then when you pay for the high def channel, what they do is they they zoom in again. They zoom in again, <laughs> right? And I've proved this to people. Look, here's your regular high def regular channel that's high def because everything's high def now. There is no high definition, non high definition channels on, on the, in the United States anymore. And here's that high def, and you can and I switch it back and forth, and I and I even showed on a split screen when you have the pip. If you do that and you put the same channel on, you see the difference, and you see what you're missing. 
people still just like obsess on it. It's hilarious. That's just something I wanted to point out. Right. So I just think it's funny that we're being paid. We're, we're paying for this. I refuse to do that. NASCAR at one point decided they were going to go pay-per-view and everybody stopped going to the to the parks, stopped going to the racing tracks and stopped uh, watching it. And quickly they changed back and it's been free ever since. But now they're talking about trying to go to plus. Right. They, they just heard that. Or they were talking prime with uh, Amazon. Right. So I'm not sure exactly what the deal is there. We'll see. But and, you know, anything that goes pay-per-view, don't pay for it. If you don't pay for it, they'll give it to you for free. Do you understand? Like, just like I stopped paying for, because I, I would, well, I didn't really, but I kind of did. When um, um, UFC would be on their pay-per-view event, I would go to a club, to a place that was paying for it to, to draw people in. And I would get there before the, the surcharge. And we would kick back and have a couple of drinks and then we would order food during the fights. And we would sit there and talk and, and get, you know, uh, and eat for like three hours munching on stuff, you know, uh, and, and you ended up paying less money doing that than you would if you bought the thing and had a barbecue, right? Cause we did that a couple of times too. Then when UFC sold out to the mafia, when they took control, I'm sorry, ABC, US uh, or ESPN, um, uh, which is owned by the mafia in Vegas, by the way. Actually, ESPN is is partly owned by um, Disney. Um, so, which is also owned by the mafia, by the way. <laughs> you, you look it up, you can find that. Then all of a sudden, the price went from forty nine ninety nine to seventy nine ninety nine, and you had to subscribe to ESPN Plus and pay for that, which was another ten dollars a year or twelve dollars a year or something, right? to get it or you paid 89.99 and got it free which means you paid the ten dollars <laughs> but that's what the pay-per-view fights went to so i stopped paying for them and i won't buy their crap they don't show it to me for free i'm not watching it guess what they ended up doing they ended up showing one uh show per month free and then still had the pay-per-view well now they have a show every every weekend free and they have a pay-per-view on one of those so you get threes free now and because it's really trying to push you towards paying for that i won't do it pretty soon i'm going to cancel cable altogether Right, you don't need cable these days anyway. So I'm going to get rid of all the channels and not pay it. And that's when you'll see the war starting, right? That's when you'll see them start lowering the prices of everything because it's insane. Right now, for cable, internet, and phone, I'm paying almost two hundred dollars. I'm paying one hundred and seventy-five or something, one hundred and seventy-eight, somewhere around there, dollars per month to have internet, cable, and a house phone. Right, and that's not even paying for their internet that they put on your phone that you can use. I'm using the internet, but I'm not using Xfinity's internet, even though I have access to it. But if I use it, I have to pay ten to twelve dollars a month. Why would I do that when I'm already getting uh, internet access through my uh, um, phone provider? Why would I then jump on and pay extra money for something I'm already getting for free that I'm paying for with my cell phone? <laughs> right. See, you guys got to start thinking about what you guys are doing. Ooh, they got good content. I'm going to do that. Well, that's what they're doing. They're putting all their good shit on those channels and forcing you to pay the extra money. Refuse. I did that with Star Trek, the new Star Trek, um, whichever, whatever they call it now, the, the new one that they're on season four, I think. And I refused. Guess what they did? They showed all of season one trying to drum up business for season four. Yeah, I watched all of season one. Did I then go for? No, I wait because all of that ends up free. Right. If you got Peacock or anything like that, you can see it for free. You just can't see it the day that it happens. You have to wait till the season's over. And sometimes with Peacock, just until the episode is aired. Oh, no. You mean I don't get to come back to work on Monday and talk about what I saw on Sunday with my friends? You mean I have to wait until Tuesday before I can talk about it? 
and it doesn't cost me anything. But people, we got to start thinking here. Seriously. <laughs> Sharon, welcome. Maddie, welcome. I wasn't looking at the at the uh, chat there. I was just looking at the camera and blabbering on, right? <laughs> right? So, yeah. Okay. So, Sharon says, uh, Leo, I miss you. We're, we're uh, camping. Wait a minute. I have my reading glasses on. I'm too far away. <laughs> Pop them up. We're camping day five, Southwest Jersey Pines. Nice. Camping. Way to go. I'd love to be out camping right now. And then Maddie says, oh, oh, hi from the UK, mate. Welcome. Welcome from the UK. I'm here in California, in the United States. Okay, so enough of me screwing around talking about that kind of stuff, right? Um, let's just go ahead and get back into what we're supposed to be doing. Since I've wasted my normal 20 minutes or so uh, getting into the show, which pisses some people off, and I don't care. <laughs> right? Okay, so let's go ahead and, and uh, get into the alien interview. For If you're here for the very first time and you haven't watched this particular, uh, you know, now that we're not doing the Law of One, which I'm going to go back and start looking at some of that stuff and talking about it anyways and doing short videos. Um, I may do some lives uh, where I'm speaking and I'm taking questions. I'm going to be doing that for certain uh, because I, I think that there's a, there's a lot that we need to uh, ring out even more than what I've done in the last two and a half years when it comes to that part of the spirituality. So I will be doing a spiritual, primarily spiritual show. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be fun. I think, right. I, hopefully it'll be helpful. And if it's not, then I'll stop doing it. I may just do comedy. I don't know. <laughs> right? People need to laugh, man. I, but I've been so serious. I don't know if anybody will take me for that. All my family and everybody who knows me when I'm off air, they know that I, I, jo I joke more than I don't. Right. I keep people in the stitches all the time, but then all of a sudden they get real serious and get on the internet and go, Whoa, politics, bleh, just bleh, regurgitate all that hatred and violence and stuff out on, on, all over the internet. Okay, so if you're here for the first time, <clears throat> 1947 Roswell, supposedly uh, an alien UFO crashed, and uh, the government said first they had a UFO, then they said, no, 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 it was a weather balloon, and none of that happened. Don't look, look over here, look over there, look away, look away. And they went and snatched everything up, and it disappeared, and then they said, nope, 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 nope. see here, move along, move along. Uh, but the people just didn't buy it. Right. And so that was had become something that everybody's been paying attention to, uh, not believing anything the government says. We don't believe anything any government says. There, there are just a bunch of liars and the, the mainstream uh, people, lay people. Right. I say that, you know, the common folk is starting to realize that now um, that they are not your friend. They're lying to you. They always have been lying to you your entire life. I just watched here. Here's a little tidbit. I just watched the a comparative number on one of the news channels. They were talking about how much money we owe. Now, if you don't know how this works, when the government prints money, like they're trying to put this $3.5 trillion bill through the American uh, government spending bill. And uh, like for all the money that they're get, they're telling you that your shots free, the, the shots free and all this one, it's not, it's not the, they borrowed money. And when they didn't borrow money from another country, they don't, they don't borrow, they don't do that anymore because that gets them into hawk and they end up having to give part of our country away to other countries. Right? So what they do is they borrow it from you, me, they borrow it. You're if wherever you are in the world, if you're not on a monetary system that is backed up by real currency, gold or silver, then you're on the same exact, uh, I wrote a book about this. You're on the same exact thing, which is, is just a, a, a banking system, like a fed, a federal bank. And they don't have any money at all, and they just print stuff. Well, they borrow it from you, from all of us, and the taxes. So you owe that money back, all of it, right? So right now, currently, every single, there's, you know, 360 million Americans living in America, every single person owes $58,000, almost $59,000. No, 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 I'm sorry, $89,000 each. 
And there's there's not all of them are taxpayers. So the taxpayers that pay owe two hundred and twenty eight thousand, almost two hundred twenty nine thousand dollars to the federal government right now for all the money that we've spent. So that's our deficit. The deficit means we pay for it with our slave labor, our taxes. So we go to work, we get paid, and then they take extra money from us to pay for the money they borrowed from us to give to us. That sounds crazy, and it is. Not, but it only works if everybody pretends that the monopoly money we're walking around with has a value. Okay? If we all pretend it has a value, it has a value. The second everyone believes it has no value, the system crashes. Right? That's the truth. You can look that up. Okay. So that's another little tidbit. And the, and the reason I bring all of this up, because all of this is logic and reasoning, and when, that goes out the window if you try to actually look at the logic and reasoning that the governments and the governmental systems are trying to feed you. Uh, they, you know, they're treating all of us like we're a mushroom, right? They keep us in the dark and they just feed us shit, right? And then we just grow. And that's, that's what they're doing. So anyway, all right. So let's get into the alien. So they, so they lied about the aliens. This woman who was the only person who uh, could communicate or the, commun the alien would communicate with, uh, she was a nurse and she had uh, telepathic abilities. So they ended up having her work with the alien. The alien talked to her only. The alien never took any questions. The alien just sat there, bleh, spouted off everything that the alien spouted off and would never take any questions and used uh, a bunch of history books to learn about the history of our planet and uh, has been spilling stuff that's not been true. Okay. And so I'm not saying that this is not a real alien. <laughs> I believe it is. Okay. And I've gone over that on my other shows. So I'm not going to go over that again. I believe that it really is an alien that it really is talking to this woman. And she only has the knowledge of earth from our history in 1947. And that's changed and she got something wrong. And I pointed that out in the last two shows. Okay. So <clears throat> pardon me. So that's what I'm doing is I'm, I'm playing the, the video and then talking to you guys about what I'm catching and understanding about what's going on. The same thing I did with the law of one. Okay, <clears throat> and except, for, except for the law of one was easier to corroborate as true, but I'm not trying to say that this stuff she's saying is a lie, except for the things that are blatantly. And I and I explain that I'll go, that's just a lie right there. You can tell, right? So, um, so bear with me. I'm going to go ahead and put that video on right now. And we start. We're it's back a couple of seconds, but we're starting at chapter nine. So I'm going to just let the last part of the paragraph play, and then chapter nine is going to start, and that's where we ended up um, leaving off last time it is safer and more sensible to avoid contact with the sb population let me know if you can hear that too time as the pro and, and the reason i say that is that um i would you know like i said there was been uh, military aircraft and the uh, firefighting aircraft flying in and out over my house all day and every time that happens my internet gets a little wonky so sometimes when i do that i have to re reboot this uh um um uh, video that I'm playing. So if you guys can't hear it, please tell me that you can't hear it, right? Wait a minute. Hold on. Maddie has a question for me. Let me put it up here on the screen. Maddie, I didn't see it until right now. Hey, Leo, let me pull these off because I'm, I'm I can, if I look at this part of the screen, I'm not going to explain. These are my reading glasses. <laughs> I'm too far away from the screen to see the reading glasses out with this. Hey, Leo, me and my girlfriend are watching you. Please explain to her what a wanderer is. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you have a um, if you have a minute, please, her name is Jasmine. Okay. So Jasmine, if you're here listening, you said Jasmine's listening. Let me explain what a wanderer is. <clears throat> okay. If, if you listen to the law of one or you go in and watch or read the six books, you'll, you'll get a, a really good, clear, um, vision, but this is, this is the, the way that it's been explained to me, uh, and everybody else around the, 
universe, right? Because some people get it mis misconstrued with a walk-in. So I'll explain a walk-in too. Okay, there is a difference in some people for some reason. Um, they're all like, I'm a walk-in, I'm a walk-in, I'm a walk-in. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. You're a wanderer. You just think you're a walk-in. But walk-ins do happen, but they're very rare. Okay, and I'll explain that too. So a wanderer is, and it makes us sound like we're like wandering around and don't know what we're doing. It's really weird. Um, they kind of tag that. But they what they called it before that was brothers and sisters of sorrow, which is also in our you know, being an American or being on this planet, that, that also doesn't really mean what it is. Okay, so what happens to a place, a, a planet, planetary body, if something happens to that planetary body where the souls that are learning on that, say, here in this three-dimensional reality, uh, is the first place that you're uh, aware as a soul. You, you realize, well, I am I am. I think, therefore, I am. I am. What am I? But I am. So you become conscious, right, of yourself for the very first time. And that usually happens when you're not a human yet. Uh, you're something else, a cat, a dog, a, you know, a bird, something animate. Uh, you could even be a, a blade of grass. But you, for some reason, something has happened to you that you've become self-aware. When that cycle of life ends, you actually then bump up from, because what we have is a first dimension, second dimension, third dimension. This is the third dimension or the third density of this reality, okay? And here in this place is where baby souls become a human. If we were on some other planet, whatever the race is on that planet, if they're in 3D reality like this, lizards or grays or purple or whatever, you become that race that's there. Here we happen to be human, okay? So then you go through and you learn what it means to be human. And there's about 10 years, sometimes 12 years or 10 lifetimes, sometimes 12 lifetimes uh, of things that you need to learn to graduate to the next level, which would be the fourth density. And when I say that, each density, even though it has a higher number, is actually less dense. And that's your body. Our body is very dense here, right? So this is the third density of our body. And when we move up to the fourth density, our bodies will, will not be as solid. And eventually you start losing the lower portion of your body. And then pretty soon you just become a light being, right? And that's when you get up higher. So what happens is when a society or an entire hive mind complex, an entire planet like ours, something happens to it that, that gets it stuck to where nobody's graduating, nobody's ascending, nobody's going to heaven, nobody's going to the next level, nobody's leaving. Every time they die, they're being recycled and they're being reborn and they're not able to because they're not um, fitting the quota of what they're supposed to learn for some reason. When that happens over time, no one notices because nobody's watching you. It's not like God is watching over everyone at all times in the universe. Nobody's watching us here. So we get stuck. And over time, the, the immortal souls that are here on this planet or whatever the planet is will then realize subconsciously in the back of your mind, I've been doing this over and over for a very long time. Something's wrong. And you will start calling out to your higher self, to your guides. I think we're stuck. I think we need help. What happens is people hear that other entities, other beings at a higher level of vibration, hear that call throughout the universe because the entire universe is connected, right? And, and I've, I've actually shown that um, if you watch the video when I first come on here, I think it's in that video uh, where I show all the sacred geometry and stuff, which I, I didn't play this time. Did I? Yes, I did. <laughs> but I was, I was distracted. So it's in there, but I show a brain cell uh, image and the image of the universe and they're identical. They're just a slightly different color. So we hear that 
right? And I say we because I am a wanderer. We hear that call and at peril to our immortal soul, we volunteer to get mind wiped because when you are born here in a, in a human body, all of your memory is erased from you, right? It's all erased from you and you have the veil so you can't see the other side. And um, some people can because they come through with different skills, right? And we can all learn all of these skills. People just don't realize that. So what happens is, so a wanderer is from a higher plane of existence. Here's the call. Volunteers to give up their life for what they're doing there to come here and to be born here in a 3D body and get mind wiped and not even remember that they came here to, on a mission to do something in the hopes that they remember at some point something triggers them to remember that they're here to do something and that they then do that. And they, if not, they can get stuck here and just keep recycling with the people that are here as well. Okay. But when you get enough people, the vibration just from you being here as a wanderer raises the vibration of everybody around you. Then if you do something like I'm doing, talking about it to people, that raises the vibration even more. And the more and more you can raise the total vibration of all of the human race to a more positive level, the closer everybody gets to being able to wake up. And then when once everyone starts to wake up, they realize we need to push and 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 do better things. And then we start to higher and higher and higher pretty soon we are then uh, uh, able to graduate and it takes a long period of time sometimes a, a planet could be stuck moldek for instance was stuck for like 125,000 years before anyone noticed it right and then they went and, and it took them another 75,000 years to get them unstuck and some of them are here on our planet uh, in the three-dimensional and then the um v um which we'll call it a uh, mars was also stuck um, they were stuck for, I think, 65,000 years before anybody noticed. So it does happen and seems to happen a little bit more in this sector of the woods and in here in this uh, solar system than, than others. We've had it happen multiple times here and, uh, you know, and on this planet a couple of times. So a wanderer is someone who volunteers to come back and, to, and try to help. The problem with that is that this body that you're in and this reality that you're in understands and feels that your vibration doesn't fit here. So you end up not fitting right in your body. Your body is kind of fights against you. It doesn't work exactly like everyone else's does. You get more ailments. You get more autoimmune problems. Um, you just, you, you know, you, you're sensitive to light sometimes, sound, uh, the sun, the, you know, whatever. Uh, way more than anyone else, we have, we have issues. And I found that across the board. Everyone who's a wanderer has issues. You talk to regular people and say, I've never got sick in my life. I've never broke a bone in my life. I can eat anything. Doesn't matter what it is, you know, and, but you, you are different if you're a wanderer, right? Your body is not exactly uh, wanting to be conducive with what's going on. Uh, so we fight against that and everything else. So we, we're constantly reminded that we don't fit here, but we know that. And uh, once you start to wake up, you realize that you don't care anymore because you realize that you have a mission. And then even if you're not a wanderer and you're just from here, once we wake you up to a point, where you realize what's happening, you basically start doing the same thing we're doing because you want to get out of here too. So you're like, oh, well, we got to start helping everybody. And unless you're in service to self, there's two kinds of souls in the universe. Those who are in service to self, that's the evil group. And those who are in service to others, that's the good group. So if you're very selfish, and you only care about yourself, you're self-centered, you're evil. Uh, and you've made that choice unless you haven't made it completely because in this reality, that's what you're here to do. You're here to make that choice of whether I'm going to be good or evil 
and then you then you work accordingly. If you're evil, you you screw people over, and you you know you rape and pillage and dominate people and torture people and do whatever you can do, like the governments of the world are trying to do to the human race right now. Those are evil people that are in charge that shouldn't be, and those are the ones who are out for power, and they're trying to take it over. But it doesn't it doesn't work that way because we're stronger than they are, and they hate to admit it, hate it, hate it. Anyway. I think it's funny. So I don't know if that's a clarification, if that helps you. Now let's go on to what a walk-in is. Um, a walk-in is somebody who came basically to do the same thing, but they uh, the body was already occupied by a soul, right? And now uh, I was told that Abraham Lincoln was a walk-in. The soul, the president, uh, Abraham Lincoln, <clears throat> 15th president of the United States, or 16th president, pardon me. So one of those two, and I'm having a blank, drawing a blank on that. He would be angry with me. So. <laughs> So Abraham Lincoln was a walk-in, but his soul, the soul that was in his body was very tired and just couldn't do it anymore and knew that he was capable of being the president and that he was supposed to do that. He was supposed to do what Lincoln did, only he was, just couldn't do it. So the council, that there is a council of, of nine of, uh, that are um, based in Venus, in the, in the ice rings of Venus. Because their reality is different, their their vibration is different. So we see it as the ice rings around Venus, but it's there's people that live there, whole societies live there, and that's where the council resides. Um, a, a person, a wanderer, someone who wanted to help, came to the council and said, "I would like to offer my services to to go and take over for this soul and do the things that he was going to do, if you'll allow me to ask him." Uh, and we can then let him leave and not have the responsibility of what he was supposed to do so that he can move on uh, and heal and move on to where he was going to move on before. And they said, if he agrees to it. So this soul went to Abraham Lincoln while he was sleeping, woke up his soul and said, look, we got a deal for you. If you'll allow me, I will take this burden from you and you can go there and you're not going to lose anything no one's going to just you know be be looking at you less for what you did you were too tired you couldn't do this it's okay i'll take over and uh, lincoln's soul said oh yes please and literally they just swapped and lincoln woke up the next day and no one knew the difference it was the same person because he had all the memories that went along with the body so he just took on the persona and became abraham lincoln and, and uh, finished out uh, Abraham Lincoln's life until he was shot in the head by John Wilkes Booth. So that's a walk-in. A walk-in comes after the body has already been born with a soul and trades places with the soul by permission, not by possession. There is no such thing as possession. Um, people like to talk about that. But that's just, that was something that somebody made up to make you scared. And um, then uh, that soul goes on and the soul finishes out the job. Um, you know what, if you're asking that question, Jasmine just asked, can you, can you tell me, what was your question before that? Um, okay. So it's Maddie that's talking now. Okay. So Maddie's talking through Jasmine's thing. Can you tell me if I'm wondering, if you're asking that question, you either are, or you're a human that is close to waking up either way, you're still going to be doing the same thing. If you, if you feel, um, any of the things that I said about, your body and things like that. You feel like you've always kind of felt like you were alone. You never really fit into anything, even though you pretended you pretended to be in with whatever clique you were in, in school, but you knew that that really wasn't right. And, and none of that really mattered to you, but, but it kind of did because you want to be popular and you want to have friends. So you played along, but secretly in your mind, you're like, this is bullshit. Why am I doing this? 
right? Anything like that, your your whole life, it doesn't seem right. You seem like there's just something else, man, that I know I should be doing. And this isn't it. This can't be what life is about. It's because it's not. And you are connected to your higher self on a level that people who are here for the first time are not. Even if they've been here, you know, say they're here for the first time and they've over and over and over and over for 10,000 years re reincarnating, they're still not ready to graduate because they've never been to that point. So they don't know what they're missing, whereas you have. And it's in the back of your memory. Your soul has that memory somewhere. Even though when you're born in this body, it's it's wiped, you still bring through because you're a higher vibration. You bring through some of the skill sets that you had. And most of those, the first one is communication and knowledge because knowledge is the key to breaking the, the conditioning, right? And, and communication is the key to knowledge by being able to either speak to your guides or your higher self. Okay, so if you're asking that question, you probably are a wanderer. That's that's my answer. And if you and if you find me, because I am a beacon, I'm not the, but I am one of the millions of beacons for wanderers. One of my jobs is to be on the air and have people see me and other people go, you need to talk to this guy. And, and then you guys come to me and then you, you start talking and then I help you and I work with you until you don't need me anymore. And then you go out and do your thing and talk to people. I should put myself on the screen instead of this. Huh? I'm talking to the camera like you guys can see me. And I realized that I still had the other thing up there. <clears throat> So, and there's Miguel Pena. Welcome, my friend. <clears throat> Sorry, last night I had, I was going to come on to air with you guys last night, uh, uh, Miguel, but it was getting later and I had to take care of my mom. So I, I was like, darn it. <laughs> These guys were on the air and I got to do dinner and I got my brother called and I had to take care of my mom. And I was like, oh man, I'm not going to get to you guys. Cause when you guys go on, I'm, you guys are going to have to let me, I know it's a Thursday. I'm at the plan for it. Right. If you guys don't know, uh, Miguel is right here. Who's on there? Says the Pena perspective. Um, that's what his show is. What he does with uh, Josh. Um, am I saying that right? No, Jacob. Jacob Waters has a podcast, and every Thursday, Michael Miguel is on there, and they talk about stuff. And they usually go marathons. They usually talk three, four hours, sometimes more. They just go, man. And I've been on there with them, and I've had them on my show. Uh, and um, I've been I'm working with Miguel. We're trying to do a project, a couple projects together, uh, and it just hasn't fanned out. Not because of he and I. We're the only two that are on board. Uh, the other people who were supposed to be on board, we've been having issues. Someone had to move, you know, things like that. So we were going to do a webinar together. We were trying to put together back in June, July, no August, and then we were trying to do it in September, and it didn't work. So um, we're, we're we're still working on that. So we trade off playing on each other's uh, shows. So um, maybe we'll just do an impromptu. I don't know. We'll see. I'm like, well, I got Miguel here now. Maybe I'll just pull him on here instead of doing the alien thing. Or I can have you on and we can both talk about this woman who's talking. We'll see how it goes. I just don't want to get everybody getting mad at me. Like, this is supposed to be a different show and you guys are all talking spiritualism now. <laughs> so, yeah, he's putting it up for those of you who are, who are on Facebook. You may not be able to see the chat because he's on uh, he's on uh, YouTube. Uh, for those of you on Facebook, he says, I'm on, I put it up on the screen for you. I'm on uh, Jacob Waters show every Thursday night, 730 ish. And that's, uh, is that West Coast uh, time, 730 ish or East Coast time, 730 ish? I think you guys are West Coast 730 time, right? Yeah, I think there's I think there's 7:30 California time, West Coast America or West Coast uh, um, of the Northern Hemisphere. So I know I know you could right. I could bring him on. He could do aliens right. Central. Oh, okay, Central time. So Central Central time, 7:30 ish Central time America is when they're on. And, and uh, Miguel is in uh, Brazil, and uh, Jacob is here. And I think he's in Central time America. He's here in America somewhere, like me. Uh, okay, so I hopefully that answered some of the questions right. 
Yeah, right. Okay, so let's see. Wow, I'm looking at what you you said now. Wow. You have made me realize a lot about myself. Thank you. Right. Thank you for explaining all of this. Yes, you're you're welcome. That's what I do. That's why literally this show that I'm doing now, we're just talking about, you know, alien stuff because I think it's you know, I I own ancient aliens worldwide, the largest ancient aliens group on the planet. <laughs> right. And I'm not broadcasting on there. Uh, because we don't like to let people do that because we're almost ready to hit 200,000 uh, members. And so we don't let people just broadcast and use us for a free commercial. So I don't even do it for my own show, right? Unless I'm doing it for them. I've produced shows for them. You can go there and you see a couple of shows that I produced for them. Uh, and I say them because I'm not, I'm, I own it. I created it. And right now I'm not running it. Right? It's gotten huge and I don't run it. I have, I have a staff that does that and not really a staff of mine that I have. They're volunteers that do it because they love it. Uh, and, and Mandy Wilson is the, is the, the head chief mistress that runs that place. And she runs it like a well-oiled machine. Right. So I don't mess with it. She does her stuff. And there's Jacob. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, don't listen to that Pena guy. He's nuts, Jacob says. This is Jacob uh, Waters just tuned in. He's the, that's his podcast that Miguel is on, that Pena guy is on, right? So, Maddie, cheers, right? Yeah, okay, see, so, yes, Jasmine, you're absolutely right, right? There, there's so much more. There are more things going on within you and the universe itself than you could ever imagine is going on on this planet, Right? And uh, hi, Jacob. I did say you, you're now answering me. I forgot about the lag. <laughs> right. So, uh, so look into that. And I, you can always message me on Messenger. I tell everybody that I'll work with you when you have questions. Pop into Messenger, uh, and you know you can find me through uh, this show or, or you know Orion Rising. Go to the page, and you can see my name and click on it, and it'll take you to my personal page. Instant message me on Messenger, and um, I'll work with and I answer questions. I try to get on them. Uh, it, right away, but there's sometimes I miss people because somebody will be asking to talk to me and I won't notice that category has a, you know, has a bell up for me. So sometimes I, it goes a few days before I go, oh, wow, but I will apologize when I see it and I will answer when I do, right? Yeah, Facebook has more peeps on, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's always that way. YouTube, I just, you know, I've been doing Facebook. Uh, Miguel just said that in the Facebook thing. I've been doing Facebook, uh, uh, doing the show on Facebook always here. And I didn't do it live on YouTube. I just started going live on YouTube back in March. So the audience isn't so big on YouTube yet because I don't have a five-year span of people that I do this show, you know what I mean, popping up. So yeah, I get more people on Facebook than I do YouTube. But hey, eventually I'll, I'll build this stuff up. You're welcome. She said, thank you for explaining everything and, and talking to me. It means a lot. Um, you're a true legend. I hope so. I, I, don't, I don't see myself as legend. I'm just a humble messenger of the law of one, humble messenger of the the true story of the universe and what's going on and what we're about, right? Although I have been given titles by the, the council, I've been given the title of alien expert, and I don't count myself as an alien expert, so I don't use that title, even though I have that of, of literally from the council saying, this is a title that you may use. Um, and then a, a freaking psychic came to me and told me that. You have been given this title by the council, really. Thank you, but I don't consider myself an alien expert. But I, but I think what they meant by that is that I, have, I am the historian and I think so because of that, I have an insight that other people don't when it comes to the history of the universe, right? And so I think that's why they mean that. But I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you how many of the aliens there are on the universe and what their names are. So I don't know how I'd be an alien expert, right? But I think that was a concept they were trying to get across, not the actual words. Same thing with Wanderer, same thing with uh, 
children of sorrows, you know, all of that is a concept, not, not the actual translation of the word. So alien expert, I don't think was an actual translation of, I know everything about every alien. <laughs> Miguel, Miguel hopped back onto, onto, over onto uh, YouTube for those of you who are on Facebook and he answered Jacob. He said, Hey Jake, I agree. I am nuts. <laughs> Okay, so now that we're on almost an hour in, right, I, I maybe at this point we'll just not do uh, alien interview and do, uh, or maybe we could still do some of that, right, um, today. I, see, I get distracted by you guys out there. That's why I'm going to do another show where, where I don't have the topic. I come up with the topic instead of, because it happened the same way really with the law of one, but people would ask questions about the law of one. Right. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that because that's what I was about. So now I'm finding that my spiritual uh, practice is, um, is, to, is is interfering with the alien thing because the universe is trying to push me away from it. So I get that and I don't fight it. And so anybody who gets angry because they tuned in to hear the alien stuff, you guys can watch that video without me even having commentation to have any part of it. You don't need me. Right. I'm here to, to try and help translate right? Uh, to show you some of the crap they're saying. So let me go ahead. I think I will do that. We'll play some more, right? Okay. Well, we can do that. Can we just do a Q&A? Yes. So how about then um, uh, Miguel and Jacob, I'll bring them on as well. And then we'll we'll have the three of us. And then you guys can ask questions. We'll just do a Q&A. How's that? And I'll get rid of the, the video. I'm sure that, that Miguel and Jake would be a, a, up for coming on live. I'm sure they would not say no. If you guys don't want to, you don't have to. Um, but Miguel already said he would. He's like, I can do aliens, but he's also very spiritual. Just so you know, I don't know if he's done it yet, but he's going to become an ordained minister very soon. I don't know if he has finished that uh, to be ordained, but as well as myself. So we're very, we're very spiritual. And that's really our forte. We really get more into talking about that than we do with aliens, but the aliens are all encompassed. So let me do that. I'm going to shoot you guys. Right. And yeah. So Jacob, yeah. Yeah, you had, yeah, Jacob said you had me at aliens. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and shoot you guys an invite. Uh, and then uh, maybe we will play some of the alien thing too. We'll see what you guys' questions are, if you guys have good questions. So pop them in the chat there while I send this to these guys. Oh, I don't have anything open to send to you guys. Let me, I have to reopen uh, Facebook to get the messenger here. I closed all my windows <laughs> because of the, the problem with my internet. So I didn't want to have too many windows for my computer to be trying to work on at the same time. So I closed everything except for StreamYard and just looked at my phone for stuff. But now I got it. So here, let me send you guys a message here. I'll do that. And um, once my computer catches up, it's being slow. So I don't have a slideshow for you guys to look at either. Normally I would just start a slideshow going and you guys wouldn't have to look at me sitting here looking at the camera, looking at the monitor to get everything um, hooked up right here. Right. Yeah, my computer's being slow. Okay, so Jacob, I'm going to send it to you, and you pop it over to Miguel, okay? Okay, so I sent the invite, to Jacob, to your messenger. So if you could send it to Miguel, and then we'll have you guys pop in, all right? And meanwhile, you guys out there in the crowd, um, ask some questions here. Now I have my computer 
popping up on the screen for some reason, showing me something, a pop-up window that's covering half my screen, and I can't see the, the chat. I have to wait for it to come up so that I can make it go away. Drives me crazy when that happens. Okay. And then a pop-up window stole me off. There we go. All right, so let's see. Rendlesham Forest. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, interviewed, Maddie said, Rendlesham Forest thoughts, especially with the guy, hold on, let's put it up on the screen, especially with the guy who wrote uh, down the code of zeros and ones that he saw on his hand. Funny that you should say that because I interviewed him and that interview is up on Ancient Aliens Worldwide, uh, the group uh, on Facebook. And um, we actually got him to give us more information than he gave anyone else ever on any uh, interview. However, he wouldn't talk about the ones and the zeros and the zeros and the ones. And there's a reason for that. I can't tell you about that right now. Okay, but there will be in the future um, another book by him and his uh, partner who writes, he and his, and his scientific uh, research partner write the, um, the stuff. And then he's going to talk about that in more detail because I know more about that that I, I was going to discuss uh, on air, but then I was told, don't do that, please. Even though you know that, please don't talk about that until... Um, the book comes out. So I can't talk about the ones and the ones and the zeros with you. Okay. But I can, um, hold on. Cause somebody's popped in here. Who's that? That's Miguel. Let me yeah. add him on the screen here. Right. So yeah. I can talk about, um, the Rendlesham forest because I, I, I interviewed the airman that was there who did wrote the ones and the zeros and the zeros and the ones. And I also interviewed, um, um, Gary uh, Hasseltine who was the British police officer who investigated it for the military, that entire thing. I, I actually interviewed both of them. And um, that literally was a, a UFO. There was a, a lot of stuff. I, I'm just going to link, now that Miguel's here, I'll go ahead and go back over here. I'm going to link Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the group, uh, in the chat. And you guys can then, um, after we're done here talking, <laughs> not, not not during the show here, split, but do it afterwards. Um, and let me make sure that I'm on the. No, I'm not on the page here. Hold on, I went to the I went to the page, not the group. I apologize, and so I have to back out of that. Um, and so I'll link that in there, so you guys can go and watch that video because that'll be it's a really good interview. Uh, especially when I come on because I'm just being the producer, so I'm not talking. And then I noticed that he's not he's ready to go in a different direction. And they don't see it. So I popped in and started asking questions. And then everybody was like, ooh, Leo, run, run with this. And I got him. I said some things that got him to understand that I knew what the CIA knew. And he realized that. And so he started uh, he started going. Uh, and telling more stuff. So I'll link that to you when my computer catches up. Uh, Miguel, thank you. I didn't say hi to you. I, that was rude. I apologize, my friend. Um, no welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, so, and then you can uh, hop in as well if you would like. She was asking, the question was posed about Rendlesham Forest. 
uh, and you know, thoughts on that. So if you want to do that, uh, well, I'm trying I don't to know get much about Rendlesham Forest, but I could tell you about Pumapunku. I have actually been there. Uh, those rocks are uh, interesting. Uh, he asked if Pumapunku was, let me see if where that was in the chat, uh, but he asked if Pumapunku was the original uh, alien visit. And I would say, no, that was actually an alien civilization. They yes. built that. Those, <laughs> those rocks, uh, those rocks yeah. are laser cut thousands of years ago. So there's things yeah. there that don't mesh with the technology that we have today. And uh, if you look at uh, Cusco, it's, it, the walls around the city are in the shape of a puma head. Um, so, yeah, it, it's sort of artistry within the construction, the architecture of the mountain itself. It's really bizarre. Uh, and right. the stones that they use to build it are like 12 feet, 13 feet tall or, or bigger and, and probably about eight feet deep. So they're huge stones. They're placed perfectly uh, for the puma head. Uh, right. Exactly. Hey, Jake, how you doing? Welcome, Jake. Hello, Leo. Hello, Michael. How are we doing tonight? Good, good. Yes, now I'm looking at what everybody's saying. So I linked to you guys. There's a link there to <laughs> Facebook to the group for Orion, or for uh, not Orion Rising, but for um, uh, Ancient Aliens Worldwide. And that interview is there. You guys can see it. It's pinned to the top. Uh, so you guys can see that interview that we did. It was, uh, I don't know how long that was, like three hours. I think that was three hours long. And you'll find that, especially when you get to the part where I'm there talking to him, that he gives information that he didn't give to anybody else in any interview from the time that it happened until that incident. And he's going to come back. We're told because he won't do any interviews with anybody else. Cause he likes us. So we're going to get an exclusive. That was an exclusive. We're going to get another one when he's ready. And that one's going to be talking about the ones and the zeros and the zeros and the ones. And I can't wait because I know, I don't know. I don't think I know all of it, but I, I don't, I know what the, what it was translated to and what it meant. But I can't divulge that because I'm sworn to secrecy because the, of the next book that's coming out. So, but there is a um, there's a documentary out there somewhere that tells about it. I know that because that's how I learned about it. I didn't learn about it from insiders. I learned about it from a documentary. Uh, and then when I mentioned it to him, he was like, mm -mm, "Mom's a word here, <laughs> right?" So um, let's see if there's any questions. Oh, the the good one. Yeah. Uh, Project Project Blue Book over there in the chat uh, talking about Stephen Greer. There's, there's plenty Stephen of Stephen Greer. Uh, let's um, let me run that down real quick. Stephen, Dr. Stephen Greer, um, actually sent me an email about four years ago, wanted me to be his personal secretary and travel the world with him. Uh, and I actually I, I turned him down because I'm, I take care of my mother, I'm her caregiver, and I couldn't travel. Otherwise, I would have you would guys would know who I am because I would be the personal secretary to Dr. Stephen Greer. Everybody would know my name. Well, who's that guy? That's his secretary. I'd be the guy running him coffee and handing and keeping everybody away from him. Get back, get back, you guys crazies. Don't touch him. He doesn't like Greer, to be touched. Greer is the one that meditates to bring in the UFOs, right? Yeah, he used the ancient practice that he heard from the Hindus that they if they if you meditate and you get yourself at a high enough level of vibration and you use these ancient techniques, you can actually communicate with uh, aliens and it's been proven over and over that you can do that so he did that with his whole team and they actually were able to bring down an alien spacecraft and we're talking to the aliens and of course the our government didn't like it and arrested every single one of his people and interrogated them uh, for five days with no sleep or food or water or anything uh, and then let them go and everyone got cancer in his whole uh, crew they all died of cancer and he's the only one that survived that's weird right no because if you know what i know you know that the american government's way of of whacking people is cancer. 
That's one of them. They also one do the heart attack things. So that's the one that's, yeah, heart attack is another one. Yeah. Or you strangle yourself from behind with one hand with no, surgical no, no, no. Uh, cords. They, 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 only do, they only do that in New York. They only do that in New York. <laughs> yeah, that was actually in Canada, and that's how they got, what's his name? The um, I can't think of his name right now. The the guy who used to drill the holes for them under the ground, uh, the contractor, and he got Phil into it. Uh, what was his name? Phil Schneider. Yeah, that's how Phil Schneider got killed. Uh, he he strangled himself with only one hand because his other hand was missing most he of his with, uh, He did it with the tubes of his own tubes. Yeah, and he took the tubes and hung himself, apparently. Right, which you can't do. That's why people hang themselves from their rafters or their or their doorknob, like uh, you know, like. Oh, no, what Williams. happens is you pass out, then you you're no and longer. Then you just wake up with a headache, yeah. And then and then you wake up, yeah, with yeah. a bad headache and probably a little right? less brain cells, but that's about it. Yeah, that's yeah. About Stephen it. Greer is also the known. Like, if you ever have to think about it, Stephen Greer is the one that looks more ripped than anybody else talking about. That dude uh, joked. He's in good yeah, shape. Yeah, he is. He's in good <laughs> He's shape, bro. Man. I'm not even kidding. He's got big, huge, strong arms. That man bench presses like 350, 450 pounds. He's, he's strong. Oh, yeah. But he's been the whistleblower. He was a liaison uh, for the federal government. That's They ended up hiring him. Because oh, yeah, he, he, was briefing, he was briefing people in the White House for years yep. and years. Yep. And he tells this story, and I love how he tells it. He's literally in a room talking to an alien. This is back during when Bill Clinton just got elected. And he's with his wife, and they're, they're somewhere in the Pentagon. He's in a room talking to aliens. And he gets done, he leaves, he goes out and closes the door. And literally, five seconds later, Bill and Hillary Clinton walk up, and Bill says, okay, now that I'm the president, are aliens real? And he looks at Bill Clinton and goes, no. <laughs> he was just in there talking to aliens, man. But Bill Clinton didn't have the, the clearance. No president has the clearance anymore uh, because of Kennedy. When he had the clearance, nothing, he wasn't telling me. Uh, older Bush, right? Yeah, uh, older Bush. One. Poppy yeah. Bush. Yeah, Bush, Bush one. Yeah, Papa Bush. So Poppy, not Papa, Poppy. Poppy, yeah, not Papa, Poppy. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So what else we got going on here in the chat? Yeah. Right, uh, um, what do you guys know about Project Blue Book? Anybody else want to take it? Come on, guys. I got you in here to talk. Uh, I, I was I was super into I was super actually into the show. I think they did a good uh, depiction of what actually happened. Uh, there was yeah, a, that was, especially the first two seasons, right? Yeah. 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 That's I, uh, real. The first yeah. two seasons are really what happened after that. Now they've gotten into drama and they're just going for ratings. But the first oh, two yeah. seasons. I didn't know they did anything after that. I, I just saw the first two seasons. Season three just uh, came out that, or season four. Yeah. That and Taken are two of the only sci-fi ones that really connect oh, no, with no, me. I'm wrong. This is true. I'm wrong. I'm thinking I'm thinking the Roswell. I'm I am absolutely wrong. Roswell was about was uh, was Project yeah. Blue Book. So the first two, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. first two seasons of the so TV series Roswell is Project Blue like Book. A romantic drama. And now it's a romantic them. drama. But the first <laughs> two seasons were the investigation that Project Blue Book did when they went in and, and basically said, no, no, fake, 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 fake to everything because they're trying to cover it all up, even though it wasn't. And the struggle hey, between government them. trying to cover things up. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. That's like saying there's lions in Africa. Exactly. No, that, <laughs> no. no that's, that's unreal. It's unreal. I can't believe you they didn't say they would that. Never do that. You must be a racist if you think that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not go there. Uh, right, then right. I'm, I'm Kamala or something. Yeah. I like how you don't jump into politics on anybody else's show. Man, 
How did that? How did that work? You're talking about me. Like, I like the control you. here. You're talking about me. No, it's it's, uh, it's oh, like I'm yeah. some somewhere for five minutes, and already I go down. You know, all kinds of bannable <laughs> things. That's why I'm being quiet, right? Peter, Peter from Ireland, welcome. Star Child, welcome. I'm glad you guys are talking because if you don't talk, I like, uh, here. I like Maddie's <laughs> other question is uh, okay. Big question: If you find your soulmate on Earth. When you both pass, do you live forever together as light or energy? Question. Yes, mark. to both. You are already together, and you've already. This is my opinion. Then we'll get Miguel's. Uh, these are. This will be my. Um, this is my non-clergy. Actually, it's about the same. So, as a as a clergyman, it's about the same. Yes, because you guys, you find yourselves here because you designed it to to find yourselves when you did. And that's because both of you had things to work on independently. And then you find yourselves uh, on the planet. You find yourself together at the time you said when you pass, even if say you pass and they live for another 30 years, even if they remarry, you have to understand that we have, we sign on to be with souls at different times in our incarnations. And sometimes it's not for a full incarnation, but that doesn't mean that we're not bound together uh, uh, on a higher level. Now, uh, Miguel, I don't know if he has a difference of opinion on that, but because he and I uh, forever have, you know, we're different people, so we always have a slightly different take on everything. So, That's why I love so having right. him on at the same time I'm on because he keeps me honest and I keep him honest because we keep thinking. We have to, I, I, he says something I learn from him and then I know I say things and he learns from me because we talk about when we're off air. Dude, that was cool. I never thought of that, you know. So that's uh, no, I do that more often because you usually tell me things that I hadn't thought about before. Uh, but the things that I'd, I'd heard, uh, first of all, as far as the, the clergy thing, there's only supposedly this life. Um, and so your soulmate, you're here with them. However, the things that I've heard on that other tangent is that, yeah, you'll reincarnate and you will find that person. Um, it's kind of like that Robin Williams movie uh, to where you just go into the different places and you try and find each other. Uh, and by accident or happenstance or something else, you end up uh, resonating with each other and finding each other. Uh, and that's something that, that um, you know, leads it on. Now, I don't know where mine's at, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just a lone wolf, I guess. But that's a whole other story. Um, no, no, so I agree with you because I was just I just talked to a psychic. I just had a reading done because I'm I'm with you. Where's my soulmate? What am I a lone gun? And the psychic without I, I didn't ask any questions. I just had there because I have a, a three different groups where we help people develop psycho, you know, your skills. If you have uh, a ESP or if you have, or if you're a medium, or if you want to learn that stuff, we help people with that. And then we, so we have readers that come on and what we do is we have someone who says, I want to be a reader uh, for your group. We may have them read three of us that are already readers that we know are hard to read. And then we don't tell them that, but we just say, we need you to read three of us. And then the three of us get together and decide, oh, uh, you know, where your skill levels are at and how much we want to allow you to have access to represent our group. So I just had a reading done and she had no idea of any of that. And I don't talk about my life on, on air much. I don't talk about my uh, life on my, on my uh, page. Uh, you know, most of it is, is doing this stuff, right? So my personal stuff is not really much on there, except for when I say, look, I take care of my mom, blah, blah, blah. So that way people can't just like stalk me and get an idea of me. And she actually said <clears throat> that, that I literally, I haven't met my soulmate yet and that it's going to happen. But she said, you haven't met them yet, which is really odd. So I might have more than one person that I'm going to be attached to between now and the end of my life that I signed on to be in an intimate way. Bizarre, right? So I'm, so I'm like, I'm with you, my friend. I don't know if I that, that was what I was going to ask you guys is, do you think, so say say one person, they, they, you always already have these commitments with people in your life that you're going to see 
in what you guys would both consider the afterlife. I believe in more of an uh, incarnation type of thing, and you have to reach that higher plane of existence uh, by living a good life. Um, so I wonder if do you if, if one person reaches it before you that you have a commitment with, whether it's because they lived longer than you or anything else, do they notice the gap in time where they're waiting for you to get there? Or is it you're there the same time they are? And well, time exists because we're here. Uh, time exists in this dimension. So when you're yeah. there, that time doesn't really uh, matter. Yeah, so time you, doesn't matter. So you don't notice time go by because it doesn't. You just right. you sleep and you wake up and the timing right. has already been set because somebody else is in control of this whole thing, not necessarily us. Right. And you have to remember that your higher self is located in the sixth dimension. And that's where you, the real you is docked. And there's no time there. So, so when, when that person goes and passes, they're, they're, you're there because you're, because you're here and there at the same time. Yes. Yeah, uh, Mud Rabbit last night was talking about the sixth dimension as well. So yeah, yeah. that's, uh, it's interesting how everything has this correlation, this way of, of coming together in a certain way. Um, more organic portals. And uh, she, she, she's uh, got quite the deep dive into organic portals and, uh, all these passages you have to go through in life in order to get to that higher plane. Well, I don't know. Because I always feel a lot happier whenever I'm on here with the, the lives with y'all. Um, Thursday is one of my favorite days of the week, actually, to be honest with you. And, and uh, you know, tonight I was uh, feeling kind of bad because uh, Arizona wasn't doing what I was thinking it was going to do. And so I popped on to see Leo. So there was something that, that just uh, draws right. me to the conversations. Right. Well, uh, and you know, really quickly, I want to uh, add to that, and then we'll go. We'll talk about what uh, Jasmine said right here. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's because the energy that you get, and the energy that you're using, and you know that you're you're talking uh, at a higher level, and that you you're like me, like anything. It's almost like a drug. You like doing it because you feel better because you're making other people feel better. You're raising your vibration and other people's vibration by doing this. So whenever you're doing that, it feels good. Right. And so when you're not doing it, you're like, man, I'd, I'd love to be on the air talking to people because it feels good to make people feel good. Right. Yeah. That's why I don't have problems with being on for four hours. I mean, it's actually it's like, wow, four hours went by like that. Right. Okay. That does happen, too. So, OK, so Jasmine says here, for those of you who are listening on the MP3 file, you can't read this. I don't believe there is a God. I believe that that uh, extraterrestrials were seen to be God. See, this is a multiple answer question here. Uh, there is so much more. uh uh, than the world that we know. Who wants to take that? That harkens back to. Uh, Let me get that one too. So Jacob, you start, and then we'll go on to to Miguel, and then I'll, and then I'll give a, a response too. Right. Well, I, I think there's two two levels to that. I think yeah. uh, God that we refer to in uh, Christianity, Judaism, or Catholicism is a God that runs this universe. So if there's something that we would consider an extraterrestrial in this universe, I also think that they were created in God's, God's image as well. I do think God's able to create things that are not just on this planet. I don't think it's uh, exclusive to our planet. I think God, if, if, it, if he's the being that people describe him to be, uh, he, would be he would be prevalent through, through our universe at least. But I also think it's possible. Um, I, also, I often touch about this, and me and Pena talk about this a lot, is it's very easy to understand how a human could misinterpret something they saw in the sky and call it a God, call it a chariot of fire, call it. Um, and we have multiple examples of it in history. 
It's Absolutely. good you mentioned Chariots of Fire. That was one of my dad's favorite books when uh, when I was growing up, and so that got me uh, hooked onto some of those things. Um, but I wanted to, to harken back to the Sumerian texts. Why? Because the the most ancient civilization that we know of in this current cycle of humanity, uh, because the Maya said that we're on the fifth cycle, um, and so whenever you think about Lemuria and Mu, and, and um, actually it would be Mu, then Lemuria, then Atlantis, um, and then us. Um, there are different levels to it. And so the Sumerians are the oldest that we know of in this present uh, kind of generation of, of humanity. And they did interpret the aliens as being gods. I mean, that's the Anunnaki and Nibiru's coming back and, and everything else. However, in the Sumerian text, uh, whenever they're telling the story of Noah, uh, why? Because, uh, I don't know, I think Enlil wanted to kill off all of humanity because he thought that uh, Enki did a bad thing by creating clones and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and he was uh, mad at Enki because he spared Noah. Noah had another name uh, in the Sumerian text, but you can correlate the two together. And Enki responded to him, no, the creator wanted to spare him. So I had no choice. And that's the thing. Uh, it's, it's not our interpretations of gods because we would uh, think of Achilles and Hercules and, and them as demigods and, and Zeus as gods and that sort of thing. But they're not. That would be God with a little G. They all are submitted to the creator, the one that made this whole thing. Uh, now, whenever I was I feel like I, at the same time, I feel like it's that it's that limit that we also have with science is as soon as it gets to the point of unexplainability on a human level. They go, oh, that's where religion must be, or that's where God must be. That's why uh, Zeus was in charge of thunder and lightning. That's why when uh, fires happened, it was, you know, it, it was a malevolent thing when it just occurred in front of you and you couldn't explain it. I feel like that always happens with science, whether we're talking about dark matter, whether we're talking about the Big Bang itself. Like, I feel like sci science always pushes religion to that outside point. And, you know, whatever happens to be the religion of the, the people at the moment is how they how they try to interpret it as well. Well, yeah, I wanted to interject with, uh, I agree that <clears throat> the God concept <clears throat> that we have from, painted from the Judeo-Christian ideology and ideologue uh, is, and I want to agree with Miguel, is like God with a little G, because it's, a, it's not the actual expansion of the true source or the true creation um, and, and we have a hard time understanding that, and we have traditionally had a hard time understanding that because the churches were corrupted really quickly. So because of that, that, that was taken away. And like Miguel said, they were, that it was told that we only lived in this one lifetime, and that was it. And then you went to a heaven, and that was all that there ever was. And now we're, we're discovering that, that part that's wrong. That's not true. That it's not just one lifetime, and you are immortal. You are uh, a, a immortal soul. And, then, and that's literally in the modern uh, churches, they talk about that. And so I find it weird that looking back, people didn't realize that. And I'm thinking there must have been a curriculum change somewhere in the churches. And I'm sure it, it happened out here in the West because the churches back there just still don't like the Western churches because we're far too liberal, far too open minded. So I think that is where, where that gets into play. So um, I think that a lot of it was, you know, we see extraterrestrials. It doesn't take much, like Jacob said. If during World War II, when the Americans landed on some islands out in the Pacific, the people there had never seen anyone else or their technology, and they thought they were the gods. And they took and they they took and they built with wood airplanes and they put them on the air on the runway, hoping the gods would see it and come back. And so they thought the American military 
when they were island hopping using military bases were gods. And that's what they believed. That so that reminds me of the battle in the sky that they had in the uh it, in Vedic the text. times. Yeah. No, uh, it was in the Vedic text they talk about the uh the battles in, in oh, the, they, sky. They, the they war of the gods in the, the battles sky. in the sky that relate to like uh, uh the asteroid belt itself, like we were talking more of a cosmic level, and then they've talked about like smaller ones where they've seen crafts above the earth. And they depicted it in medieval time. They actually drew a painting of it. It's got all these different. Yeah, there's uh, one in Germany still alive, or you know, that still exists. The painting of them. I have that in a couple of my videos that I play that where they showed them, you know, the different spaceships in the sky fighting. Uh, but it'd, and, be under, it'd be easy easy to understand how you would think of those people as gods for the simple fact that you could never fathom how to have a battle in the sky like that. Yeah, if you've never seen technology that flies, you're gonna immediately chariots of the fire. I mean, that's what that's yeah. what he was talking about and Danikin was talking about, and that's what Miguel brought up with his dad reading it when he was growing up, because that's what they they would call it the chariots of the gods, because at the time they had chariots, and so they believed that God was literally on a chariot with horses because that was the only mode of uh transportation that they had to, to reference to what they were seeing in the sky. But and that's why I say it's hard to know that it was a uh, big big G little g difference. When it yeah. comes to understanding what God is, because if that's the the biggest thing of technology and the biggest uh, thing as being a you know more advanced being than you've ever seen in your life, then that's that's the placement you'd have to put it in. It's that farthest point that I was talking about. Like you don't know anything bigger than that that you've seen with your own naked eye, right? You don't. So you only use your whatever memory you have, the best point of reference you could do to it. You know, that's why the the like the Hopis uh, and Native Americans uh, out here in the in the West called them flying turtles mm -hmm. because they looked like a turtle shell. Right. Same shape. And so they said that they were flying turtles when they you know, that was what they were calling what they saw as unidentified objects. So Denise says, I believe uh, we design our life before we come here. There are lessons to be learned, and until we learn them, we keep coming back. And, well, that's what I believe anyway. Well, I agree with you. I believe the same thing. I don't know what you guys believe, but I believe the same thing. That kind of plays into Jacob's question earlier about, uh, you know, being uh, attached to somebody that you believe is your twin soul or your flame, uh, and then what happens after the death. Well, you guys have, and that kind of plays into the explanation that I had. We do this. We and God doesn't say, here's your life, and I'm in charge of it. You sit down and say, these are the things I want to learn in this lifetime. And then the universe is basically it's a video game that you plug into. And the algorithm that is this avatar in this reality uh, allows me to have those presented to me, the things I want to learn. And if I see them and realize them and learn the lesson I was trying to learn, that problem won't, won't come up again for me because I've learned it now. And so I believe that too. I don't know how you guys feel on that. Well, one of the things that I that I write about in my book, my mom thinks I'm nuts whenever I write it down, but uh, it's that before we're born, uh, my idea is that, that we sit down in God's lap and we sort of plan out our lives. And so the things that we want to do, he sort of places things in our, um, in our path that will aid us in that. Um, thing is we have free will and we forget all that stuff when we come down here and yep. it's, that's where the the multiverse comes in the quantum multiverse because all these different potential possibilities come up and there are times when we try and do things in our lives and they're much more difficult and there are lots of blockades and and things just don't seem to be going because that's not necessarily the direction you're supposed to be going usually whenever you're supposed to be going in certain directions things just fall into place 
You don't even know it. And all of a sudden you're going, oh, how am I going to get through this? And all of a sudden you get a call from a friend going, hey, I got this extra ticket to this thing. And you go there and you make this other connection and you think, oh, it all came together. I didn't even realize that. But, yeah, I'm going where I need to go. And usually that's the way it is because it's this labyrinth that's already been set out. Not God makes it. But you're there with him. Why? Because he gives us free will. He loves us and he wants us to be happy and to grow. And so like a loving father, he says, all right, what do you need, son? Well, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do the other thing. Okay, so you're going to need this. It's kind of like uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You go back in time to put the little thing in there and you're going, (laughs) oh, wait, I wish there was a key underneath the bench. Um, Maybe we can go back in time and we can find it later and find it. And then there it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and whenever we're thinking about somebody that's outside of time, that's absolutely possible. Yeah. Because he created time. Time is in this universe. Now, there are there was things that that I heard about. I studied SETI and and everything else as well. And so one of the things that that I heard about is that some of the alien races considered the universe to be God. And I think that's very limiting uh, because God created the universe. He's outside of it. He's also in it and he's in every quanta. Um, And so that's, well, you know what, let me, let me talk to that real quickly. Let me interject really quickly to back that up. And because we were talking about that kind of touched on it before uh, with one of the things that Jasmine said, and and I didn't get to that just recently. Um, I was watching David Wilcock video that he put out about three days ago, four days ago now. And he's also, I mean, he makes my knowledge of the law of one look trivial. Right. And I've, and I was doing the law of one for two and a half years. Right. He's been doing it for, he lived with Carla and, and uh, in the house with all three of those guys, he lived there for two years and then lived in one of their, you know, the, the grandma house or the mother-in-law house for another year. So he was, he literally was three years with them, studying with them and reading their their books and and all of that and, and talking about it whenever the books came out okay so he talks about and the, this plays into the creation of the universe i thought that was my phone <laughs> i was like why is my phone ringing it shouldn't be on um that he plays in the the that god created the universe and or all of the multiverses and the milky way universe Everything is uh, is alive. Let's start with that. Let me back up to everything is alive and has a vibration. It doesn't matter what it is. This piece of metal is alive in some way. Okay. Everything. This piece of glass on my glasses is alive in some way. It has a function and it is someone. It is something. It's just not sentient and doesn't realize it yet. All right. And so this and this and everything is my flesh is alive. Everything is alive. The universe is alive itself and has its own consciousness. And as you get further and further up in that Milky Way galaxy, other galaxies, other universes, all of the universes, all of those collectively still don't make up. And this is why I want to back up what Miguel said. Still don't make up the mind of the creator because the creator created all of that. So there is a creator that is inside the Lego set. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. So. What what he says, and this is told in the law of one, and I actually went back and, and realized it. But one of the things that he said is a lot of the stuff that are prophecies that are in the law of one that we, those of us who have studied it, we don't bring up a lot of them and talk about them. And the reason that we don't is because you have, as soon as you say something positive, you have the media today immediately demonize it and make it negative. So if you were to say, Jesus Christ, according to this prophecy, is going to return tomorrow they would make Jesus the devil. 
and they would make you a lunatic and a crazy man for saying it. Not that that's what's real. It could be the opposite way around. But if they can brainwash you into believing that, you'll snub your nose at Jesus and not. If why they try that why, way, why would they it. do that if they themselves were not influenced by the devil? Right. Exactly. And that's my point, because they are evil and they don't want the good things to happen. So some of the things that we know about ahead of time, we don't talk about until it's about to happen. So there's less opposition to it and it's easier for us to make that happen. That being said, OK, what's going on here on Earth right now is it's the chaos. dark night of the soul. It's chaos. It's the dark night of the soul for uh, for the entire human race. Why? Because we've already been stuck. And a bunch of us have come through as wanderers to unstick this place and to wake up the lions that are living here. So the people that were ready to graduate already that are still stuck here, we're waking them up. And But more importantly, we're waking up every single wanderer who comes here as often as we can to get their vibration at a higher level. And that's pushing the, the level of everybody up. And so now you have the opposition trying to crack down on that and push down for everything they got because they know we're getting close to the seminal point where it's going to be the point of no return. And yeah, actually we, we went past the seminal point. Um, the thing I is, I think that, you're right. I think you're right. The Maya, the Maya already had that when everybody said, uh, Oh, the world didn't end in 2012. Yeah, it did. Um, because the Maya didn't say that the world would end in 2012. They said that one cycle would end. Yeah. That was Bakhtin 12. And, and then, then we would, they just didn't we write would that have, down we would have a transition period between 2012 and 2019 and what humanity as a collective uh, chose to do between 2012 and 2019 would define the direction, the future direction of the next big cycle uh, for the Maya. So what we have is the, the majority of the, the changes would happen or the most dramatic changes and, and decisions would be made between 2014 and 2016. So we see lots of the things that humanity chose and we didn't choose uh, to follow the devils. We chose to follow somebody who honored our free will because God created this place and gave us a free will. Anyone who wants to take that free will away from us is inherently evil. Right. When you want to control someone else, you are breaking the will and you are evil. You yep. don't manipulate, you don't control, you don't cajole. You influence, you nudge, you let them know. But if they do not mess, uh, mesh with you and they don't resonate with you and they don't accept your message, as Jesus said, then you turn your back, wipe your feet and go on your way. You don't have to stick around with them. One of the things that we do, we... Uh, and that's one of the problems that everybody I've got a brother in law that always complains about, you know, Christianity because, well, look at how many people Christianity's killed. No, the Catholic Church killed. That was a whole different story. And right. Those are zealots. Yeah. It's just like you could say. And then we got this Islam, but right. But they were trying to control people. You must yep. believe the way we do. Yep. That's not that love. was somebody who was in service to self. They were evil and they got in charge. That's exactly right. All right. So Sharon says really quickly, why do some folks always believe that what they do uh, being good, never got ascend, never got ascension. There's more deeper spiritual depth to it than just that. Agreed. <laughs> not just being good because we can't be good. Well, I mean, inherently we're all more automatically sinners, but what we do is we need to learn love. Loving others. Why? Because as we are sinners, everybody else is sinners as well. And so that's one of the things that I'm trying to figure out right now, because there's just so much anger in, in my soul right now because of the garbage that I see around me. You know, the, right. the materialism of people, the superficiality of people, the, the lying, the deceit, the destruction, the, the willingness to control and dominate and kill others so easily. And, and there, I don't see that compassion. 
Ah, they talk about it with their lap, with their mouths. Oh, we got to be nice. We got to be compassionate, but they're not because, right. you know, whenever you see somebody, you know, uh, a bum on the street, you turn your, your head and you don't do anything instead of going, hi, how you doing? What's your name? Why are you here? And, and what was the problem? How can I help you? They don't do that. You know, right. they, they, they just, it, it's, it's word salad. And that's fucking it. It doesn't get deeper into the soul because, like what Mud Rabbit was talking about last night in our in our show, um, they're still on on the third uh, level to where it's completely materialistic, completely uh, into self, and they don't ascend necessarily because they still have to learn. They they have to uh, get deeper. Now I'm hoping, and the images coming out of France with that sea of people telling Macron basically to go shove it, um, and that, Australia. Um, Australia, some scary stuff, man. The, the yeah, but they're, pro, they're resisting. You guys down there resist. You're doing a good job. We're behind to. you. We're behind you. We're behind you. Follow us. We will get you there. Right. So don't be afraid of them. Resist. Don't be afraid. Just and, don't. I'm not calling for violence. I'm calling for peace, peaceful protests. We don't need open warfare. That's what they want. Then they can just kill us all off. Call us. And that's their wheelhouse. That's not how well, we they're, they're doing that. They're doing that anyway. Uh, whenever we we accept their mandates and everything else. Yeah, we're we're getting into those uh, boxcars, you yeah. know, and it, yeah. it's not gas chambers anymore because that's chemical. No, right. It's biological. It's a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, so it's it's resist. It, it yeah. is not complying. Um, and there was a, this incredible image that I saw there in, in Australia to where there was this this cop with one of those shotguns with the rubber bullets. And he was pointing at the guy and he goes. Go ahead and shoot. I'm not afraid of you. We're not afraid of you anymore. We yeah. will not comply anymore. Right. We will resist. Now, none of them have any weapons because, you know, they already took their guns away from them. But they are there. They're resisting. You know, <clears throat> and then you have these images to where the, the cops started macing people. And so everybody just bum rushed the cops and they were basically trampling over them. And I was getting a rush off of that because I hate to see tyranny. It, right. it just... Uh, my name's Michael, and there's a reason for it, uh, because I, I defend those. My my wife calls me the, the, the defender of the weak and the helpless, because that's what I generally have a tendency to do. I did that in high school as well. Um, yeah. You know, if I saw somebody being bullied, I would go up to the bully and go, hey, cut that Knock stuff out. Here I am. Yeah. I did the same thing. It's because you're in service to, se to others, not in service to self. And because of that, you don't like seeing people being bullied, so you go and defend them. I was the same way. I got in trouble in school for only that. Every time I got in trouble, it was because I was going to beat up the guy who was beating up the kid who shouldn't have been been picked on, or I was roughhousing with him. I'll go to him and go, look, here I am, right? Take me on. You think this guy's a little guy. You want to mess with him? How about you mess with me instead? And then I would get in trouble, and I'd go back in the office or whatever, and you're going to see the principal. Hey, that guy was picking on that other kid, and I just couldn't stand for it. Well, see, right? one of the things right. that I found out that you don't actually – it doesn't actually have to get uh, physical – um, because usually the bullies back down when they realize that they can't intimidate you. When you, yeah, like when you stand up to them, they usually don't fight. Shot them with rubber bullets. He backed yeah. off and he went in another direction to find out he who he could intimidate. Yep. And so if, if you actually make that barricade and go, you shall not pass. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah. You, you still, you you still have that other one. I wanted to field that one, and it, I, I was going to try to relate it to the last one that you had up as yeah, well. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so me and me and Miguel talk about this a lot, and we we talk about free will. And we talk about what is considered free will in the eyes of what, what, what decisions are you allowed to make that are not already predetermined. And I like to think of it as um, 
religion religion in all aspects puts these hoops in front of you that you need to jump through in order to get to a point of ascension or whatever it may be and there's a lot of people that enable people in the world or do wrong things thinking they're doing something good it's very easy to think yeah, you're doing something good or you're doing the right thing what's that well, that that's usually what they do it's like the idiot on project on uh, veritas you know, he, he was wanting to uh, do the the, the spit uh, darts, the, the blow darts onto people. He thinks he's doing a good thing because everybody's got to do what we want them to do. And therein lies the rub. Yeah. Just because you think you're right doesn't mean you have the right to obligate everyone to go along with you. I right. think I'm right, but I don't obligate and, uh, uh, Jake to, to think exactly the way I do. And I don't obligate you to think exactly the way I know I'm right. And I'm going to argue with you until you agree with me. No, we all planted our seeds. We all contemplate it. We all think about it. And with our own free will, we make a rational decision for ourselves. If it's right or wrong or not, Hey, that's on us because we make our own choices. The problem is that they're getting back to Jake's thing. Religion is usually a control mechanism because they, they don't really bring you closer to God. They bring you closer to a uh, man-made structure yeah. that, you know, makes them and everybody else feel good. Well, uh, yeah. oh, if you, if you come, if you do this one thing, you know, two or three times a week, you'll, you'll be good. No, it's every day, every instant that you are alive and you are awake. Yeah. Um, that's when yeah, you because have ultimately to- the churches traditionally had, they need humans to, to, to survive. So they need humans to do shit for them for no, free they, and pay they them money. money. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I literally was just saying. And to give them money, but they, they also want you to do everything for them for free, but they want you to pay them and to teach you. And then they only teach you. And I know this now you have to remember, I am a clergy. Those of you who know me, like Sharon knows me, she knows this. There's a couple of people that are here that I know, know me. Right. And so, you know, as a clergy, and I was also knighted by the by the Holy Roman Catholic Church. Right. So I'm coming from a perspective of surviving that. <laughs> right. And still being and still being a minister of truth. So the 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 truth is they want to work you to death and they want you to do all this volunteer work, but they want you to pay them money to keep them going, to keep the machine going, because ultimately, like Miguel was saying, it's about control and it's about the machine. Now. That being said, you can still go to a church your entire life, not get caught up in that and still be a good person and make it out of this place untouched. But that's rare because anyone who goes to any church for a long a period of time, you see the hypocrisy of it. And you go, yeah, like it depends on the size of the church, too. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on the size of the church. You're too. trapped. <laughs> no, that, that was one of the things. I was, I was 13 and, and I was uh, going to the church that my mom still goes to today. And I'd be sitting there just listening to the people in their comments that they made as people walked in either late or whatever, you know, they'd be commenting on, on the way that they dressed or how does that guy actually come in here? I know that he's got a mistress. How can he come into a church and everything else? And I'm sitting there just listening to these people. And my favorite part about the church is uh, about the services is usually the sermon um, because I want to hear the word of God period. The end, the rest of it is made up man-made bullshit. Um, (laughs) So while, while I'm watching the theater in front of me, because when I was, um, I was 20 something and I, I actually, the church there in Mexico, I actually went uh, up to the, the altar and, and I did the majority. And now I didn't do the sermon and everything else. They had another pastor that did that, but all the, the ritualistic stuff I actually went through. And whenever I did that, I was like, um, 
wow, this feels like theater um, because I had done theater when I was when I was younger. And so I, I recognized that thing to where, you know, you do this here and you do that other thing over there and, and on cue three, two, one, go. And and you do those things and there are all those steps and it just didn't feel natural. It was completely structured and, and everything else. And that's what got me away from okay, maybe these, all these things, there's something deeper to them. Now, the rituals that we have, they're usually uh, rooted on something deeper that they misinterpreted or manipulated later on. Uh, and so that therein lies the rub. Why do we do those things? You know, what, what was the original intent behind them? Because there was something positive about that, but humanity twisted it. Uh, over a while and they fall into the, the wrong influences. They get into the love of self and they twist all those positive things that would help us grow, that help us uh, find an inner peace that can allow us to help others be at peace as well. Um, that's why my, my father says, you know, the peace of the Lord be with you. Um, that's it's just the peace that we need to get to right yeah, now. A lot of people don't know this, that, uh, I, that Miguel just said that if I met Miguel being uh, Catholic or Christian, especially Catholic, because they say it a lot more than the regular uh, mainstream Christians, peace be with you. Like he just said, his father would say that. And and then you would res respond to uh, to him with and he also with you. And also uh, with you. Right. And, we're and just talking about my father. Words, I wasn't talking about my dad. I was talking you, about my father. Oh, your father. I'm sorry. I apologize. If you t if you then uh, look at if you yeah, the father, I apologize for that. Then if you look at the, um, you know, the, say the you know, the, the races, uh, the other religions, um, and I were to come up to you and say, assalamu alaikum. And your response would be alaikum salam. And that actually means what? Peace be with you and also with you. And also with you, yeah. <laughs> right? It's so just another language. That. It's just another so language. Bad. Yeah, it's they're evil because they said that. He walked up and he said that. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. And it, it, that is the peace of God go with you. It's the same, exact same words. Uh, uh, Islam has heaven, a rosary as well. Did you know that? What's that? Actually, Islam hey, has a rosary as well. Yeah. I got to run here in a minute, but I wanted to, I wanted to drop one last thing before, uh, before I left. Please you do. Were, we were talking about something earlier. I was just on a podcast with um, Elaine before I jumped on here. Right. And um, we were talking, uh, she had a guest on that uh, we, we had talked in the chats before, but uh, she, and she just popped into a few of our live streams and uh, she was like, well, what did you guys talk about? I was like, well, we talked about politics, religion. And then she goes, Oh, two of the two main things you're not supposed to talk about. And I said, well, I said, I only feel like the people that feel that way are the people that go into those conversations with their feet in the sand. If you're willing to yeah. hear other people's perspectives and le learning, willing to hear other people's uh, own life stories and their own experiences, then you're able to have those conversations. If you're going in in an unhealthy way and saying this person's already wrong about what they're talking about before I even talk to them about what they're talking about, then yeah. It's, it's not a healthy thing for you or the other person. Well, so you have to remember the dynamic. We do that, that so well on our you, channel. If you're, watching a, if you're watching a television show anywhere on, the, on it all, and what they do is they give you, they give you complete uh, uh, opposite end perspectives. So what you have is, like if any television show on any news station, on any talk show, what you're going to have is it's either going to be dominated by uh, liberal progressives and then one uh, conservative or the opposite way around. You're going to have a whole a whole field of of, uh, of uh, conservatives and one progressive Democrat. So what you're going to have is you don't have very many people that are that are middle of the road because it doesn't make for uh, 
for, you know, people getting along like we're doing here doesn't make for ratings on television. So you have to have the fight because people will get there and yell past each other. So you have the person who is completely over on the progressive side and then someone who's completely over on the conservative side. And then they just yell past each other throughout the entire show and everyone eats it up and they get all excited. That's the politics that people talk well, about. Think, when they say that, you shouldn't talk dying, about politics. That's the dying TV platform of politics. I think uh, Joe Rogan got a new cut a new platform when he was Agreed. like, oh, I'm going to have the, people the, on with all these different ideas. Yeah, and he's got great ratings. Talk about our ideas. Yeah. But and I was going to say, you made a great analogy. I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of, uh, man, I can't think of the uh, comedian's name. He passed away. Uh, Mitch Hedgeberg. Uh, he goes, I was answering some questions on a survey and he was like, do you like sugar? No, have you ever tried sugar or PCP? And it was like the full like range of the scale was like, oh, you're all the way on this side or you're all the way on this side. There's no middle ground. <laughs> um, Did you yeah, catch that? Both would be negative, actually. But uh, but anyway. Oh, no, no. It was just it was just a funny uh, it was just a funny thing. It's by the comedian Mitch Hedgeberg. And it was I was talking about how the, the scales that you talk about, they either present you with like both these scales. He was like, have you ever tried sugar or PCP? And like that was your only choices. It was fifty. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, Matty oh. said he wanted us to ask, um, answer his question. So but I, uh, I have to take off, guys. You guys have a good night. I appreciate you letting me up here, Leo. All right, Thanks brother. You. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to go down. Matty, want to, uh, let's see. What's the first question? Is here for Matty. It's back away. So Matty, I'll try to get to them. Right. So all religions are so are so similar all over the world. They are. Uh, and that's why the coexist thing, because they're all talking about the same thing. It's just semantics that are involved um, in in the. But there's only ways one that they, actually you know. pays for your debt. I mean, Buddha found a way to ascend, but he yeah. didn't pay anybody else's ticket. Right. Then lies the rub. Right. So I don't know if that's Maddie's question. Let me let me find because Maddie was talking. I was trying to go down the whole list, so I'm behind quite a ways here, guys. Uh, he uh, says the one about being bullied, and that's uh, being bullied as a kid and building myself a good life. Is that is it bad that I love putting people in their place? By this, I mean people that deserve it and look down on people and think they're better than others. Um, yeah. Now, see, it depends on what you mean by putting them in their place. Now, I personally like to punch them on the nose and make sure that they know that they aren't the toughest one around. And I learned that from my dad because my dad used to, you know, do that physically. But I don't do that that much. I usually have a tendency of just, like I said, you just get in the way. And so yeah. if they're trying to do something bad, you just call them out on it and yep. you get in the way. You, you stop them from doing the bad things. Uh, for example, there was a guy who was bullying somebody else. And I told him to back off. Now, the guy that he backed off from ended up being a great friend of mine. And, and later on, he told me that, that that was the reason that he ended up being my friend is because I protected him at that point. To me, I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't know who he was. But the guy who was bullying him, I knew the guy because I spent time with the guy. I skipped school and went over to his apartment um, frequently to do things that the kids do, you know, whenever they're skipping school, you know, drinking, smoking and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I knew rerun and, and, and uh, I don't like my friends doing bad stuff. And so I'm like, Hey, rerun, what you doing? Leave him alone. Right. All right, Mike, just because it's you, I'll do it. That was it. I didn't have to fight him because I didn't want to fight him because it was a friend of mine. But he was doing something that I didn't necessarily agree with. Uh, and, and so I just told him, hey, look, man, you don't have to do that shit. Now, he wasn't going to uh, face off with me because, you know, we had friends in common and everything else. He knew me. 
which is one of the reasons why he backed off. And, right. and in other situations uh, where they might be bigger and that sort of thing, it's just being courageous enough to, you know, stand in their way, not allow them to bully others, because that's what we're supposed to be able to protect the others. It's not about beating down the bully. It's about protecting the person that the bully is trying to beat down, because eventually the bully will fucking wake up or get out. Uh, they'll, they'll realize that there's no food there because they're, they're energy yeah. vampires. They get off on people's fear. They get yeah. off on people's uh, intimidating others. It makes them feel good. And if they don't have that ability because the person's not being intimidated, they'll go somewhere else to try and intimidate somebody else. You know, they'll, they'll find some other prey. Yeah. So. You know, and, and it's sometimes they do need to be, you know, put back in their place. I did this one time I was at a bar and it was a buddy of mine's bachelor party. So we were all hanging out and we were all, most of us were bouncers, right? So, and then we knew the people that were there because two of us had bounced for the bar, right? Not okay. me though, but the two of the guys that were there were actually worked at that bar. So we had the party there. And as we're sitting there and the night's going on, we're all hanging out. And I noticed that this guy who's about my size is picking on this guy in front of him who's a little guy. He's about 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, and he's standing there and he keeps hitting him from behind and making comments, trying to pick a fight with him. Right. And so I look at that and I'm like, I don't like this, man. I'm getting mad. And my buddy sees me and he goes, what are you, what are you getting mad about? And I said, well, look at this guy right here, man. He's picking on that guy because he's smaller than him. He's a littler guy. And I said, I'm going to get I'm about to get in his face. He goes, wait, hold on a second. And he turns and he looks at his buddy and he says, hey, come here, bro. And his buddy walks over. And Now, I'm six foot one. The guy he was picking on was like five, three. Right. The, the guy who said, hold on a second. He's my height. A friend of mine that I've known since we were like 10. He says, hold on. And he looks over at his buddy and he waves his buddy over and he goes, come here. And this dude walks up and he's like six foot ten with a cowboy hat on. And he goes, you see that guy right there? He's picking on that other guy because he's a little guy. And I don't like it and we don't like it and we want to teach him a lesson. He goes, I got this. <laughs> he walks up behind him and he says, you know what I hate? I hate when people who are bigger than other people pick on other people because they're small. And he pokes the guy in the back just like he did to the other guy. And he says, you know, and I think that maybe you and I and your friends need to have a little discussion. And the guy turns around and expects to see somebody his height and goes, oh, snap. No, I, I was just playing, man. I was, you know, I don't want to start. Any we scared those guys so bad they wouldn't leave the bar for fear we were going to jump them outside. They actually called the police on us. <laughs> And when uh, the cops got there, we explained everything to them, and they laughed. <laughs> yeah, we, we because, were not uh, planning on beating them up. This is what was going on. They were picking on the guy, blah, blah, blah. This guy put, picked on him because of that. And then we just stared at him all night. And they went in and talked to the, to the bouncers in the bar room. Like, these are our friends. These guys are bouncers. They would never go crazy in a bar and get into a fight because that's what they do for a living is stop that from happening. They wouldn't disrespect us by that. So I vouch for them. They did exactly what they said. The cops were like, you guys, get out of here. <laughs> go home. And, and, don't and, pick on people. and that, the, that line they said, no, no, I didn't mean anything. I was just kidding. That's what the cowards always do. No, I was just joking, man. Just I didn't joke, mean anything. man. Yeah, agreed. Fuck off with your jokes. Um, your jokes. And that's one of the things that, that I don't like around here because they, they like, oh, I was just kidding. Really? Okay. That, that comment really needled, but you were just fucking kidding. All right, cool. That's fine. Right. So, uh, Maddie, just so you know, a buddy of mine, uh, his name is Scott. Uh, he's like five three, five four. He has more heart than any man I've ever met in my life. And I've seen him stand down three guys by himself. 
and I'm walking up thinking he might need some help, <laughs> right? Size doesn't matter. It's the matter of the cojones, my friend. Like my, like Miguel was saying, if you, if you push them, they don't really want to fight because they've been bullied themselves most of the time. And they're yeah, bullied. It's usually, they they it's usually their parents that, they're, that bullied them and intimidated them. And so they, yeah. one, they think that's normal. Two, they need, um, uh, Marf usually uses something that he got from Zig Ziglar, which is the, the, the story about kicking the cat. You know, right. you, you have a bad day and, and you go in and you, you know, chew out this one person, that person goes home and, and they end up chewing out their wife and the wife chews out the kid and, and the kid yep. chew out anybody. So he kicks the cat. Right. There's no reason to be kicking the cat. The cat didn't do anything. Cat didn't do anything. Right. But neither so, did the so other people. By everybody around them and they think it's normal and they just need to unload some of that negative energy that they have. Yeah. But what we need here's to do a, is, is transform this, this that is negative perfect, energy into something positive. Perfect example. This happened in real life. This was me. I was a retail manager. And it was Christmas time and we had these little figurines, little ornaments for trees. And uh, in the ad, it said, not all of these ornaments pictured here are in every store because everything was shipped in bulk. Mm -hmm. This woman came in and she was collecting them and she came in and she was mad because I didn't have one of every single one for her. And I explained to her that we get them in bulk and we don't know that whether we have them or not. I may have had two of those. I may have had a hundred and somebody bought them all. I don't know. We don't have a, a total amount of each one. We just get a whole but bunch. Since when is it your obligation to you know right? keep up with her? She started screaming at me, refused to go to a place that was not like, ma'am, could we go you know, outside to talk instead of on the sales floor in front of all these customers? No, because she wanted to have at me she because her life in some way had been just like you were saying, somebody, probably her husband, uh, probably treats her like crap and picked on her and yelled at her. And so now she was taking out her entire life's frustrations on me in public. Because and the one it, thing that was going to make her happy in life was collecting those freaking ornaments. Right. And so I had offered to drive her to and her happiness. Yep. I had offered to drive to the other store to get it for her, everything, bring it to her house, <laughs> to her overnight, whatever she needed. None of that was happy for her because now she was just yelling at me and she did that. And finally, after threatening to sue me and turn my company into the better business bureau for false advertising and yada, yada. And I gave her all the phone numbers to corporate. Uh, and then she like walked out. <laughs> it was almost 30 minutes and all these people were standing around in lines that were really long because it was Christmas. And some of them waited and didn't leave to see the outcome of this. And as soon as they were they done, know she was going to get beat up or not. Or the, yeah, well, how I was going to handle it. As soon as I was done talking to her, she was walking out the door. I said, you have a nice day, ma'am. You know, and she flipped me off and you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I couldn't help you, ma'am. Have a nice day. I turned around and said, okay, who's next? And everybody applauded. <laughs> See, that that's I, I don't get to that point because I just would have gotten up into her face and said, you want to go somewhere else? Go somewhere else. I don't need your freaking business. I, um, why? You know, because I, I, yeah. I get triggered too damn easy. And that's that's one of the things that I need to work on and, and get better. So maybe well, that's why I've actually uh, gone to school. Uh, to learn that there is management school that you go to to be, you become manager, uh, right? And just like any other business, you know, corporation, when you move up the ladder, there is a school that teaches you how to be in all those positions. So yeah, but I always consider that important. kind of, of I, I always consider that kind of fake because you just lie to them and tell them what they want in order to get them out of your your place. And and I don't like getting into the, the lies. Is, if you are lying to them and you know that you're not going to or even going to do any of that, then you're right. Then it is just a lie. But and I that's don't what do that. Do all the fucking time, and I see it. 
And yeah, then see, that really and those me. people are those that they're great for in sales because they're in service to self. And so they'll, they'll con you into buying anything and they'll tell you whatever you need to hear to get it. Right? Yeah, 695. It's not seven. It's 695. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's why they do all that. 99, 97, 95. That's because it's, it's not, all uh, psychological programming and manipulation, uh, yep, which is not that even dollar. It's less you under $500. They mean $499 and 99 cents. And then after tax, it's $528 now, I think, after tax year, right? So it just depends or or a little bit more, but still, right? But that's why I'm I'm not really that good at sales. And and people, because I I like to talk and and everything else, people assume that I'm really great at sales. And my dad is an excellent salesman. So I always thought that I would actually be good at it. Uh, But I, my dad would never take no for an answer. And he'd always twist things around and make sure that my dad's an excellent manipulator in that way. Uh, and to where he got people to do what he wanted them to do. And I saw that on a constant basis and, and I don't like manipulating other people because like right. I told you, that's the basic essence. Agreed. Years will. Uh, and so I was selling apartments for two years. I didn't sell a damn one. Why? Because keep, people would come up to with uh, complaints and this, and I'm like, Oh yeah, you're, you're kind of right. So if you're not into it, that's fine. You know, but uh, it's a really good product. You know, it's a, it's got a decent price and everything else. But you know, if you're against that part, fine. And they'd be kind of quizzical because they'd actually put up that barrier because they're used to putting up that barrier because everybody's a manipulative little fuck. Uh, but I wasn't, and so I, I was never able to close that sale because I couldn't, you know, manipulate people enough to get them to do what I wanted them to do, which would make me money. Um, right. I just wanted people well, to be, see yeah. what I did was there's different, there's different uh, um, styles that involve all of that. And I, what I taught my people <clears throat> was opposite. And I had a lot of people hating me for it. And I had some people like I had a, a district manager that decided she wanted to fire me because I wouldn't do her, uh, her way of, of strong arming people. And I'm like, okay, that's because you're in service to self and I'm in service to others. Because the way I taught my staff was, we sold computers and, and peripherals and, and, and the whole nines for computers I worked for. And I'm not going to tell you what company that I worked for. Um, but I worked for a company that did that. <clears throat> and I would tell my employees, if I hear you guys upselling these employees, these people for something that they don't need or want, I'm going to fire you. Okay. That's not how we do things here. We're going to gain more confidence and more money and more customers by telling them the truth. And it works. And I know that it works. So you because guys, you just, might get you know, one sale, but you won't get those repeats. Right. It's exactly. You get, for example, my list doesn't go just to like a gas you were saying, people, because people always get says, that. Whenever I'm there, they're always wanting to, to push an oil change and the filters right. and the this and the that. And I just wanted gas. I just wanted gas. So, and what so she happens doesn't is, even go to the gas station because she wants to avoid all that crap. Right. So she so goes on, to the, on the flip where side. she feels comfortable. Right. On the flip side, like you said, they show up thinking you're going to do that. And then when you go, hold on a second, that computer's too beefy for you. What exactly do you need that computer for? You know, you should use this one here. That one I could sell to you. It's $2,000. But the truth is you only need this computer right here. That's only $800. Okay. You don't need all of that other stuff. Nobody okay? does that. And they're like, they're like, what? Yeah. What? They, they just, they just literally could have taken me for all that money and didn't. What happens is there's your repeat customer because then they tell their friends, you know what, dude, no, go here because these people don't rip you off. They don't try to upsell you to everything. And they'll and give you what you need. get more and more people coming in because of that. Right. And Absolutely. you make more money. Yeah. After so, all, I mean, one of the, the basic premises is if you have a pissed off customer, you'll have 10 lost customers. If you least. have a happy customer, the, the best marketing is mouth to mouth. Absolutely. Uh, 
because uh, everybody knows that the advertising on television is advertising. They're going to tell you the great things about the product. Nobody's ever going to tell you any of the negative stuff. Yep. So there's no trust there. Right. And so the, the entire economic system that we have in the West is based on trust. Yep. But yet, since so many people are in service to self, because as I'm taking, I'm picking up your, your phrase, um, because they, they're hungry, they're desperate, they got bills to pay, they got their own problems, and they really don't care about anybody else. They, they need to make their numbers. And so they're, they're pushing all this stuff. And that in itself erodes the basis of the economy itself, because everything depends on the trust that we have in it. For example, um, everybody knows that if you get uh, a dollar, then if you go to the central bank, they'll give you whatever it is that you need for for that dollar. Uh, but if you get a ruble, uh, you don't know if the Russian government's really going to honor the ruble or not, or if anybody's going to give you for the ruble. So it's the trust in in that little currency, and that's based on trust. Now, the reason that we've got spiking inflation in the United States the, the, the uh, dollar is relatively devaluing and everything else. Why? Because they're eroding the trust in that. Yep. Nobody knows. We got $23 trillion in debt. Are they going to pay back this little T-bill that I bought for you know $1,000? They got right. $23 trillion. They're not going to pay mine back. So I'm going right. to push this T-bill off on somebody else. And all of a sudden, the yield goes down and boom, uh, you've got inflation and, and your currency starts to devalue like everything else. That's what always happens in all these countries – um, Latin America. And then yeah. when they and then when they just print more cash, right? Then it's creating yeah, more debt that we owe, right? Yeah. And, and like I was just, I talked about. It's funny you bring that up. I talked about that earlier because today on the news they showed that. So every American who is in the country right now currently owes the American government almost eighty eight thousand dollars per person, and the and the taxpayers is a lot more than that. So those of you who are actually paying taxes, you owe two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars to the American government. Because you're no, paying no, no. for the people you, you who are not owe, paying taxes. You owe what the government actually puts you Borrowed on. from you. <laughs> yeah. right. Right? No, borrow from somebody else and you got to pay that back. Or they uh, borrow and, from someone else and you got to pay that back. <coughs> right. and, so and, got these idiots, and we got these idiots up there going, oh, it's just a $3.5 trillion bill. It's no big deal. Really? Right. How the hell are you going to pay that back? They're not paying bit? a cent because they don't pay taxes. No, they, and besides, they already know what's going on beforehand. You got Feinstein telling her husband, look, invest in this thing because I'm going to pass the law next uh, tomorrow that's going right. to push it up a lot more. It, that normally would be insider trading, but you know, politicians can do whatever they want. They wrote the laws, and they wrote the laws allowing them to do that really devious freaking crap. Right. And so therein lies the rub. We no longer have trust. I mean, one of the things that, that – for example, I was kind of depressed today uh, because of Arizona. Now, why is Arizona a big thing? Because we lost trust. We don't trust these bastards anymore. And without the trust, you know, they, they think they tell us what to do. This right. entire system was set up so that they would serve us. They do the things that we as a community can't necessarily do for ourselves. We can't uh, build the roads or, or run the power lines or the sewage or, or anything else or tell some maniac monopoly beefhead um, that, no, you can't abuse people like that. But yet we're not doing that anymore because right. uh, Apple pays, uh, what, 150 or like $50 to, to make an iPhone and they sell people to like a grand. Oh, yeah. because 
you know, we want them to value the product. And if we make it really cheap, they aren't going to see the value in it. And all of a sudden, you know, the most valuable company in, in the world is Apple because they're making heaps of freaking profit. Does any of that actually go back to the communities, to the country? To No, it goes into the pocket of those directors who said, ha, 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 yeah, we, we, we got that ours. True, you know, I got my 1% uh, com, uh, that's on my contract. You know, we yep. grew up there and I got my, you know, my uh, stock options that I'll cash in whenever I know. You I know, and, and to get back to what you were saying before, they do uh, they do illegal insider trading all the time. <clears throat> One of the things that was really pissing them off all about of that about that whole letter guy whose name I'm not going to say so we don't get kicked off the air. But you guys all know who I'm talking about. Z, Z man, <laughs> right? The the guy that the guy that was not little letter Z, but there was a, a single letter that was the, the guy's name who was uh, on the internet talking and giving us all kinds of information that everybody oh, that said was, was a conspiracy yeah. theorist, right? <laughs> it wasn't one guy. It's, it's a, it was well, a, it was, a, it was a, actually I was told it was seven or six or seven people in an algorithm. That's what I was told. It was one woman, five men, and an algorithm. Wow. Okay, okay, so either way, the information that that they were giving at one point was showing you, let's, here's the scenario, Google and whether or not they're dealing with China. Google claimed they weren't at all, but yet they had a building that they were building in China, and they were about to open that building in China, and they were accused of having that building in China, and they claimed publicly to the American government that they didn't have one. And so then the, somebody went and took pictures of it and got them on the Internet, right? And so because of that, the uh, CEO of the company, the all of the board of directors sold a whole bunch of their stock millions and millions and millions and millions. They got their money dollars. before it tanked. They and dumped their stock. Back. Yeah, they dumped their stock. And then what happened was that picture went out. The stock market went, their stock lost all kinds of money. Then all of a sudden the building caught fire and burned to the ground and their, and their money went down. And then they bought all the stock back that they had sold three days earlier at half the price. And then a week later, the stock was back up to where it was. So they all gained over a billion dollars. By knowing that that's what was going to happen. Well, that's what uh, that's what um, um, the Red Shield did at Waterloo. He completely bought up England on a lie, yeah. and that's what they do. Uh, and therein lies the rub. The reason we have government is to protect us against people like that. But it's people like that that run the government today. So that's right. why there is no trust anymore. And they do not serve us in any way, shape, or form. Um, zeitgeist. Okay, cool. We can get back to that. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I get off on these, and that's why Jake was also talking about I can't get onto anything without talking about why? Because it just pisses me off so much. Right. <laughs> because they, you know, it, it's supposed to be a trust issue, and and we're, we're, but it's not. It's just pure lies, and I don't like the father of lies, and I don't like those that follow the father of lies. Uh, but getting back into zeitgeist, take it away, Leo. Please, you're the expert on that one. No, you go first. I'll I'll let you talk, and then we'll get back into it. Well, but uh, zeitgeist is, is just about a, a way of seeing the world, uh, and well, so uh, it, well, it, it is. But <clears throat> the way well, the way I see it is that it literally is more the proper way of how people should be paying attention to the world. And I think we as a society are moving in that direction. I know that we talk about like Miguel and I have been talking about all the darkness and everything that's been going on. But the truth is 
<clears throat> he, like he had said earlier, Miguel said earlier, we've already made that choice. And, and now we're fighting to against the ones who wanted the other choice, right? That they were still in power. So in, we need to get them out of power so that what the masses have actually chosen to take the positive journey through that larger cycle so that we get on that good wheel. Because like the Mayan right. said, that if we get on that good wheel, then uh, that next 25,000 year cycle, humanity will be much more advanced and, and after the end of that cycle. If right. we go on to the negative cycle in 25,000 years, humanity will kill, it, kill each yeah, other and bad. we will not survive. We'll be right. another extinct species. And so humanity itself is coming together in, in compassion and, and love and, and that sort of thing. But the controllers don't like that. And that's what we need to get that yoke of control off so that right. the masses can actually do what the masses want to do, which is be good. And and in the and in the the um, real scheme of things, the truth is we're already going down that path. Everybody's already made the decision. Everybody's already understanding to look further within themselves to move into a different reality, um, and we're getting there. But the problem is there the appearance that the world is in chaos is what's happening, and it's not. I mean, that's my opinion. It's not what's real. The chaos, it just the looks chaos like that. created by them to increase the control. Right. It's like in 2001. Uh, we were all doing good after 2000. I mean, we we'd had we had the the internet was coming up and and you know had the dot com boom and everything else and people were able to you know you had dot com guy in dallas who figured out that you could actually live and uh buy your groceries and and talk to your friends and do everything online you didn't actually have to leave your house so we were actually evolving to a better place as humanity and then they had to knock everybody down for another 20 fucking years you know well, so, they, see, <clears throat> the way things the way things are what people need to understand is, is first of all, you, the only way that you're going to know any of this is, is to actually look within yourself, right? And if you once you start doing that, and like Miguel talked about before, where he's still, he still has that anger issue. He knows that he has that. It's a reaction. He knows it's a trigger. And he's working on that. And he knows that he needs to work on that still. We all go through that. I was just there not too long ago. It took me a long time to get past that point. And what, what you have to realize is when you – it's the spirituality that is within – that that you um like maddie saying meditation um, it depends on what you meditate on i meditate and i meditate on all the garbage that they're doing and it just sends me further down so <laughs> it's, 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 it's guided meditation yeah. so <laughs> what you have to what you have to realize and this is where i was going with that is you have to you have to pick and choose to get past the anger of what they're doing is really really hard because you know they're doing hideous shit to the people to you to everyone else but what you need to understand is that Everything, everything and everyone uh, it plays in a part that is necessary in this play for our growth. We would not grow properly without having that boogeyman, those evil people trying to do evil and control us. That's the boogeyman, the ego that's chasing us. So we all have an inner ego that's doing the same thing. Then you have the external ego. And then you have people that are living egos. They're the energy vampires trying to come get you. And you have all this happening around you. And you're, you're, then you get angry because you understand what they're doing. And But then you have to get past that and understand that what they're doing is actually motivating the people to actually make a choice. And so they meditating, have you have to decide what you're going to meditate for before you meditate. 
I don't want to meditate on that stuff because I'm already angry about that. How do I get past that? How do I deal with that anger and those triggers? And then if you meditate on how to do that, you'll that's when you'll get that answer to that. And you'll start to see, uh, you know, the, the bigger picture, the bigger, bigger picture, because there's always a bigger, 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 bigger picture that we just can't grasp yet. And, and once you realize they play a part, that anger kind of washes away because you realize without that happening, especially if you read the law of one and you find out that there was a time before the veiling, um, that's where, you know, the people say, and, that, and this was on the show last month or last week, uh, where I talked about Arrow, the alien, I was, she had said that, you know, humans have been killing each other since the beginning of time. That's accurate and absolutely 100% true because mm-hmm. time was invented. And when time was invented, it was invented because we needed to have linear space so that we could have the veiling and erase in the in the chaos. And chaos is the ego, is the, the evil people in service to self. It's so like a, all a of that bit. was there to chase us, to make us move faster, to be motivated. It's Do like uh, I wanted to get the Stephen Greer thing. You said he was huge uh, bench press. Uh, I don't know. I used to bench press uh, 220. And yeah. so 330 and, and that sort of thing. So he's a pretty big what guy. Happens? Not, when you've got weight pushing yeah. against you, you actually have to make an effort. You break your muscles down so that they can build back better. Right. God, I hate that phrase. I'm sorry. No, um, right? Yo, did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> oh, man. I am not NWO, I promise. Right. But, uh, but, the, the muscles break down uh, so they they can rebuild. Uh, and so without that stress, you just become all lanky and, and smushy, yeah. uh, which is what kind of we became without that external thing. So we are strengthening our our own internal souls. We are actually figuring out what it is that we don't like so that we personally don't do that. I mean, we're seeing all the evil around. Are we going and doing that evil? No, we're recognizing that evil and going, no, that's not. I'm going to push back against that and I'm going to strengthen my muscles, you know, and and in that we are pushing back against that abuse. We are pushing back against the control. We are pushing back against those things. And that is strengthening us internally um, on a spiritual basis, on a a conscious basis. So so to answer this question directly, that is a is a form uh, that is that is accurate. I don't know. I haven't I haven't really gotten into the entire concept and read the and read the book that came out that it was based on in 1960. But from what I gather from the con- the context of that, it is basically. I mean, you're you're um, you know looking within, meditating within for a positive gain. That is the true way that you need to go. Right now, I haven't read the entire you know book the original book that was written in what was it 60, 69 or whatever that was to know 100%. But the, but the ideology and the way is basically what the way things are moving uh, uh, spirituality wise uh, on this planet We're we're kind of getting away from um, the concept of these churches and getting back to the personalization of Jesus and his teachings, the personalization of a few of the other prophets, including Mohammed, who were teaching more of an inward way of thinking, which is what that was based on, was more of an inward way of looking uh, you know, to and through the universal eye. I, uh, I agree with that. Even the Zen and the Buddhists think the same, right? That there's more of eternalization of the finding of, uh, you know, instead of looking for a Jesus figure to return and save you, Jesus himself was saying, no, it's with, it's, it's through me, not, not with me. 
So it's not me coming to save you. It's through my words and through my teaching. Me transforming you, you save yourself. Yes, right. So you're transforming basically yourself into what he has become. So you're following his footsteps and learning from his teachings how to be more like him. And that's in 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 then the I don't know if I'm I'm saying that wrong because I haven't read the whole thing. So correct me. Uh, is that if I you know and and you said I I get that, but I don't believe in Jesus. Well, here let me let me explain. Uh, what I was just told about that. I was going to talk about this earlier. I'm glad that you brought that up. And I think the universe gave you that. Let me put that up on the screen uh, for that. Now, the the Jesus phenomenon has happened at least seven times that I'm aware of on this planet in different time periods in different places around the world. Okay. And those are, those are ones that I, that I can prove. I have a, I actually have a, a, a thing that I can, I don't have it right now, but I'll have to find it. I, I found it before, after I talked about it on air and never put it up, but I put it in some of my videos that, uh, that when you put when you the, the different things like everything he did would turn water into wine walking on uh, on water uh, you know bringing the making the blind see bringing the dead back to life there are seven other characters in time that did the exact same things virgin birth died you know at early age the whole nines right <clears throat> Gilgamesh now, what, what I was what I was just recently told and I and I was like wow this kind of blew my mind that the Jesus energy right the Jesus energy is real. Some people don't want to believe that Jesus was a real person. And, and it's not as important whether Jesus is a real person or, well, it kind of is, but the idea of what Jesus was teaching is actually the right idea. It's the right way. And I say that because of, first of all, I'm writing a book called The Way, which I had already started writing before I knew about the law of one. And then I read the six books that are the law of one and realize that's what I had already known. So, so there's not much of a discrepancy. So what I, what I was told recently is that the Jesus energy is actually the living collective consciousness of the Milky way, our entire universe, just this mm -hmm. one. Because there's many, many billions of universes that have been created. But the consciousness, because everything is alive. So the collective consciousness of the earth is all of us. And the earth itself has a consciousness. Everything does. Everything is alive in, in some capacity because everything transforms from stone to animal to a human and then to you know a spirit and then moves up through the whole all these different stages. So the Jesus energy is, is supposedly the, the Milky Way energy. And when Jesus's energy manifested here on earth in whatever guise you want to see it in, because there was the person that we call Jesus, but there was at least seven others. And I suspect there was 12 others that had different names, but the energy was still of the same being. That's a very rare occasion that happens. So like the whole universe is focused on us to see what's going to happen now, because this doesn't happen very often that the energy of one of the creations, one of the bigger creations in the universe that's like, you know, second or third in line to being created by the creator actually manifested its own self in its own reality. Eckhart Tolle said that when people talked about the 3D, this third dimensional reality, what is its function other than working for us to learn what we are achieving by doing that is that the one true creator is being coming conscious, conscious of itself in this reality and all other realities that have been created by that creator at the exact same time.
So the creator created the universe and the creator is the universe, but the creator is also becoming aware of itself in every single uh, facet of the creation itself. Um, yeah. So the, the thing, for example, in, in my book, I'm, I'm writing down to where he is in every quanta. Okay. Cause uh, right. basically uh, masses is created there. So he is in absolutely everything. So whenever you're talking about the microphone being alive, yeah, because God's there. Um, the creator is there because everything is him. Now, now whenever you look at, uh, at like this mass of things, it, it's a lot. And you can't necessarily see the details whenever you see everything. And right. so the thing about us is that we are here to see time in a linear direction and in a material world so that we can actually be more conscious to see those little details. So we are basically... God's eyes seeing what he created and being able to appreciate those individual details. Whenever you see the whole, it all just becomes this kind of big jumbled mess. And so we're seeing the, and that's why we got to be grateful more than anything right. else, because it's, he made this for us and we can actually appreciate, you know, the, the leaves are green for a reason. Um, now, yeah, I, I don't want to get back into the mythology part thing to where we don't understand things. And we so say, Oh, that must be God. No. Um, because in, in my, my videos, I start off with science, actually, because I didn't want people to think I'm too woo-woo. And so I wanted to, to get the science to be able to figure out how to explain the things that God already did. Uh, now, we've got people in the chat that wanting to get into Ezekiel. And so I might actually uh, bring up Ezekiel. But then again. All right. So let me talk to this real quick and then we'll go into Ezekiel. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> so Maddie said, um, but doesn't uh, I guys explain that Jesus didn't exist? Jesus as a as a person, as a man, nobody really knows the answer to that. So when when they when you're when you're talking about that, that was you have to understand that Zeitgeist was a concept that some man made up. It was an ideology there is no definitive proof. I'm going to say those words. There is no definitive proof that Jesus did exist. So the possibility, probability um, of that happening is only 50%. There, and I there, think the there reason, are corroborated in many, many different societies. And so right. we have the people energy, who recognized him at that time. We know that he was a real person, that he had a massive impact on on humanity at well and i agree with that i you know i can't prove that jesus existed but the idea and what the message was has impacted more people on this earth than not for more than two thousand years so something had to have happened there okay something, so something had to have happened there so even if it was a uh, if it was a corroboration by a bunch of people that just got together and just decided to write it and make it so that's but see that's your choice in this reality you're here to make your own decision whether it's right or wrong has no bearing it's, it's free whether, will it's free will and it's, it's free your growth process your reality so the truth is you can say i don't believe that you because i'm not saying hebrews none of them believe jesus is anything but a hippie if anything at all that doesn't mean they're not going to go to heaven that doesn't mean they're not going to graduate that's just their belief so it doesn't matter whether whether Jesus existed or not, the fact is there's been a very very big impact by a ripple in the energy on this planet that happened in many different places around the world. That that the last time that impact happened, that in that individual or that person or that energy was given the name Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, um, yeah. that was actually uh, pinned to the cross, and then that's yeah. his humiliated name. Uh, because right. imagine somebody that's all powerful. And it's actually being submitted to some other idiot, you know, whipping him and doing all that stuff. That is the ultimate patience because he right. could have smashed down any and all of them. 
but he wanted to show us how right. to behave. Uh, and so he, he showed us the kindness and mercy and, and tranquility. And one of the things that, that I wanted to bring up before we go on to the next topic, uh, one of the, the Bible studies that I went into, I wanted to tell people about uh, faith. And in, in all the phrases, that in, uh, at that point I was uh, studying John because the pastor told me that everybody preferred John because it's easier to deal with. Uh, and in all the passages uh, in, there, it was usually whenever he was healing someone. And the phrases when he was healing, he would say, your faith has healed you. Why? Because the energy, and, and now scientifically we're finding out it's the placebo effect. Well, we also have the nocebo effect. If people think that bad things are going to happen to them, bad things will happen to them. They bring it upon themselves. If you think that good things are going to happen to you and that somebody else has the power to cure you, you liberate your body from being tied to those constraints of this and your body actually starts to heal itself. The yep. mechanisms are there. We just have to allow those mechanisms to grow and, and to do what they do. And that's why um, my Lord told us that your faith has healed you. If, if we put the faith and we start, we stop thinking about, oh God, I feel so bad. No. Okay. We're, we're going to get better. And they've actually proven that when people go to the feel sick and they go to the doctor and they get a prescription for a medication, they have scientifically proven that the person starts to heal before they get the medication. It's supposedly the medication is supposed to make us better. But no, people, as soon as they find an answer, as soon as a doctor writes that little thing on a piece of paper and they say, okay, this what's on this piece of paper is going to heal me. Before you even go and buy the medication, before you put it in your mouth, before you actually take it, your body already says, okay, we're on the path to healing. So we're yeah. going to start to heal. Yep. Okay. Uh, and so there, the mind is absolutely incredible. What we can do with our, in our body is, is made in a way to where we can withstand most things. Um, but with that said, next topic, you're looking at the chat to go on to, to the next. <clears throat> yeah, hold on. Cause I want to, <clears throat> want to bring up a, a couple of things here. Uh, that people are saying right down to the edge here because because uh, we have Star Child over in on YouTube uh, getting into the to the uh, numerical code. Uh, but I want to answer these other questions first, like uh, Jasmine said. So you guys believe that there is a God and that Jesus is genuine. Um, no God, God in the in we talked about do, not everybody. That's that's my right, thing. The the word yeah, God in the sense that the Old Testament Bible talks about it's a guy that looks like me, an old white guy with a beard sitting in a throne up on a mountain. No, not that concept. It's much bigger than that and much more personal than that in, in, in the respect of that. So when, when someone uses the word God, I don't like to use that word because that word brings, uh, brings that down to the level That's of why I use the father, the creator, yeah. those are things. Because yeah. he's a father, he's a loving figure. He wants the best for us. He right. is the creator. He created all this. And right. so those, uh, those are the concepts that I associate to him, not some big white bearded dude somewhere else. Now, yeah. He right. created us and, in his and, concept that he might be, you know, bipedal in some way. Um, why? Because he created us in his image. So, uh, so then Jasmine goes on to say, do you think Jesus was a human or an extraterrestrial? What you need to understand is that you're probably an extraterrestrial. Everyone, mm -hmm. if you were not actually um, created here on this planet in your first dimensional, whether you were a piece of air or a, or an amoeba or a fish or water or rain or air or, or whatever, a rock or this steel. If you didn't start here, you're an extraterrestrial. Yeah. So but if Jesus you started us, we are else, in the world, we are not here, of the world. Yeah. If you ended up here as of the world, 
yeah, if, if you ended up here in 3D life and were born a human, that doesn't mean you're not an extraterrestrial. So that's, you know, people don't, you, you guys see things your in spirit this very small way of seeing things. And that's where they want to keep your vibration to where you're absolute. Was Jesus real or not? That doesn't matter. What, do, what matters is the message. Just like, just like life doesn't understand. matter because there is no time. Love only matters because love is outside of time. And that's what Miguel was just saying, that you're, you're not the creation, you're of the creation. Okay, so go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Uh, no, uh, that he was uh, Indian days. They would say that we are gods. No, we are like God, and we and Indian right. days we would have the abilities that the apostles had of healing people, of curing people, of of you know uh, healing the blind and 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 all those the, the miracles that they did. Why? Because it wasn't that you know they had this you know special. No, well, yeah, they had the special ability because they were taught about what that ability, which is already innate and already placed here, but we had forgotten those tools that were placed here for our own benefit. Okay. And so whenever they, uh, they learned that our resonance is not material, it is above and outside the material. And what we do outside the material affects the material. And so where our soul is, because in, in what I explain it in my book, is that our soul is the interference, our body is the interference pattern of our soul. The interaction of our soul with this material universe is what creates this image of the body that we see. But the body that we see isn't even real. It's not material. It's not matter. Matter doesn't freaking exist. And that's one of the things why in my videos I start off with science. Because one of the things that I want I want people to understand is that the physical matter that, that we believe is, is this tangential thing, that doesn't exist. It's all energy. It's all wavelengths. They're just wavelengths concentrated in a way to where they're, they're, they're traveling at the speed of light, but in a very concentric way. In one of the interviews that Jacob did, he, he uh, interviewed a physicist, and he, he had this image of what we see is that, that three-dimensional figure that, that they usually associate with uh, some kind of shamanic principles and, and all that kind of stuff. But that's, the, that's a basic um, way that... That energy is cycling in one small space to where it looks like matter. Okay, so even that matter that we see is all vibrations and it's all energy. And so when you expand that to our entire body and everything else, whenever we have the the vibration and the energy, that affects the actual material world. We adjust the material world by what our vibrations are. Okay, so so the energy and, and that's why love because you've only got two forces. You've got love and hate. You know, yeah. and then the other side of hate, uh, the other, you know, grades. Subsections, of, uh, yeah. Subsections would be anger and fear and that sort of thing. And what are they pushing on the world right now? They're pushing fear. All of that. Yep. That's the opposite of hope and faith yep. and yep. love, which is what creates, which is what heals, which is what benefits, which grows. Um, there's a, there's a, not nuclear as in, but uh, nuclear as in cellular. Uh, he was a cellular biologist. Um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, one of the things that I, I, yeah. I love reading his books, and he explains that cells, they have two ways of, of going. Either they go forward and grow or they come back and retract and go into a defensive position. And that depends on the pH of, of your, your bloodstream, the environment in which they're in. Okay. And so we affect the pH of our body with our mindset. 
Because when you're stressed out, you increase the acids uh, in your body and you make yep. it more acidic, which makes everything contract. And uh, there was an image of... of um, also feeds cancer cells. Exactly. And, and all those things are feed and off. And you look to comfort foods because you're stressed out and you eat sugar, which attracts cancer cells and gives them a feeds, miracle grow for cancer cells. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I want to answer Maddie really quick here. Please, with go ahead. Uh, Maddie, uh, Maddie says. Let's take a uh, two second break and go ahead and answer Maddie. Yeah. Okay. So Maddie says, if I'm reading this, Maddie, for people who are listening to this on the MP3 file, they, don't, they can't see your comment. Maddie says, uh, it was it was the Anunnaki that made us, I believe. Um, that the, I, I would suggest that you read the Law of One, the six books of the Law of One. Uh, and you could just read the first book and you will get the answer to that. And the answer to that is that's not true. We were not created by any other alien race as a slave labor race, period. We were created by the creator and we were, we we're on this planet. This scenario was created by the creator so that souls can enter these bodies, learn what we're supposed to learn and grow. There's a group of people, not only am I a wanderer, but I am also um, part of a coalition that came to this planet to help. So I didn't just come here by myself. I came here with other people. Okay. The, the Anunnaki and the idea, all the ideas that Zachariah Stitchin and the Dead Sea Scrolls, all of that was planted by a group of people from the Orion's belt that were evil. Now, there's not just evil people that come from there. There's also good people that come from there. But these people, this group of people are, they call themselves the Orion Crusaders. And they take over planets in the third dimension because they understand how the matrix works. We have free will and we make up, all of us collectively make up how this planet runs. That's why what Miguel was just telling you about uh, with them creating the fear and keeping us living in fear. And it keeps us unhealthy. That keeps us from understanding what I'm telling you right now or even getting anywhere near that. What they do is they're like a vampire. A vampire can't come in your house unless you invite them in. That's the rules that were set down by someone who wrote one of the vampire novels a long time ago, and everyone stuck to that. And rarely do they, do they deviate because people go, that's not a real vampire story. You mean holy water doesn't hurt that one? Get out of here. That's why people had problems with the, with the ones where the vampires against the werewolves and they were in the sunlight. You could see them and they would, they would shine and glisten with all the sparkles because that was never done before. And they're like, no, they can't walk in daylight. Get out of here with that. So the, like, you know what vampires are well as it could have. Okay. So uh, but the main thing so, about aliens making us a slave race, that's, that goes against that free will thing. Remember, that is the ones who want to take away our free will that want to control us. And so one of the ways to control us is mentally. Right. So they it want has to us be done to on control ourselves. Oh, yeah, we're all slaves, so we have to listen to what they're doing. No, we right. are all lords, not, not right. gods, but we are lords. We are in charge of our own reality. We are slaves right. to none. Uh, we are if slaves. If they to get enough of us to believe we're slaves, we become the slave because we uh, all believe we, it. Well, we... we we, we will so we will then submit and surrender to their rule and you become their slave. That's what now, they're trying do you to do to us right now. Submit and surrender to the self, which is destructive, right. or do you want to submit and surrender to others, to helping others? And so when we submit and serve others, it, that's a good thing because it's our free will to actually help. Whereas these people in that mentality is for us to submit and serve the overlords which right. don't want the benefit for anyone except for themselves. So it's a control factor. And so right. we, we want to get back to the free will thing, freedom. That's one of the things that I love about the American constitution because they understood the freedom 
that was essential in the the human existence free will right. now here with the with the pyramid to answer your pyramid question so what are the pyramids really for do you think according to raw according to raw the pyramids were originally uh, built so that people could go into the pyramids and you sit in the different rooms at different positions, different places. It literally vibrates at a different resonance, which is to help you to ascend by meditation. You go into one, you meditate on a subject, uh, say healing, like Miguel was talking about, to get a positive thought process going so that you are positively in control of your own body. And you're telling yourself that, you know, to heal and getting rid of your toxins or on a spiritual level, you go to a different the king's chamber as opposed to the queen's chamber. The different places vibrate and resonate. And it's this is all you can go and they've already gone into these places and check the resonance. And they do resonate with that. And that vibration gets into they, your head. They're, made, they're lined with a specific yeah. kind of stone that it's yeah. all the same stone and they're all resonant stone. stone. Yeah. And then the, the, the shape of the room, the size of the room, where you sit in the room. That's why I always energy source because yeah. it's, it's resonant. It actually magnifies the resonance that you have inside those areas. And so uh, that makes a lot more sense if you're going to be ascending. Why? Because we're all energy. And so the meditation and the energy that you're putting in, that resonates and feeds back into you. It's a positive feedback loop. Right. So let's see. And then we have here opinions on Vimanas. Well, my opinion is that they were built by people and that they worked. And the, and the, the truth is that our government here in the United States has built them and they did work, and then they've improved on that. So well, we've the got Vimanas, the flying triangle with the flying pyramid that we saw, you know, a couple of months ago. Right? That's exactly what the Vimanas were yep. uh, back in in the Vedic texts. Yep. It's the same I've actually thing. I've researched the the engine that it would take, and the engine that they show you in that book is actually uh, a very crude, simple simplification of the engine that creates anti gravitational lift. Like Miguel, my beginning was in uh, physics. <laughs> before for the same reason that he you got to know the physics aspect of the universe to then get into the mystical aspect of the universe and i think he and we've never really talked about this but i think he's happy that he did it that way like i was because we now realize in the in the uh in the uh, mystical area of of spiritualism that the other entire half of the universe that atheists and scientists block out because they say there can't be anything other than this tangible what life we and we have to describe we have to describe it all you got to believe the science that's a religion yeah. nowadays it's just as destruction yes. destructive as the other religions that we had yeah. before because they're control factors we cannot question anything uh, so yeah, Denise, uh, you. you're awesome, Denise. You're uh, awesome for being here sweet. and listening to us. <laughs> um, I saw Denise on on Jacob's channel and, and that yeah. sort of thing. So so she's one of the 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 Waters fans, uh, yeah. fam, I should say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Denise is is good folks, definitely. Um, but yeah, what what uh, I didn't necessarily start in in physics. I started when I was seven or eight years old with my grandmother, who was my uh, Sunday school teacher, and she was telling me about you know. Revelations, the mark of the beast, and, and all that kind of stuff to avoid right. being integrated into the system. And so I had right. all that from my grandmother. And then I went into school and everything else. And everybody was telling me, you know, oh, the, the flood was only regional in Sumeria. And that thought, bullshit. Now we're finding out that it was actually global. Uh, yeah. And there are many other things. But yeah, yeah. I to be uh, either an engineer or, or something like that. And I love physics. I was making holograms when I was in high school, and, and that was freaking awesome. I would love to be able to make holograms. No, I wanted to be a, a nuclear physicist. I wanted to go to work for NASA, uh, you know, all of that. And I, I could have. I was studying in college. 
I, yeah, I, have, I have a nephew right now that just graduated Stanford and he's going to be working for NASA. And I have another one who's congratulations. Who's, Stanford's yeah. awesome. That's the one university that didn't, didn't take me. Minority quotas. They already have enough Mexicans over there. They didn't need them. Right. Well, he's brown. Uh, he's he's actually uh, blended uh, half white, half black, and maybe that's why he got in for affirmative action. But he's brilliant. He is he is Sheldon though. He's very uh, his filters are unfiltered. Uh, we have that running in my family. My my his brother, his younger brother, who I, just graduated from high school, is just he's Sheldon as well. And I was Sheldon when I was one of my, one of my friends calls me Sheldon because I'm I'm like I that. was that guy, oh. man. I had no filters. When they said filter time, my family ducks. Yeah. <laughs> we have um, no filters. <laughs> we have to I was, learn them as we go. I was too much Sheldon, which is, up, which is why I started drinking and smoking because I thought that's what normal people did. Uh, and so, yeah, I went into those parts, but I never got away from, look, right is right, wrong is wrong, and you try and do right, period, regardless of what everybody else is, is doing. If that makes you a Sheldon, um, okay, whatever. The Glock, yes, it, absolutely. That thing yeah. flew. I mean, yeah, and actually, yeah, absolutely. They had to the, change that thing no, and take off. Because it messes with gravity, it also messes with time. So not yeah. only is it a spacecraft, it's a time machine. Yep. And see, they were messing with that in the Philadelphia experiment because they had gotten uh, some of the Nazis over here, but they didn't go exactly down the same road. They kind of tried to change it a bit and take a whole ship, and it didn't work, and that's how they got people uh, killed. So they kind of scrapped that idea, and then they started working with the Glock, the Glock, which means the bell for those people who didn't. The bell. Well, people, people were actually welded into the wall. Because yeah, at one point, whenever it phased, uh, yeah. everything is the same thing. And so when they're walking through the wall, all of a sudden they come back into this physical reality. They're in there and they're like, how the hell did I get in the middle of the freaking wall? It's a steel yeah. freaking wall. And these yep. people were in the middle of it. Why? Because yeah. whenever you're traveling through all that, all the mass is, is your is old matter starts to move together because because when you get down on the subatomic level, you can't tell the difference between this piece of steel that I'm talking through and my face. It's, it's exactly all energy. The same. It's all energy. It's energy blending. So when it reconstitutes, it doesn't know how to separate that into like you would see in the movies where they beam somebody up. They're able to separate everything back to the way it was, but they didn't know how to do that. So they, they were able to wink out. But when they winked back in, everything just took wherever they were happened to be. And if you yep. moved and that's what they found that happened when they disappeared, some of the guys kind of started moving around and then ended up in between floors, in between walls, bulkheads or whatever. So when it rematerialized, they just materialized as that. But that and was too freaky. Nobody wanted to believe out. it was real. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. It's everybody's concept of what reality is. Right. But right. actually, well, that, it's yeah. a concept of reality. Yeah. It's not what reality actually is. Yeah. Um, you know, see, that's one of the things that we were, that Miguel and I were working on to do that webinar was, is your reality getting in your way? Because we are living in, and this is what he was just alluding to, we are living, living in the conceptual ideology of the now, and that's just this play that is here, that is only here for us to learn from. It's not reality. And this is what he's saying. The concept of reality is a concept. And that's, so, it's, so it's your ideology, your concept of reality is only real to you because you only have the experiences that you have had in this avatar. So, so what I see as reality and what Miguel sees as reality and what you see as reality are three different things because they're from three different perspectives from three individual souls watching the same movie side by side, not able to talk to each which other. Is, which is the reason that. for the name of, of my channel right here. 
Pena right. perspective, because it's a perspective. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Okay. Now, uh, Pena is a summit. So I, I got yep. to the places, and then it's like I'm calm and, and tranquil in, in my reality, and I would like other people to be able to be calm and tranquil in, in that reality as well. They can build their reality. Um, but I won't get into that because that's what I wanted to say for the web webinar: how you can create and and build your own reality and your own. Uh, because that's what we're here for. But yeah. this, the, the programming of this world has told us that that's not possible, that we have to go according to their programming, that we have to follow their lines and everything else, which always holds us lower than somebody else who wasn't tied back by that. But right. it's, we're, we're held back by people who were educated to where they actually did and were able to create their own reality and they hold others down by limiting their concept of what actually is possible. Yep. And so, therefore, the answer to that question is always, yes, your reality is 100% in your way. <laughs> and, that, yes. and that was where our summit no, was. No, no, we got, we got to change that. It's not your reality. It's your concept of your reality. Your concept of reality. And that was what we were going to give you. We were going to tell you, in the in, but we didn't get to do that. So we're going to change it slightly and come back and talk about it just like we're doing now. He and I just have to regroup and get a couple more people to come on board with us that we can. I, I told you about Karina. Karina's great. Uh, and Peter, who's in the crowd, Peter Coyle, he'll be there Absolutely. to talk about that. So there's three right there, right? Plus me is four. If we can bring in Peter from South Africa, we'll have five and we're golden. Um, and then I'm sure I can get uh, Michael Feely because he'll he'll jump at any time to get himself on the air. He you loves told me it. that uh, you weren't able to find Mike. No, 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 it was the other Michael. <laughs> oh, okay, the other Michael. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was the other Mike that I was trying to find. I couldn't find him that day, Feely, but he did pop up. Uh, okay. Because he was actually doing a webinar. He was actually on somebody else's uh, show doing a webinar that weekend. So he got back to me after that. So that's who I couldn't find. So okay. that's, so that's who we were talking about there. But yes, he'll jump at it. I know that. He'll come and he'll and he'll talk. So we'll it's get, we'll get that thing going. I was kind of frustrated because I was so looking Bob Lazar, to let's, do, you, do you believe Bob Lazar's story was real? I personally say yes. That's the, what what Rob or Ah uh -uh says here. So you go ahead and start, and then I'll tell you what I what, what my take is on that. Um, Bob Lazar. Okay. Oh, you want me to start? I'll go. I'll run it down. No, no, Bob no, Lazar no, was no, a guy. No, I'll give the I'll no, give the history, and then you give your things because you got Joe Rogan saying, "No, he's not," but he actually interviewed Bob Lazar. Yes, he and did. I actually knew that Bob Lazar was real back in the day. Uh, there, there's just too when much happening that actually yeah. tells you that he did what he did, and yeah. you know, the, oh, I've got this uh, this uh, what was it? Element um, 115, 115. It was uh, Un Un Pentium. 135, I thought it was. 135, you're right. It was Un Un Pentium. There you yeah. go. And now they're finding out that's actually real. real. Yeah, um, so here, here's the concept for you guys who don't know. Let me give you the backstory. Bob Lazar uh, was working for, he claimed he, he was working for the U.S. government out at Groom Lake, Area 51. He might have been S4, Area 51. S4, S4. S4. He was working at S4, and he was working with this particle that was un un pentium, and it, that particle was not on the table of elements, periodic table of elements yet. We never discovered it, but that the ETs, Greys, had given it to us, and that had the key to being able to travel faster than the speed of light and opening a wormhole, but they didn't have all of the answers, and of course, the ETs were not allowing them to have all of the answers, kind of like the story of the first contact with... With the, with the Vulcans and uh, humans, where the Vulcans were trying to keep the humans from space, and eventually they did it anyways, and, and that's what's happening. So they, then Bob Lazar wanted to show his friends that, uh, that a spaceship will fly by Area 51 on he just Tuesday night. his friends. Yeah, to impress his friends. That's what got him in all the trouble. And he took his friends out there, and there goes the spaceship, and then they got arrested. <laughs> and then, of course, he got kicked out, and then when he tried to say... 
I worked for them. The government said, we don't know who that guy is. He's a great Everything disappeared, including where he went to school, the whole everything. So he was a laughing stock to the world. But I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. And come forward in time. That was in the in the late 80s, early 90s, right? Late 80s, mid 80s. Yep. And so come mid forward 80s. in time to 2015. And then the scientists come out and say, we've just discovered this new particle. It's called Un Un Pentium. Here we are 45 years later. <laughs> And they say all of a sudden that the particle that, that he claimed is actually a particle. So if he made it all up, why'd they name it after what he made it up as? Because he didn't. So exactly. the answer is, uh, in short or in long, my long Irish, it's short for being Irish. Uh, yeah, he was real and he was legit. And he still is. Uh, and Joe Rogan, like you said. understand completely yeah. the things they're studying because um, we didn't have that science or concept of it. That's why they, they took a kid who was able to make a normal car into a rocket car. Cause the guy was a freaking genius. Yeah. And so they wanted that genius to figure out what they hadn't been able to figure out. And like he, and like Bob Lazar said himself and in the interview with Joe Rogan, you guys got to watch that. Yeah, you um, he was saying they, they bring people in every 10 years to find out if science has evolved enough to have somebody to be able to figure that out. And so they bring them, they bring these people in there every 10 years and they go, okay, now figure it out. Yeah, and whatever they can actually figure out, they put down, then they put it on a pause and, and toss them out. And 10 years later, they'll bring somebody else in new in because they got new concepts and new science and new technology and everything else to try and figure out this yep. advanced technology. It's so far beyond us that we hadn't even comprehended it. Why? Because um, there are star systems that were created. And this is the thing that I loved about SETI as well. They were created billions of years before us. So if we've been able to advance as much as we have in the last 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years, how much can a civilization expand in a million years? Right. In a billion years. Yeah. There are stars that are billions of years older than we are. And they have. And now we're finding out that, you know, when I was doing the Drake equation originally, uh, I figured out there was about 100. I'd calculated there's about 100,000 uh, 100, civilizations in our Milky Way galaxy according to uh, what Drake had, had figured out. However, at that point, we were figuring that there was only about 10% of, of the stars that had planets and, you know, the the uh, the, the green zone, you know. Yeah, the Goldilocks zone. And, and they were, they were life. Yeah. And some of the, the planets that we had seen were like five times the size of Jupiter and that sort of thing. Now we're finding out that eight, more than 85% of the stars have planetary systems around them. So that increases your number. Of possibilities. Now, now, the, the, whole thing, yeah. uh, the whole thing rests on how easy is it for life and more importantly, intelligent life to develop. And, and that's one of the, the main things that, that's holding us back from really figuring out how many civilizations there are out there. And if life is relatively easy to develop or not relatively easy, but, you know, not absolutely impossible, then we have numbers that border on the millions within our own galaxy. And, and getting onto that, there was an image that I saw today, you know, those, those calculations of uh, they've seen the streams of the galaxies coming together and, and they sort of connect themselves and everything else. And they bring it out and they saw the, the galactic quadrant uh, where our galaxy is in. And the whole thing looks like a big heart. Yeah. It's really bizarre. So we're like in the heart of what would be, I'd be interested to see what they can expand that to if it wouldn't look like. Well, from from what I've gathered that it, from our perspective, this planet is located where this universe came through. So when they so say the center of the universe, 
Yeah, Holy so they, shit. people say so that the original the Earth is the center of the universe back in time. From our perspective, looking at the universe from here, and I don't know if maybe this is uh, something to where if you've traveled to another place, you get the same effect. But from our perspective, looking out at the universe and the and the universal drift away from the center where the Big Bang is, it happened here. Wow. So that gives light to Earth, the position of Earth, and those of us that are on Earth, and the weight of that. That if you look at our ancestors back in the day, they all kind of, they all claimed, and we all thought they were just arrogant, saying we're the center of the universe and everything revolves around us. It's very possible that they were a little bit more advanced spiritually than we are, and they actually realized something that we didn't know. And now, if you think about that and couple that with the fact of the Jesus phenomenon. And then me telling you about the Jesus, Jesus energy and that how important that the heart chakra is, getting to what Miguel just said, how important that the heart chakra crystallining is and the creation, the logos coming from the heart. If you then see that the earth, even though we don't think we're the center of the universe, but if there was a big bang here and everything went out from here, then it actually tracks to where the universe looks now. So if you go backwards in time and keep going backwards in time, everything collapses to this point. Okay, so then then that kind of does make us humans a little bit more rock stars than we thought. But does that make us like the divine and everybody in the universe follows? No, but it, but those of us who are living on the place of the most chaos where the creation was created. Would why then why is this give you chaos? It's, it's out of jealousy. Um, because... well, and then jealousy and love are, are, are two facets of the same point. Well, actually, they're opposites. Just like love and love hate. Love jealous. Love isn't but, jealous. But just like love and hate, love is not. Love angel- is pure. It's, it's, what's the original story? The original story is that, you know, the the adversary was jealous of us because God loved us. And so he came down here to basically make our life miserable. And right. so the chaos that we see is because he wanted to undo that miraculous thing, which is our. And it's not the fact that we're human and it, it's it's. The soul that we have, the consciousness that we have, the 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 breath of life, which is the breath of understanding that, that he gave us. It's that that uh, co-creator yeah, ability. The yeah, did a whole yeah. whole I did a whole webinar on that. But see, now that is a metaphor. You have to understand that that story is metaphoric. Yeah. it's not literal because yeah. the, that would suggest that the story of the fallen angels and that sort of stuff. There were fallen angels, but it didn't happen. It, it did happen. The concept, everything you have to understand is conceptual. Right mm-hmm. in the Bible, it says that the devil already existed. Not true. The mm-hmm. devil was made up. There was no devil in in the going back in time. If you go back, well, if, if you look at from in the chat was talking about uh, going into the Vatican, and if you go into the Vatican nowadays, we're seeing that there are uh, bipedal snake-like creatures. Okay, right. um, so that's that's the thing. And like I mentioned, there are civilizations that existed before us. Yeah. But were they as as uh, did they necessarily have the same type of free will that, that we had? I don't know about that because I haven't come directly into contact with them to be able to tell you whether or not their civilizations were that way or not. However, the things that we're, we're seeing is that these snake like creatures, not the writhing little snakes in, on, on the ground. Uh, right. But you know the, the images that, that I saw was actually a bipedal and, and he had a huge head. It looked like um a cobra, uh, uh, the king cobra. And that goes back to what the pharaohs had on, on their um, yeah. carpuses because they were trying to emulate that. Then you go back to the Maya and they had the flying winged serpent, which was uh, their god. Um, and so they, they all come back from 
Why? Because they're telling the story of those who would want to screw up our story. Well, see, and that's it's the we have same our own story, story but they, they want to yeah. create that chaos to make us forget who we are. Well, and that's the whole purpose of, of the, what's going on here. So it's a different take. It's literally the same story being told by people, and they have a different point of view because they have a different reference point because of their experiences. They're a different place on the, on the world, right? So they don't have the exact same uh, things to draw on to make story, story. Very, very similar story. But it's exactly the same because it's true. The story is, and again, it's, it's metaphoric. Story, all of it is metaphorical. Perspective. So, so, right, it's all metaphorical from different perspectives because here's the, and then if you look at the law of one, it's true, and, and here's the and here's how how it works. And this is the story. There was a time before the veiling, when the when the universe was floating along, and everybody was no, they all knew everybody, you, me, everybody knew that we were the one, we were part of the one, and and everything was was what happened was people got complacent because they're like, well, I am you know part of the creation. I am eventually going to ascend back to be the creator. So I'll get there when I get there, and nothing was really happening. Well, the creator created everything. To have experiences and well, now in Genesis, wasn't. In Genesis, he says that wasn't Adam having was experiences, right? In Genesis, so, he says Adam was bored. He had right. nothing to do. He had nothing to do. And so there's your metaphor for the same thing. So everybody was bored, had nothing to do. So then God tree or the creator decided, all right, we have to figure out some way. You need a way to fire under our own butts. Push against. Something to push against the resistance, just like he, Miguel talked about before, about when you're working out, the harder, the more the weight you're pushing, the more you're breaking down the muscles and the more you become stronger. It's the same spiritually, no difference than physically. In fact, physically is there to show you so that you mentally get the idea and become more wise, like he was saying, with more confidence. So then you would then see reality different. That's your sweet. hard work pays off. You it's become a co-creator. And when yeah. you know that you have I am the, the creator, I am creating a very strong body by working out. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, you go, wow, wait a minute. I can create. I can make this happen. And that gives you the will to then and question. You your own, I mean, one and, of the things yeah. that they talk about successful people, successful people have a tendency of writing their, their thoughts down, their ideas down, and setting up goals. Why? Because they're they're creating this vision. They, they have this this literally they create this vision and they create the steps on how to get to that vision. And the people that are most successful is because they, they draw out those steps. They have this outline of the goal of where they want to get to. And they follow the steps that they themselves set up. And sometimes they're not right. Sometimes you fall down. Sometimes you're, you're creating other things. Uh, but in the same time, you're walking towards that goal. And But if you don't have a goal, it's like uh, rowing with one oar. You're going to go around yeah, a circle. You're going to go around a circle. You're not going to get anywhere. Exactly. And then you, you know that you're trying to get somewhere, but you have to have that resistance that comes at you. Nothing's easy. You can't get there without having strife because you you have to build strife that. Strife makes you stronger. And the objective stronger. is for us to be stronger. And not just we, physically, but mentally and spiritually. We right? can't be pudgy souls. Right. Can't be fat, lazy souls. <laughs> right? I mean, you can, but you're not going to go anywhere. You just sit no, around you, and then, you, you and then you're going to watch TV and suck on a Cheerio. <laughs> Gra gravity is going to pull you and you're going to descend to the center of gravity. And the center of right. gravity of this planet is the core, the yeah. molten core. Yeah. If you don't have anything that's pulling you out of the gravity, you're going to be pulled to the molten core and literally you'll be in a lake of fire because the whole, you know, the, the entire center of, of the planet is just um, 
crushed rock and uh, this pressurized and becomes liquid. And yeah. because of that pressure, and we know that the, the, the more pressure you have, the higher the temperature goes. I mean, that's basic physics, thermal, thermal yeah. dynamics. Yeah. So uh, all of that becomes these molten rivers of fire. And yeah. so if, if your soul doesn't have a, something that it can link on to, to will be able to pull you off of this, gravity will pull the energy, the essence that you have into the center of mass because there's you won't have something that's physically holding you on the surface because you won't be matter anymore. And when you're not matter, then there's nothing to hold you back. However, you're still energy. And we know that gravity can affect light. Yep. Gravity will bend light. And so it will pull our energy down into those rivers of molten lava. And so, yes, it's all metaphorical. But it's trying to explain the same damn thing. So we need yep. to raise our essence. And even without He's just walking in water religion. because he didn't see the water. He was just seeing the boat. And he yep. was walking towards the boat, regardless of what was around him. Right. He was just walking in a straight line. It just so happened that he was walking what other people perceived to be on the water. But he was right. walking on his path towards the boat. Right. And because and because he was part of the creator he could then decide this reality and his reality, he could walk on water. No, because the water it. doesn't exist. Because it doesn't he exist. In the direction of where he wanted to go. Regardless knew, just like Neo in the Matrix, when Neo was being taught by, by Morpheus, he said, he was when they were doing the, the Kung Fu, and he was fighting and he was breathing you heavy. You and he said, breathing? And he says, you think that's air you're breathing? Yeah. <laughs> you think you're breathing? And so he, right there, that moment in that movie was, was a metaphor for Jesus. He wasn't the Savior, but he was teaching the Savior, hey, listen, you have to think outside the box. That's not air you're breathing. You shouldn't be tired. You because can't you're be not limited. alive in here. This is a you can't this, be limited. And that the goes to the simulation theory here that, you know, that yes, in a sense, this is a simulation. This is that we're plugged into this avatar and we believe this place is real. So we believe we can die here. It's just like a dream when you're in a dream. Actually, no this difference is, between the body that. does die here, but the soul doesn't. That's right. The so the body thing. can, but your soul things. won't. Yeah. And then, and, but see, you have to, uh, you have to get to that point. And that's what you go through. Even without a religion, eventually people who are just living life will go, man, there's got to be something more than this. Exactly. Because they've gotten to a point where they're expecting they're something more, but they don't have a direction yet. And you're going to look within because first you look without. Got to find something. Where is it? Religion? No, I don't like any of that. Science? I don't like any of that. So eventually you come across, you get further and further east and someone says, look within. Right, and one of the Eastern philosophical mindsets pops into your head like somewhere. Right. Uh, yeah. Whenever we look at the quantum universe, there are so many probabilities and so many possibilities. You could go in any of those directions. Literally, yeah. anything is possible. But you yeah. can't do everything at the same time. That's practically impossible, especially in this material universe. So we have to go in to find out where it is that we want to go. And when you go within, you figure out what your path is, and then you walk it. Right. But you can't know what the, you can't know what your path is looking outside. You have to know internally what it yep. is your internal goals and quests are, what's going to improve you, what difficulties you need to face. And you're going to walk in the direction of those difficulties so that you can face them, so you can go over them, so you can go past them and you can be who you truly are. See, I like what Leslie said here, like on cartoons when they walk off the cliff, but they only fall when they look down and realize that they're off the edge, right? Well, now, and, and, and if you look at <coughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the same thing happened to Indiana Jones. He, he went up by there faith. and he had, to, he had to walk by faith and he was standing there, looked like he was going to fall down the, the crevice, the crevasse 
to no end. Because there was nothing there. It went. And he just he went okay, he uh, and he just sand on there because he thought maybe there's something there. He tossed the sand there, then he looks and oh, there is something yeah. there. Once he tossed the sand, everybody else could see there is something there, and so he tossed the sand so everybody else could then come across behind him. But he had to take that leap of faith and step off the edge, believing that God would not allow him to fall because this is where he was supposed to go, and, and I'm supposed to believe. And he did that, and he didn't die. He could have just stepped off and been dead. And he Absolutely. knew that. So he literally had a 50-50 chance of when he stepped off. But the truth was, he didn't know he had a 100% chance he was going to be fine. Because we don't know. Because we don't but know. That's the whole point. But we are here to point. learn, to yep. progress. And had he stepped off the edge and died, his soul would have been reborn. And the next time he got to that same quest, he would he would go, okay, hold on. Let's throw some rocks first and see if, if I'm going to fall. Let's make sure it's work. Yeah. One time there was a bridge. Another time there wasn't a bridge. Let's figure out if this time there actually is a bridge. Right. Oh, there's yeah. a bridge. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, you know, he would have learned and evolved from that is my point. So sometimes. But imagine if he went back from that and he wouldn't have evolved. Yeah. He, that, he, that didn't, yeah, he didn't even do oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. There's this big crevasse. I can't cross. cross. Um, I guess we're going to have to go back empty handed. Got Yeah. Right. Got to do something else because we can't get across. It's too far and I'm going to fall and everyone else going to fall. Then they would have been like, oh, well, this trip was for nothing. Now we're all just shooting each other for no reason. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, then there was a line in, in that same movie where he says, only the penitent man shall pass. Oh, right. Man. Yep. That was penitent great, too. Man. And then he went down on his <laughs> knee. Yep. It was the same one. It was right before the it bridge. It was just before that. That was the, the, right the, the, the bridge. Why? Because he saw the top people off the head. Yeah. But when you come out and down, he ducked down and the saw came out, and because he was kneeling down, it missed him. Zoom. You yeah. must humble yourself to the before the Lord. Only the penitent man may pass. So, but in, in reality as well, we need to humble ourselves because whenever we're haughty, you know, pride goes before the fall. Yep. And that's what it is. Because whenever we're prideful, we believe, oh no, I'm gonna get there regardless of whatever. And you don't notice that the bridge is right over there, not here. The crevasse yeah. is right here, but in your arrogance, you assume that it's going to be right there. Right. You know that there's a bridge there somewhere. You just got to figure out where it's at. Where it's at. Right. But only See, being humble yep. will the thing go over you and you'll be able to continue on your journey yeah. and be able to find that. Because if you're walking all haughty, you won't even see the bridge. He saw the bridge because he was kind of already down and looking at it and going. No, oh, he actually just took a step. He didn't see the until he stepped off the edge and he You're landed right. with his foot. And then he grabbed the sand and threw it. And then they turned the camera so we could see the whole bridge. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. yeah. So he actually took that fit, leap of faith. Well, yeah, on the battlefield, many times you, you know, people who are corpsmen or, or medics, most of the time they're, they're clergy. Not always, but a lot of times these guys are clergy. And sometimes they don't want to fight, but they want to be part they don't of the fight, they want to help. help others. But they're, they're out there. And they're just walking with their head up and everybody's diving for cover and getting shot and picked off and blown up. And these guys are just walking along, going over to the next person and <laughs> talking to them. And because they believe that if God wants them, God's going to take them. I'm going to do my job until I'm done. So if God says now is when I'm going to die, then that's when it's going to die. But I'm going to go to that patient. I'm going to see what I can do for them. I'm going to give them absolution and make sure that they make their way to heaven. And that's God's work. And the guys are like, get that guy off the beach. <laughs> But regardless but, of, of all the bullets and everything else, they're not meant for you. Right. And But if you see them, you think that everything's meant for you. Yep. And that's being lost in this world. Yep. If you realize that it's kind of another th one of the things that I talked about on Jake's show, um, you build that path. And, and sometimes you just got to let the water flow around you. Yeah. 
the water's got nothing That's to do with you. Part. And the water can't, you know, you, if you get carried away by the current, it'll take it to the waterfall. So yeah. sometimes you just have to let the water flow around you because it's yeah. got nothing to do with you. Your path is another one. And so you continue on your path. But see, and that's, all those that's bullets, the hardest it's part. like Neo. Neo, whenever they shot all those yeah. bullets at him and he just stopped the bullets. With, it's the same yeah. concept. They're not meant for you. It's not that's your right. time. Stop. And and that's the hardest part of we were talking about that earlier. And I was kind of alluding to that with with, the, you know, everybody with finding out what's going on and with the, the powers that should not be getting angry at them for what they're doing and then getting past that. It's this that's the same thing. That's the storm. That's the river. That's the the water flowing. And to know a thing. Right. And this goes to where the Jesus was walking on water to know a thing is there doesn't necessarily mean to Miguel's point that he just said that it has to sweep you up. So you could be walking in the river, but you're, the river's not affecting you because it's not there to affect you. This is what Miguel was saying. And that's the knowledge that, okay, I acknowledge this river is here, but there's no reason for the water to sweep me down because I'm not part of this reality. And then you move through that. Now, if you try that in a real river, it may not work <laughs> because your body is part of this reality. <laughs> yeah, however, if you know that there's a strong current, you, um, for example, if you knew, if you know your path is there, uh, there are some people that are going, oh, well, I'm just going to grab a, um, an inner tube and I'll just float down the river. Right. That's you being led by the river. That's not your path. Yeah. That's your, your fight. You're flowing along with the river. And lots of people like, like to flow, flow along with the river because it's a lot fucking easier. But yeah. if you know you have to get around across that river, well, you're going to build yourself a path. You'll toss a couple of rocks in there and you'll stand on the rocks. And yeah, technically the water will be around you and, but you're going to be slightly above it because you place those stepping stones yeah. there for you to be able to get past it. Because yep. you're not consumed by the river. You're not bothered by the river. You're building your, you're putting your, your, your stepping stones so that you yep. can get to your ultimate objective, right. which is beyond the river. And even if you have to move to a different place because the river is too deep to do that, you're again, adjusting your reality and finding that point in the river where you can actually cross. But, at the, same, but at the same time, sometimes you can actually flow with the river, but you're not going to let the river take you. You're going right. to swim in a direction. You're not going to go in a straight line, but you know that the river is going to take you. Yeah, and you're going to get across. It's just going to get to the more. bank down yeah. in the bottom, yep. but you can't just let go and let the river take you all the way. Right. You know, you're going to keep swimming towards that other bank. Eventually, you're going to get there. Yep. But you just can't get lost in the river itself because right. all rivers end up in waterfalls or yeah. the ocean. Or beating you on the rocks. So that so you have to you have to see those perils before you just you know leap into the river and think I can just cross. I'll just you know you don't know what's underneath the river. Well, that's why that you put in the stepping stone. If you put in that stone and it sinks, well, you're going to put in another stone. Um, right. that, that leads right. me. This, this just. Uh, popped into my mind, and I don't want to think that it's just my imagination. It, it was there for a reason. Alexander the Great. There was a there was an island castle. I think it was Tyre, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to where it took him a year and a half, but he wasn't going to give up because there wasn't one place that Alexander the Great wasn't going to conquer. And so what he did is they actually built a bridge and they were launching arrows at him and everything else. And so they had to have this cover so that the builders could build the bridge and the cover so that the uh, arrows wouldn't kill him while they were building the bridge. Right. And eventually they built that bridge and then the troops went in there and they took over the island. It yep. was vision. 
It was work. It was a plan. And it was going through that and, and making sure you get to where you need to do. So tires is an example of, yeah. I'm not going to, I know this river is big, but I'm going to get through it somehow. I'll put enough stepping stones in there to where I'll be able to walk to where the current won't pull me away. Yeah. And that's happened in different different times in, in history where they've done the same thing to, oh, to create or something similar to it. Like where there's a way, the movie, there's a way. Yeah, exactly. If you if you watch the the movie The Patriot, they, and that was based on a true story. So when when they were when they got to the fort, I think it was Fort Henry or the other fort. Fort Henry was yeah, it was Fort Henry is where they came from. They got to the other fort where the Scottish guy was in charge. The French were entrenched and they were digging a trench and 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 they had the big cover up so that the guys wouldn't get harmed and they would dig and then they would move it dig and move it and they were digging basically in a tunnel that they had created and exactly. the, the guy inside knew that they're you know they're advancing you know 15 feet every day and so in another three days they're going to be able to move their guns into place and just blow us to hell so we got to have a plan that was the same thing that alexander the great did do the exact same thing and then if you look at um uh who was it was it xerxes xerxes did that to the greeks he yep. came to the point where there was the ocean was there and he needed to move his troops. So they built a bridge out of boats to move all the troops onto the mainland of Greece uh, so that they could get there. That's, so it's kind of like what China's yeah. developing right now. Have you noticed they've got the carriers, the, the, um, the, the, the missiles and the carrier fillers? Container yeah. ships. They actually yeah. put the container. Philip, Philippines was actually complaining because they had their ships out there. And right. they're like, yeah, we got a couple of fishing boats. But actually, they took a picture. The picture, the fishing boats were actually next to each other to where they created a blockade. And it was, you know, so they it was just a couple of boats. No, it was so yeah. many massive boats that were next to each other that it looked like an, a land bridge in the middle of the freaking ocean. And that's what they were doing. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. They opened a land bridge so they could bring in their uh, conventional forces and drive them right over there. That's what they're going to do to Taiwan. Man, yep. things are going to be hairy. But, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, was, I was going back into the chat. I, I think uh, Maddie got pissed at me because I wasn't answering his questions or, or going in those uh, areas or, or something. Because um, I'm, I'm the the chat sort of uh, slowed down a little bit. Uh, Leslie's got some great questions as well, and we've been following along with those, um, like the cartoons walking off the cliffs. Yeah, and yeah, I've, been, I've been putting that up for us to talk about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so, Maddie, if you're still out there and there's something we haven't answered, throw it up there for us. And Jasmine also had some some stuff asking us to answer Maddie's questions. So we covered those. At least I thought I, I, I tried. Yeah, to cover I those. have a tendency to to rant and just keep on. Um, um, <laughs> no, I've been trying. To, I've been trying to answer everything. I'm popping it up on the screen and and uh, going from from that. So if there is something that I missed, I apologize. Ask it again, and we'll uh, and we'll talk about it. Uh, That's quite so, right. Uh, but I'm impressed, Leo. You're on three hours. Yeah, yeah, it is three hours right now. I was looking at the time too. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to be getting off here pretty soon just because I have to feed my mother. <laughs> yeah. so, so at some point, I already took two phone calls while we were sitting here, my sister and my brother, one of my sisters and my younger brother. Uh, and he usually calls me when he's on his way home and we talk for about half an hour while he's driving home from work. Cool. And I was like, I'm on the air. Can I call you back later? He's like, okay, <laughs> he knows I'm not going to call him back because he, by now he's already home, right? And he won't be able to talk to me because he's got his wife and kids and everything he's got to do there. Okay, right? yeah. So, he's got another reality. Yeah, yeah. Unless he, unless he was going to see uh, Grandma, uh, his his wife's grandmother is on on death's throne, so they're on death watch. Um, they're making her comfortable until she passes, and so he's going and checking on her uh, at night. And his wife goes during the day because they work different uh, schedules. There, She's there, than him. But those are opportunities that we need to. It, it's those instances. Uh, for example, my my grandfather passed away two years ago now, um, yeah. and I was able to 
thanks to my and my wife, we were actually able to take a trip up to Oklahoma to see him. Um, and he was 91 at that point. And I was actually able to take him to the doctor. Um, my aunt was the one that was taking him. So she was happy to, to get the break. But I was ecstatic because I was able to spend some more time in, in a different setting from which I had spent time with my grandfather. Um, it was a, it was a completely different setting and, and it was just nice being able to spend that time with him. And and he enjoyed it as well because he was spending time with his grandson. So even yeah. though she's on, on death's door, uh, the fact the soul isn't, right. and remember it's, it's not what you do. It's, it, it's not what you do that people remember. It's how you make them feel that yep. they remember. Now she has Alzheimer's and she, the conversations with her is not what it was, you know, but that's that's on this physical realm. If you think that her soul isn't paying attention, her soul's in there. She just can't get her mouth to say what she's thinking. And that she can't find the words anymore because her brain is malfunctioning as, as, you know, Um, like uh, uh, Bruce Lipton mentioned that, it seems that consciousness is out there and we have these antenna and receivers. And when yeah. the antennas break, well, the, the, our reception of our consciousness is altered. Yeah. Um, and so we, we can't actually rest. It's, it's like that uh, snowy screen, you know, those old, yeah. old TVs that they had the snow on the screen. You had yeah. to mess with the antenna to get the, the image right. It work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the so, race. Everybody called it or whatever you wanted to call it. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. No, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that that happens with this TV set as well. Yeah. You know, so that's why. We yeah, and that's because her body's failing her, and, and so she's in there, and I can say things to her, and she can answer, but she can't say a lot of the stuff she wants to. But she's in there; she knows what's going on. Uh, you know, like I'll be watching. She loves to watch sports, and you'll be watching that, and she'll look at the crowd, and she'll see people in the crowd. She go, "Look at that guy! Look at that guy!" So she still is 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 very cognizant. And you know, you see that guy, he was making, he was being stupid. And I go, what was that? I didn't catch it. I rewind it. I'm like, oh yeah, look at that guy. He's like, he's standing there, you know, with a baby and he's dancing, looking stupid. You got I didn't it. See him, you because know? their consciousness is still there. And yeah. see, that's the thing. They are the last interactions that we have with them on this reality, but they do take that interaction with them in their consciousness. And so if we forget about them in their old age, you know, that, that sticks to, uh, to eternity as well, because they remember that stuff. Uh, you were only around whenever they could actually help you whenever you had to help them. And that's the the saddest thing about the this current thing that's going on in the world because they aren't allowing people to be close to their loved ones when they're about to pass. So and I like what Leslie said. Thank you, Leslie. Thing. I wish I had gotten here earlier because she said put her, but she corrected that with here. Wish I'd gotten here earlier. You guys have some great theories right on with what I've thought about. Well, uh, you can just going to have to watch the webinar. Yeah. You, I was going to say, you can catch Miguel every Thursday night on Jacob Waters show here on, on uh, YouTube. And they start at seven 30 ish, uh, central American time. Uh, and he's on, he, they do two, three hours a night, uh, doing that. This show is on every Friday night at 4 PM West coast America time. And I also uh, have my own always here, but whenever I see him in the crowd, I, I try to get one. anything recently. <laughs> Uh, I've even, I've got my channel as well, Pena Perspective, but the thing is that uh, it's usually based on people asking me questions and I make a small video. Uh, I've had people ask me about chaos theory. I had other people ask me about what energy was. Uh, I had another one that, that wanted uh, a little bit 
deeper on quantum theory and that sort of thing. So when people ask me questions, I'm more than happy to be able to answer them. And yeah. and my videos are usually five to 15 minutes. It's a shorter little yeah, And I'm starting to work on that projects like that as well. Um, but I also like to come on here. And that's why tonight, uh, Leslie was actually supposed to be about the alien interview from Roswell, New Mexico, uh, session 10. But quickly, the crowd was not wanting that. <laughs> No Even before Miguel showed up, quickly the crowd was wanting to talk about everything else. And I said, okay, I own the show. I don't have producers yelling in my ears telling me what to do. I don't have anybody paying for the no, show. No, but we've got our advertisers. You know? we got to push that one out. Yeah, I don't have any of that going on in my head. Uh, it's just me. So I went, okay, forget about the alien interview uh, session 10. We'll do that next week. And then we started here. Miguel popped up in the crowd and then Jacob popped up and had them both on. Jake had to leave. Uh, but Miguel has been gracious enough to stay. And then me, instead of doing an hour, we're on here for three, three hours. <laughs> yeah. so uh, which, I think the but longest I'm, you had like mentioned Miguel. was uh, four hours that you did uh, with me and Jake that one night. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, exactly. I, I was, yeah, I, I was on here. That was about, what was that, a month ago? I was doing the Friday night show. They came on. I did an hour or two by myself. They came on and we ended up doing four or almost five, right? You no, know, it was, it was know, about four hours because that was your limit. Four, right? your, your, mom's, your mom's usually your time limit. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, if I go on or there at any time, truthfully, because I'm her caregiver, I have to make sure that I put her on a channel that she'll be okay watching uh, so that I can come in here and then I got to check on her, make sure she's not, I have the office window open so I can see out because the door is there. And if she leaves, okay. I can go, whoop, got to go guys. My mom is escaping. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to quickly say thank you, Leslie. Uh, she just subscribed to, to my channel. So that's, go, good. I appreciate it. Um, uh, watch any of those and, and just, Put, uh, toss me a question or if she's on YouTube, so she's not on, on the Facebook, uh, she could actually right. find me and, and send me the uh, questions there as well. But also the comments on any of those videos, I read all of them because I don't have that many viewers. I've got now with Leslie, I've got 32 followers. Um, so that's great. Um, so what's, uh, what happened? You put a comment in any one of those and a question or something like that, and I'll make a new video off of the question that you asked me. So that would be fantastic. It'll give me more content to do. Um, cause I'm, uh, I'm sort of, whenever I'm yours on your show or on, on, on Jake's show, I have no problem in talking and going, you know, off cause we're, we're going on our topics on mine. I'm, I'm sort of embarrassed and, and self-conscious. And so mine are much more structured and linear. I don't laugh as much or, or cut any jokes or anything else. It's straightforward what I'm going to do for that particular vote. I've got a focus for that video and, and I work towards it. Um, but so there, I, I'm different on each one of the channels because Jake uh, actually complains because when I'm on Thursdays with him, I invariably go down things that we're not supposed to be able to talk about. And <laughs> since I'm getting so pissed off about politics, yeah, it usually right. ends up uh, pulling in there. Uh, so yeah, I, I've got different me's that show up on each one of those different, uh, contents. Um, but Leslie enjoy my garden. Um, I actually did a video of my trees and, and that sort of thing that I put up uh, on, uh, on my YouTube channel. You ought to check it out, uh, Leo. So you can I'm gonna, I, I will. When you said that, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go and look. So, you know what? It's funny because I usually start off, uh, this, this show, cause I was doing the law of one prior to this on Fridays. 
And um, I stayed away from politics completely. Today, I actually started talking about politics because of everything that was going on with Arizona, which when you came on, you were hot about too. Uh, so I started with politics. I wasn't hot. I was depressed because it wasn't everything well, that I wanted. I, I mean, right. I wanted to see that China had really done that shit because, you know, they got to take it on the chin. Those motherfuckers. Baby steps. They, they've taken over New Zealand, Argentina, yep. Peru, uh, Chile has gone down. And I know yep. that they freaked around with, with their elections as well because that's what they fucking do. And they pay people off and they buy people off. I mean, you look at uh, Trudeau up in Canada. I mean, he's bought and paid for by the oh, CCP. Definitely. You can so see. Most of the uh, Democratic Party right now, at least the old left. Oh, yeah. So, but you know what? You got you to look at it this way baby steps will get there because first like right now here's the thing when the conference hadn't even started yet today it started at 1 p.m my time west coast america time prior to 1 p.m i was waiting for it to start i had my phone and i had the the live link for it to start and, and eventually I did too. people for it. watching that youtube link right and uh so i was watching that none of the news of course were covering it at all and oh, no, they already said CNN this was already saying the debunked uh, uh, conspiracy theory has already failed Donald Trump and backfired on him, and they hadn't even heard the report. So how could they know that that it didn't work out? The the of how they're could they have known that? Right? Somebody had to have told them that. No, well, the children of the father of lies. Nobody has right. to tell them. They got to make up their own narrative, they and they got to push So they're already saying that it was bullshit and it was bunk and it was deep disproven already and that it was laughable and they spent a whole segment talking about it when it hadn't even been aired yet to the world what the findings were and they did find first of all that there was a thousands and thousands and thousands of, of votes that should have been that should have been taken out because people had voted twice three times 37 people voted 10 times each they found they they actually ran the uh the voter registration through the social security number to see if there was a match 43% matched that's all right yeah so that means, that means if you're an american citizen you have a social security number that because you can work that means that people voted that didn't have social security numbers which meant that they aren't citizens they or they don't exist or they're made up freaking things yep. it's all well, leslie says leslie i want to pull this up because if you go to my personal page on facebook you'll see that the wallpaper is a news agent that says it's six o'clock up next is what we want you to believe Exactly. <laughs> she just put on there, yeah, the media tells us what they want us to believe. It's the That's the absolute truth. They do. It's, it's the programming. It's programming. That's why all the television was yeah. always called programming because it programs us into a certain mindset. I mean, right. the things that I assumed were what I wanted as a – I wanted a, a, a slim, sexy wife that, you know, would, would have, you know – Every day, yeah. and yeah. and you know, I, I drink, smoke, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Why? Hey, I knew that that's what I wanted for my life. Why? Because that's what the TV told me I wanted. Oh, here's, here's ten a good years angle. to get out of the materialism. Here's that a good, here's a good rabbit hole to come down. Ah, uh -uh, said hollow earth theory. Right, Richard Bird apparently entered into the inner earth. Yes, yes, he did. yes, he did in in Antarctica. Uh, he flew down there, and he flew. And he also had to fight against alien ships, which and, blew away yeah. his freaking army. And now, if you Google Earth and you try to look at the spot where he went in, it's painted over, and you can tell it's painted over. They don't let you see the image; they've whitewashed it off of Google Earth. So there's well, almost like you're looking at snow, 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 and you can tell it's an image from space of snow. And then all of a sudden, it looks like white paint. It looks like they took fingernail polish. They brushed it, it on there. It, yeah. They brushed it out. That's yep. the whole thing.
what you do is you, you copy the snow that's around it and you just make the whole damn thing uh, the same. Yeah. That's, that's brushing an image like a BMP image. Yep. Um, but, but the thing is that uh, once Google used to have, don't be evil. And then all of a sudden they took that off. Why? Yeah. Cause now they're going to be evil. Yeah. They're admitting to it. Yeah. They're putting it in people's faces and laughing about it. They always have been. Because they, the they think is, they have complete control, so they yes. can make fun of us, and we're not going to do a damn well, thing. Well, they used to. Here's the thing, right? People wake up these days and go, man, these guys are just blatant in your face. Man, I can't believe they're doing that now. They've been doing that your entire life. You just didn't, you just didn't it. notice it. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, like the, the group that you mentioned, we are the news now. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. And that's the truth of it. We are the only bastions of real news left are our little independent guys that are talking. And I do this because I'm, I'm here on a mission. I'm here to help uplift the people of this planet, get the vibration raised back up where it should be so that everybody can make their own decisions on their own. We want, we want that positive cycle for the next 25,000 yep. years. We don't want that destructive negative cycle in that. Correct. Absolutely. And so the more <laughs> people had enough of that. And, and it's, it's, it's not just one person or two. We need to get as many because it's the mass of humanity that needs to be on that positive journey because, after all, it's democratic. If the mass wants negativity, we're going down the tubes. If the and you mass have a group of people that are fighting love, to make that happen. Yeah. What? I said, and you have a group that are fighting to make that happen, and then you have us who are fighting for the opposite, to put the, exactly. to make the light happen. And it's the dark night of the soul, collectively as the human race. Right now is the darkest before the dawn, but what people don't realize is that in that point where it is the darkest before, darkest the, before dawn, the dawn, God, the was night so is already over, that. right? The night is already over. It's done. It's dying. And the sun is going to come up no matter what night does. And that's where we are now. And people, do, you guys need to understand that. We've already won. But I'm, I'm, I, I thank you for that because I was so damn depressed at this point because I'm like, what's the freaking point? It's all going to hell anyway. Um, no, but you're right. It's always darkness before the we dawn. Literally, our entire society has already won this fight. Night just hasn't died yet. It's going to no matter what. And it knows it. So it's trying to convince us to believe in it instead so that we go the other way. Nothing if you just sit back and do nothing and you just do, don't play their game, that's what Gandhi did. Just sit down and don't do it. Yeah. And they killed him for that's it. But Buddha, did. Buddha was sitting in front of a tree Buddha. that was an entire Buddha battle. Hundreds of thousands of people died around him and he was there and he was not affected by any of it. Why? Because it's got nothing to do with him. Right. So you sometimes you have to understand that once you start looking into yourself and you start being honest with yourself as to who and what I am personally, and then you look at your own mistakes and say, all right, I've made mistakes. I'm not perfect. No one is. I need to own up to them and do them. Yeah. Like, and I recognize that I'm an angry motherfucker. Right. But see, that's the, the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. So Miguel says to himself, you know what? I have anger issues. I understand that. I get that. And I need to work on that. What do I do now? And then you look around and you go, "Every okay, I have to stop being triggered. How do I stop being triggered? So I have to control myself when somebody says something so I don't get mad. That's the beginning. Um, I was, I was trap. angry and everything else. You know what I did? Um, I looked up Orion Rising. Because I knew that uh, Leo would be able to bring my spirits up, and you did, Leo. I thank you very thank you. much. Thank you. I, I, you know, every time, brother, whenever, if, and literally, I say this as, as your friend that if you get into a place where you need someone to talk to, talk to me, man. I will talk to you if I'm if I'm awake. You know what I mean? I would say, Leo, I need to talk to you for some for whatever. I need to bounce off you. I need to. I will talk to you, bro. 
I do that with everybody. That's what I do. And one of the things that is that is my abilities is the ability to ground, focus, and calm people down and then uplift them. That is what I'm here for. I don't always, can't always do it because sometimes I'm off the rails too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, standing definitely. up on those gates and I'm howling at the devil and challenging them to a duel, right? I mean, I get there, right? We all uh, get there. I'm still listening. I'm just off camera, but I'm still yeah, listening. Fine. That's fine. So, so, you know, I, but I still get there, but see that the, the, again, the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. And from that point, you, you look at moving up, moving yourself up. So getting to know yourself, looking within to yourself is what you need to, to do to uh, then start to realize who you are. And once you start doing that, that's what Jesus was trying to teach. That's what Muhammad was trying to teach. Even David was trying to teach that. And, and uh, Ezekiel and Elijah, they were all trying to teach the same thing that you need to, in any very wise philosophical mind, will, will tell you that. You need to look within yourself. You're your problem. You're in your way. That's why we were going to do that summit on is your reality in your way or holding you back. Because it is. We are our own living in this conceptual life. We are worst in conceptual reality. We're holding ourselves back because the concept, right? Earlier we had questions, was Jesus alive? That's, that is a concept. And it's not important. What's important is the message that was being taught to you from that person, whether that person's name was Jesus or whether that person's name was Leo or whether it was Miguel or whether it was uh, Leslie. It doesn't matter. It's, the, it's the, the actual concept of the ideology being the right path. Now, everything is that way. So there's going to be a time when people are going to say, did that Leo guy ever exist? As soon as I pass. Some people who know me are going to go, no, 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 I knew him. There was a generation a, there was later, a, they're not going to know me. But then there's a video that's on the ether that people can watch. Eventually, those will disappear and die. And if people still remember my name past my my one generation. How you made them feel. Yeah, right. It's because of how I made them feel. Absolutely. But see, there's there was a girlfriend that I had back in high school that she was an existentialist. And I, I swear that is one of the most depressing realities that you can ever have. Why? Because the, their idea of immortality is the last person that remembers you. That's as long as you're going to live. Because when nobody else remembers you, then you cease to exist uh, in in this realm. Am and I missing? Am I missing something, Leslie? You said this is. Uh, we looking at the one above. I think it's uh, synchronicities. Oh, okay. So, so was, is it? Ha! Huh, I love it. Synchronicities. No, that was when we were talking about her saying uh, that they want you to believe uh, what they want you to believe, and I said that I was here. It was uh, to this reference, and I said my personal page actually says that. So I'm not sure, and um, unless you were talking about no, so Hollow Earth theory, maybe. Uh, wait, she goes. Um, yeah, I came here for the title of the uh, of the, the alien UFO interview, interview uh, for the alien interview, but stayed when I heard what you guys were actually talking about. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. Oh, oh, I think she. Oh, she left, I don't see the YouTube link. I don't know why. No, she, she left that up uh, above. Yeah, she mentioned. I saw that whenever she put that up there. Oh, uh, let, me see. let me go back. It's it's in the it's in the chat. She actually put that in there, oh, and shit. she asked to get that link. Let me see if I can find it. How far back was it? Well, see, I thought it was after Maddie, but I'm not seeing it right now. But it might have been before with Maddie. Um, Jazz. Oh uh, no, Jasmine put up a link, so it's not her. Um, Jasmine put up a, a link for, for something that says manchestereveningnews.co.uk, Greater Manchester News, watch mystery light spotted zooming. Uh, so that would be like a, an alien thing. And, and Jasmine was asking, what do you think about that link? Um, and then you've got uh, – Maybe she put it in the description uh, chat. That's not in here. Are you on YouTube? 
Uh, no, I, I'm in uh, right now. I'm hold on. Let me go to YouTube. Yeah, because I'm, I'm uh, right now. I'm just doing on on the uh, Streamyard. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Streamyard. I don't have YouTube open, so maybe she dropped it in the YouTube chat for but the. See, uh, the YouTube chat will actually show up uh, in the Streamyard as well. It should. I know. Oh, I think if you do it in the description down below, I don't think that goes into the chat. Oh, it might have been in the comp. In the comment section down below, maybe it doesn't. But go I don't the see. Chat. No, the comments come in afterwards. I guess. Let me see. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not seeing any links in in the YouTube. Uh, besides oh, yours, uh, telling us about the group. No, you're um, right. So, so please link it again. <laughs> please, yeah, we'll talk about it. I got no problems with that. Yeah, I, I, just, got, no, I got no problems with. It. I just need to see it so we know what to talk about. Um, she's leaving it in in the chat in in YouTube. She's saying, so. Uh, Okay. Um, leaving or, it in here, but maybe it's not showing up. That's weird. It should. It should. Um, because uh, here we got the chat from Facebook and YouTube. Both yeah. the chats were showing up on the StreamYard. Yeah, there's amazing. nothing in the description other than my description. So there's no other chat. that. So if you're okay. putting it in the YouTube chat, it should come into here. In Times Productions. Oh, yeah. I've um, Yeah, they're one of the channels that I watch as well. Um, so what are the topics? They, they do something almost every day in Times Productions. Um, yeah, I, I watch them on a, on a constant basis. They're, I haven't actually seen that, but I, I'll take a look. Uh, I mean, in Times Productions, it's, obviously. You know. it's, a, it's a Christian uh, program, and so they're, they're really – this explains everything. Oh, uh, i got to remember, I didn't actually watch that. Oh, okay. So you, uh, I did uh, see that where you said this explains everything, and I didn't understand it. Now I'm understanding. The video is called This Explains Everything. The okay. video is called This Explains, and that would be uh, In Times Productions. Okay, so we go into Well, oh, they must be monetized then. Uh, uh, uh said they, it doesn't allow it to go into the link. That means they're monetized, and if you're trying to link it into this That's because it. it's monetized on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, Intel's production is definitely monetized. Yeah. That's so why that's why it won't allow it to go in here because that's advertising. <laughs> However, uh, we can see the episode. We can go into their channel, the In Times Productions, and then look at the specific program that right. this explains everything. Um, so let me uh, do that because I've got End Times on my subscriptions. Yeah, and see what they're what that topic she's talking about is that they're talking Let about. Let me see if I, mean, I can. This explains everything as, you know, could literally be them talking about the law of one from start to finish. I mean. Uh, they they won't they, talk about the law of one. It's a Christian channel. Um, oh yeah, but, right. They, so, but they talk about the law of one without knowing what they're talking about the law. Yeah, of one. you're right. Because Which, one you know is I mean? yeah, it's just like my brother follows the evangelical uh, Christians, and one of the guys I can't think of his name right now. He's very popular. He travels all around the United States and the world, and he's he's using words like logos, right? And you logos. know, this, yeah, the word logos, and he's literally saying that's the word of God. I mean, logos is the literally the Greek word for the breath of God or the word of God, the ancient before that was Numa. That's the spark of life, the breath of God that Miguel was talking about a couple hours ago. So that's the word for that. But the, the more modern word is logos. And because of the Christians, they say Jesus was the word of God. Therefore, is Jesus the logos is the logos. Yeah, he's the logos of God. That's and that's also creation. And the word logos means love, right? So the word logos actually means love. So the, so the, the universe was created by the logos, which was love. And that's where we can change our matrix is the same way that uh, your heart chakra, when you get all your chakras aligned properly and you really start getting very spiritual, everything starts to crystalline. You're literally your chakra points start to become crystalline. Your heart does as well. And when you understand that the third eye isn't here, 
in your forehead like you imagine it is because when you close your eyes you still imagine your 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 this this soul of yours being looking out through these eyes so that's the mistake that we make the truth is you are everything that is this space so yep. when you see it with your third eye it's actually you're seeing it from the heart not yep. from the forehead but the reference point when you close your when eyes you're seeing it from your pineal gland yeah which is actually but see that you're actually viewing it through the pineal gland, but it actually comes through the heart chakra directly gotcha. to the pineal gland. So, gotcha. so you actually are seeing it in the, the same, but, but that's where the pineal gland is in this body. So when you close your eyes, the pineal gland and the, and the heart chakra are actually the center point of your um, energy. It's the same. This explains everything. Okay. I see that that was two weeks ago. Uh, and they're talking about, Oh God, yeah, this this looks like uh, the Chinese and UN uh, taking over thing, everything, and us being, and it's it's basically uh, what Revelations talks about uh, the mark of the beast. You know, we're all in food lines and trying to survive. That's that's the um, end times productions. This explains everything, right? Um, and it is. I'm pulling it up right now. It's a it's a ten minute video, right? So look at it. Okay. It's, yeah, I, I haven't actually seen it, but right. um, I didn't actually watch that. But there, it's talking about the the hunger. It's I, would, I would say play it, and put it up on your screen. But if we do, I'll get this video. Uh, no, I, I know, and I'm just looking it up on, on mine. Yeah, so don't. Um, put it up. They, we've got people <laughs> protesting against things, and you got the the Vatican crashing down in in a. Uh, in a oh, see, okay, well, and, and Leslie says, and it says, yeah, uh, the video talks about how the elite will take us over. Okay, exactly. So then, so then that tells me that the creators of that are not um, in service to, to others. If they're explaining to you how we're going to lose, they're trying to convince no, you. No, what, what they're, what, what the, but see the, uh, the end times production is, is a Christian, uh, heavily Christian. Right, so what they're trying to do is but what they're, they're trying talking to about, explain if they're the, about what's happening and be warned, this is how they're planning to do it. So but if see, that's the where is, you know, but it's, it's, it's their, it's their plan. Cause he's talking about what revelations is actually talking about. Cause in times right. productions is basically trying to pr produce uh, revelations and trying to show us how revelations is happening in today times. Right. Okay. And so what they're trying to do is educate people so that they're not stupid and thinking that the, the gibber right. is a good thing, which is good. That's actually so, so that's a good message. You just have to be careful uh, in the fear factor uh, when you're watching a video or listening to us. Cause we've done the same thing. You and I yeah. exactly the same thing. We could be misconstrued as, uh, as you know, uh, uh, trying to scare people by saying the things that we say. Right. So, so I would say, I agree with what they're doing and why, but when you watch something like that, you have to be careful that you don't get yourself afraid and think, well, then we're all doomed. Like Miguel was saying earlier, well, what's the point then? And that's the resistance pushing back on you, trying to stop you from understanding the truth of what's going on. And that's why I said, yeah. look, we are at the point where night is dying and it can't be stopped. See, now, now, now I, I understand what the video was, uh, was about. And, and I was watching snippets of it. it it's yeah. nine minutes long, but I got the gist of it. Cause I, I watch 16 hours of, of news a day, not <laughs> the, the news, but um, right. we are change uh, Marfugo news, which actually came on and I wasn't watching. Uh, right. I get that alternative news to actually know what's going real, really going on in the planet. Uh, and they're talking about uh, how the 1% plans on taking us over. Yeah. yeah. That's why, uh, uh, Gilly Bates has all that farmland in the U.S. because next year what their plan is is famine. Yeah. So what happens is like, uh, how do you avoid a trap? By knowing the trap 
seeing yep. the trap and being able to avoid it. For example, First, my grandmother, knowing my grandmother telling me about the mark of the beast when I was seven or eight years old, yep. made sure that my focus was always, how am I going to live outside a system that won't allow me as a Christian to participate in that system? And right. so that's one of the things to where I have in, in my garden. So what you need to do is, is make sure that you're not dependent on the system, Leslie. Uh, so what, what you need to do is have enough food, have your own uh, form yep. of service to others. You can't have a normal job to where you're depending on a paycheck because in France, Macron basically said, if you didn't get the jibber wabber, uh, then you're not able to get your paycheck. And so that can be problematic unless you have uh, a group of friends that you can serve to where some, there you go. Absolutely. That's yours. That's mine. I wrote a book called Pre Prepping Slash Survival for Beginners. There you go. You can, look at it. you can look that up. Here's my picture on the back. So one, so one of the things that we need to do is is not depend on the monetary. That book will teach you exactly what Miguel was telling you, what to look for and how to do what he was just saying. Um, it's actually, it's it's simple. It's not that hard. Miguel will tell you that. But if you don't know, then it is. Not yeah. having knowledge and you don't know where to go to find the knowledge is dangerous so to you. You try and find a way around the river because it's, it's a big, raging, screaming river. And yep. so you need to find a way around it. And the way, the best way that you can do it, you can't do it by yourself because it'll consume you. So one right. of the things that, that I'm trying to figure out is that you need to find a way to where you'll have food. You can service others. You can serve others in a way to where they will, because that's what money's supposed to be. It's money's yeah. supposed to represent our hard work, our effort in doing something for other people. Uh, but it's, it's represented by money, but we can do that without necessarily the, the monetary thing. And right, Right. When, when I gave up on, on trying to be a millionaire because I realized that, that I couldn't pay for MIT, uh, sorry, MIT, and so I had to recreate. And so I had to figure out what is it that I needed money for. So you need money for a house. You need money for a car. You need money for food. You need money for electricity and that sort of thing. So if you can find a way to where you can generate those things without having to have that money yep. there, if you can prepare somehow. Um, right. And one of the most important things is food. So if you can find a way, a local farmer to where you can uh, be friends with them, to where you can lend them some kind of service and they'll pay you in bushels of something or other right. so that you don't starve to death. Because one of the worst things is you start starving, you'll go to FEMA and they'll go, yeah, go into this camp. We got yeah. what you need. We got you a bed, we got a roof, we got jam. food. You just got to yeah. take this little mark on here so that we can identify you yeah. uh, and and you'll be, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. This, this concentration, this, this camp uh, where we have everybody concentrated in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is there for your safety and your protection. So right. you will right. avoid those places as much as possible by being independent and being um, being able to sustain your own reality. Yeah, yeah, right. in the and, the, and, the truth is, and the truth is, even if you live in a city, which if you live in a city, it's actually um, not as well for you to survive if the world does get shitty because everything that we plant that's pretty is poisonous for us to eat, right? We don't plant food products unless it's an old neighborhood where people grow and have trees in their backyard and gardens. So the like truth me. is, yeah, you're right. So the, so the truth is like, like I said, you know, prepping slash uh, um, survival for beginners will explain, you can get it on uh, Amazon. I wouldn't, you know, get it on Kindle. It's cheap um, and read it because it'll show you whether you're in the city or where, doesn't matter. I moved to Arizona. Uh, I'm, I'm now back in California because I'm taking care of my mom, but I lived in Arizona for five years. And my buddy, who's also a survivalist, said, dude, you're going to starve out there in the middle of the desert. So it freaked me out. I looked it up and realized I had more resources to survive in the desert than he ever has in the city. 
because yep. shit grows wild out there that you can eat. <laughs> right. And, and in the city that. and in the city, you're, you're completely, the only thing you're going to have is dumpster diving. And now right. they're actually making that illegal as well. Yep. So you won't even be able to dumpster dive as well. So one of the first things is, is get the fuck out of the city, yep. uh, which is why those, those central elites always wanted to concentrate everybody in the big cities because they're easier to control that way. Yep. I mean, look at New yep. York, look at Los Angeles, look at Chicago, look at. Well, Baltimore. then you become you become uh, uh, you know complacent on their system, right? Because it's then much you put more all your money in their way. banks. You don't have to do that much of an effort. Yeah, you could. You all of your money is controlled by them in the banks, and they can just turn it off. You you have to go to the grocery store to get food, and all they have to do is close the doors. Do you Which see? they're or, they're doing in France. Or, or, they have yeah, or, it. If you don't have the certain passport, you can't even buy food. Right. So um, and that's scary if you have no skills to create your own food or forage for your own food. And so, books like this, it's not just me. There are many people all over the internet on YouTube that will teach you how to make these things happen without, like, like uh, Miguel was saying, how do you get water? How do you purify water? I can purify water with this. But uh, people keep telling me I'm, I'm can make water rain. out of this. <laughs> I'm collecting rainwater, but everybody tells me that you can't drink it. Why oh, yeah, now the governments are trying to make rainwater illegal or they're yeah, trying to tell you that they're poisonous. Yeah, yeah. We own that water. You can't just take it out of the sky. No, but in California, they're going, you can't uh, collect the rainwater. But uh, here, what happens is they're telling me, yeah, but the rainwater, you can't drink it. And I'm sitting there going, why? For thousands of years, people drank rainwater. Why can I not? And so I went through the different filtration systems, and that's one of the things that I want to build here. I don't know if I'm going to have time before the end to be able to finish it up. But my project was uh, to where it's it's a natural filtration system. It's uh, it's sand, gravel, car, uh, charcoal. Charcoal yeah. actually filters and ionizes it. And then yep. one of the things that I figured out is that the water lacks oxygen. Uh, so what I did, what I want to do is create some waterfalls because when I was in San Antonio, they refurbished their, their river and they actually have, um, uh, it was effluent. It, it was like a third world country at that time, back in the 1930s. Right. And so they had all the, the garbage and, and industrial waste and everything else that was there. So they filtered it out and everything else, but they found out the water didn't have any oxygen because of the nitrates and everything else. So, <coughs> so they created waterfalls and the right. waterfalls oxygenated that water. Absolutely. Okay. So you filter it and oxygenate it. And I don't see a reason why you wouldn't be able to drink it at that point. So you've got no, water. Agreed. Yeah, you just, you just have to charge it, with, you have to charge it with energy, which means you have to change its direction somehow and give it a and give that's, it a that's turn. The, spin, you know? the, well, you can actually run it through magnets. That's another thing that I that I saw. So yeah. uh, what happens is the, the charcoal ionizes it. And so the majority of the pollutants stick to the charcoal. And so that kind of filters it better than uh, than just the, the sand and and and, uh, and gravel. Well, all uh, that works together uh, even better. I, when I was working in the pool industries, we used sand filters in most of the places that I worked with. And to clean the sand filter, you just return the flow the opposite direction, and the dirt goes out of the sand filter into the into the you know you change the you, when you're pouring it out, you're not putting you're putting it back into the sewer line, right? So you're going okay, we're putting waste, so the waste goes into the waste, and it's just the dirt goes in down the toilet. <laughs> There you go. Um, that's something that I hadn't thought about, but I'm going to have to integrate a, a reverse flow on this thing because it's it's gravity. I don't have a pump. Yeah, uh, you'll, so need, you'll need some way of cleaning it. Well, here's a, here's the other way that we we have set up this. My buddy did this, and what you want to do is have it filter through all of that stuff in stages. And this is how we did it: build a trough, mm -hmm. right? That angles yeah. down, right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And what you do is you take that water and you filter it through that, but now you plant vegetables in that trough, and the vegetables will go in there and grab all the nutrients that it needs to feed things out of the waste that you're catching so your water is pure. Okay. 
Okay. So what he did um, was he actually. There was another thing that I wanted to do because I wanted a, a small greenhouse and a, a fish farm. Yeah, and that's what I was just going to say. You take the fish farm and they take the water from the fish farm. You can actually clean the water and the get it back to the fish. For the, for the hydroponic uh, yes. garden. So all their poop is nutrients for the hydroponic, for the growing the food. And then when you're sending it through all that, all that's filtering out all the impurities and giving the fish back their own water, which is now cleaned and purified, and you can drink it. Uh, actually, they, I was going to filter it and make yeah. my own drinking water. And then from that water, I would feed into the fish tank. In. And yep. so there would be two different things because yeah. uh, I didn't know how I'd be able to figure uh, filter out yep. the, the fish poop. Uh, yep. So a, a close cycle between the plants and the fish. Close cycle. Okay. What we did in Arizona was we took a swimming pool and we, we uh, let the swimming pool fill up to about halfway. And then we put tilapia fish in there. And then there we built a chicken coop over the top of the swimming pool with chicken wire. So the chickens would run around and poop and it would drop into the water and the fish would eat the poop. Right. The fish and then, the poop? Yeah they, would eat the, yeah, they would eat the poop from the so tilapia is a bottom feeder, just like a catfish. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's an idea. I didn't know what yeah. kind of fish to put in there. Yeah, we put it, well, it depends on where you are. You probably could get away with it. Check where you are. As clo The closer you are to the to the well, we uh, have tilapia down here. I mean, everybody okay. loves tilapia. And then, yeah, then you put the and the tilapia breed faster than any other fish. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you can so get that's them the, in that's the project I'm going to do. Yeah. If you uh, use tilapia, well, you'll have to send up the fish to your friends. They'll, they'll breed so much, you'll be eating fish and going, Jesus, we need to give some of this away. That's how fast tilapia breed. Freaking so fantastic. Then here's, another, here's another key to feed both the fish and the tilapia is duckweed. If you oh. grow duckweed and you put it in and say like you did that in your pool where the fish are, you would have to contain it because it would literally go across the entire, uh, take over the whole top of the water and float on top. And then, of course, keeping the sunlight out from the water so it wouldn't oxygenate and we'd kill the fish. But what you want to do is float some five-gallon buckets almost completely full so it's kind of cocked to where it's just... It won't let the, the duckweed out and grow the duckweed in there. You feed the duckweed to the to the, the chickens and they'll eat it and you can feed the duckweed to the to the fish and they'll eat it and it's more nutrient rich you could eat it it's more nutrient rich than any lettuce that we have it's better wow. than kale but it's illegal in the united states because it takes over whatever waterway it's on if it's not contained right okay. and then it kills the pond or the lake so they have to go out there and, and scoop it off so it's okay. illegal to grow but if you can get some you can grow it and then you take care of it so it doesn't take over your pool and then you just take it out and feed it to the fish. They eat it. You go and take it, give it to the chickens. So you have yourself a whole ecosystem. The chickens give you eggs. The fish, you have fish. You're growing your plants while you're filtering your water. You're getting clean water. And then you can give that back to the fish. Then I, and uh, I already have a hot water filter, the solar fil uh, hot, uh, solar heater. Uh, and I, I want to install photovoltaics. I just, there's, there's no, I can't make money down here in Brazil. I mean, I have the right, right. area to do and the rain to be able to do all the things. I just haven't had the money over the last 20 years to build that project that I wanted, which I'm going to be needing. I was going to build a, a, a fuel station because you can make your own uh, biofuel. Oh, yeah. I, I actually helped them develop a biodiesel processor here in the company that I was working for in 2006. I had the um, plans for building that out of two tanks, right? And then just, you know, uh, putting putting the chemicals in and filtering them like you were talking about. Yeah, the problem and is the getting byproduct, the once you do that, once you, well, the byproduct is soapy water. So you create soapy water for yourself to use 
uh, out of that. That's the byproduct of making the biofuel Absolutely. is it's soapy water. So then you take the soapy water and you wash your clothes in it, you wash yourself with it, and it's just soap, but it's just not solid soap, right? Nice. It's very soapy. So it's like shampoo. It's like shampoo. Yeah. So I was going to create that as well as the as the little biodome there in my backyard. And I was going to grow peanuts because I was in the desert and peanuts grow really good. <laughs> that, All right. Well, peanuts is an idea. I mean, I love yeah. peanuts myself and yeah. I didn't know if they were easy enough to grow. So, yeah, I need to add peanuts that. Grow, they grow in the ground uh, and then they then they have these little sprouts that come up and the peanuts are hanging off of them. And some of them are in the ground. You walk over, pull it out of the sand and you got a bunch of peanuts hanging off of, you know, you just pick the little thing off and the peanut is the, is the, the uh, what are they called? that i can't think of what they, it's the poop yeah <laughs> it's the, the root. The root. yeah that's what it is that's why i couldn't think of the word yes the root. so uh so yeah and peanuts are very uh they grow pretty pretty wild the other thing you could do for um if you need uh um uh, like wheat or you know something that works just like that it depends on where you live uh look up the the mesquite tree and um the hickory tree they both grow uh, a little bean pod uh, on the tree that when it's green, you could pick it and eat it like green beans nice. uh, or you could dry it out. And if you dry it out and you crush it into powder, so one of the things that I do flour. here, I've got all kinds of fruit trees that I tried to grow. I just, I haven't, they haven't well, generated. Look into the, the, um, 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 what is it? It's the, um, Olifera, the Moringa Olifera tree. Do you know what that is? That's the one they call the, the, the chicken leg. Uh, it, it comes from, it'll grow there where you're at. Cause it comes from that, that region uh, okay. of the world. Uh, and, it, and it grows. It's a tree that you can eat every single part of, including the roots. You can eat the bark. You can eat the meat. Olivera. Yeah. It, a, yeah. But Look that's an olive Moringa tree. Olivera tree. It's the that's tree a, that will save our planet. Tree. What's that? That's an olive tree. Uh, well, yeah. It's a, it's, it is an actual, yes. It is the Olivera is an olive tree. It is the olive tree that they talk about. The olive branch, the olive tree that was the Moringa Olivera. Yes. Oh, why? Well, they hide some... this from the human race. You know why? Because it grows like 15 feet a month. You can feed a family of five on just the tree alone. It is literally the tree of life, like you were just talking about, bro. Excellent. So they Thank don't you. want you to know about it. They don't want you to grow it because the they leaves, don't want you to be independent. Right. They because the leaves in it on the the itself are more nutrient than every lettuce, kale, everything. And there's more potassium than a banana. And they want you eating McDonald's, which will cause you cancer because it's also cannibalism because they've already found that, you know, they're using processed human meat. It is and literally the tree of life, my friend. It's called the Moringa Olifera tree. And once you let it grow, you'll have to chop it down just to keep it from growing taller than your house. No, my, my trees here are they're all taller than my house. My video and, and I actually show my entire garden here and you'll see the size That's of my nice. trees. I'm gonna check that out, brother. No, no joke. I, I would love to see it. That's why anybody says, Oh, I, I filmed my garden. I'm like, I'm on it. I'm watching, I want to see what people have in there. I love to see that because people give more time to their garden to make it beautiful than they would say any almost anything else because they take pride in it someone who takes pride See, in that i don't put i don't i haven't put time i've just allowed it to grow Which i haven't tried to dominate to make me i want it yeah and it's probably really cool because you've allowed nature to take its course and it's i have great. i have some of the rarest birds that people pay thousands of dollars to have they show up here, I'm sitting here in in what I call my studio, which is my pad, my patio, I guess. And I have this rare bird that just comes in, sits down right in front of me, and it's eating the the bananas that I picked off a banana tree that I had planted over here. And it's right. eating the, the bananas, and it's singing, and then it just flies off. And I've also got a jacu and, and everything else. Yeah, That's whenever right you build it, and they will come. That's right. 
build it and they were come. So yeah, guys, if you guys are out there listening, you know, a lot of what I just talked about and was talking to Miguel about is in that book. <laughs> it's in Absolutely. That book, right. Well, and, gonna... um, but yeah, look those things up because if you learn the skills to survive without technology and without having uh, your money that they control, you then you, you take away all of their power. They have no power over me whatsoever. I have what I need in my mind. What are they going to do? Anywhere else. Gonna, I mean, I, I've been under house arrest for 20 years. I love this place. Yeah. And it's right? not because they forced me. It's because I don't want to go anywhere else. Because there's no I, need to. It's beautiful, right? It's your being outside spot. my walls is a pain in the ass. Right, uh, because it's it's reality, and and people are, are mean, and then they're abusive, and the the crowd, and the the traffic, and the people, and the this and right. that. Here, I got fresh air. I've got rain. I've got you know the the family, and with the internet connection, I've I've got you know most anything yeah. else that, that I need. Right. Um, I just need food. So, right. thank you very much for for the money. There's, a few, yeah, there's a few tips. You don't have to read my book to do that. You can look all that up on YouTube. There's videos. Yeah, there were people that actually filmed doing it. I think my buddy's video is up there where he did his ecosystem. So, <clears throat> look that stuff up, and you can. It's not that it's not really expensive when you start doing the stuff yourself, right? Yep. And then once you get it running, uh, once you, there's a learning curve, right? There is. I I don't have one built right now, but there's a learning curve. What yeah, there always is. So once you get past that and you don't get frustrated with it, once you hit the success, you're going to be like, wow, man, this is so much simple. And they're doing this in third world countries because they don't have money. Necessity mm -hmm. had gotten them to do this. And then people like me go there and go, show me what you just did. I want to take this to the world. This is badass. Because right? they're they're how to do it. it. They're proud because of it. Like, Look, this is on the system. How to. If you have the skill sets that they're trying to make you not have, and they've tried to, that's why my family's traditionally been survivalists. We hate that prepping word, but that that TV show made that the key word these days. That's no, why actually they're, they're trying to, right? The, F, the FBI and Facebook and everything else are trying to, do you know somebody who's prepping too much? Let us know who they are. They might be problematic. They can, be, yeah. you know. Yeah, because they, they want to know so they can come and stop you from doing it. Absolutely. Yep. That's why they did that. I was going to manufacture uh, my own um, uh, bullets. I've been doing that since I was a kid, right? My, my dad had the machine. My uncle had the machine. The guy down the street had the machine. And when we were kids, they go, hey, kid, come here. You want to learn something? You're a kid. You're like, yeah, here, I'm going to have you make bullets. <laughs> what? Yay. Yes. Right. So I learned that skill set before I could drive. I could make a bullet. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we would do it because it was fun. So we were slave labor to our parents. <laughs> hey, we were learning skills that are important for later. And my father taught us, like, you know, fishing and hunting and everything and trapping and skinning and all of this stuff that I thought I would not really need. And then thought, but then what if the world does go down the tubes? I can live. Uh, from the world. I don't need all of this. That changes your respect, your perspective, and it changes your fear level. Like Miguel said earlier, once you know what the trap is and you try to avoid it, you also at that point have to go, well, if I don't have all of that, what can I do? And that's what Miguel was talking about. Learn how to get yourself ready for, or even do that because you don't have a lot of money. This is the way we lived when I was a kid. We had a, a, a garden. We grew stuff in there. We had rabbits in the backyard and we ate rabbit, but they told us it was chicken until I got old enough to realize 
rabbits actually better than chicken. Yep. <laughs> it is. But we had rabbits and then the rabbits would one or two would go missing. And that was when we didn't have a lot of money, but we didn't see that as kids. We just had barbecue chicken. My dad would go out and into the my backyard. We'd be watching TV. He'd come in and he'd go in the kitchen and my mom would go in there and it'd start cooking. And we thought that mom just pulled that out of the refrigerator. And uh, we didn't know that dad just went out and killed the rabbit, skinned it and gutted it and brought it in, cleaned it, brought it in for my mom. And my mom just fried it up in a pan like she would normally do. And we would well, eat that. And we were no wiser. It took until I was 17 years old. And I went over to uh, my mom and my stepdad at that point were uh, security guards uh, on, on the on the off time. They all had they both had jobs. Uh, and then on the weekends, they did security work and they were friends with the owner. So they had us over for dinner and they were feeding us rabbit. And they were, you know, they weren't saying it was chicken. They were saying we're having rabbit. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I wonder what rabbit tastes like. I smelled it. And then when I bit into it, I was like, I've, I've eaten this before. Yeah. <laughs> I said, mom, I've had this before. She goes, yes, you have your whole life. You've eaten rabbit. She says, probably every other time you thought you were eating chicken, you were eating rabbit. <laughs> you never noticed the difference between when one time it was chicken. I just thought it was different spices. Chicken. When you know that there's a, that this is a different animal, you go, well, that explains why it tastes so much different and it's so much better. Yep. It does actually uh, have a better taste. It's a little greasier, but man, it's a better flavor. Oh yeah, I've I've, I've had some rabbit. That's that's yeah. some good meat. That's some yeah. good eating. Definitely, yeah. absolutely. That's Lots of good idea. tips today. Um, right? Thanks, Leslie, for bringing that out of us. Uh, that was pretty. I know, awesome. right? We've never gone down that that angle until Leslie and Aha started talking about survival. <laughs> absolutely. And she brought up the uh, the end times. Um, the end times. Uh, 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 yeah, the show that that got us going down that road even further. Yeah, Rock because on. we have to survive because they do want to dominate, and everyone who is dependent on the system will be will have a problem, and that's what uh, he tells us in Revelations. Um, my people perish for lack of knowledge. See, that's why they they set up all of the you know the hunting seasons, and you have to have a license because that way they can stop you from freelancing. Exactly. Going off the grid. You I'm can't live on fish. No, you can't do that. You have to, you only have a quota. You can only yep. have this many. You can only do it at this time of year. Can't, can't kill the King's deer only September from September on. You get a month. That's deer season, you know, and you know, or two months, whatever it is. I don't remember anymore. I haven't gone deer hunting in so many years. I don't remember if it's longer than a month. Most of the seasons are only 30 to 60 to 90 days anyway. So let's see if you get a big enough deer, it actually lasts for, uh, it can last a year. So you only need to hunt a couple of times. Yeah, that's true. I used to, uh, where I worked. But you um, need a deep freeze to actually hold it. I was it. just going to say, you have to have a freezer. Uh, where I used to have one of those big, uh, you know, stand-up ones that sit and, and you look at the whole lid like this. And it was it was four feet long by three feet thick. thick that's what my grandparents, they whenever they whenever they slaughtered a cow, they'd put it in there. And so what do we got to is We got sirloin. We got chuck. We got uh, hamburger meat. What do you guys yeah. want? All right. Yeah. Pull out the uh, the ribs. Yeah, you know, these guys would they go out hunting for uh, you know uh, um, pheasant or whatever, right? Uh, and and they would a duck. And uh, what they would do is they would do their limit, and then uh, sometimes they would poach, and then sometimes they would get their buddy couldn't do their limit, so they would get their tickets and they would go out and get some more. Then they'd put them in their freezer, and they would have so much because you could only have so much of that stuff on your freezer too. They made that a law. That you can only have a certain amount. Yeah, here in here in California, it's that way. You can only have a certain amount of duck and a certain amount of pheasant you, stored. You even so, if you go over your limit. So how how it, is it that they're going to be checking your freezer? 
they show up at your house and make you show go through your freezer. The, the game warden shows up. If somebody says, I think that guy is over quota and poaching, they go to your house, knock on the door and say, I need to see all your freezers and I need to see your shed to make sure that you don't have more birds than you're supposed to. And I know this is the reason why they call it California. Yeah. Yes. So the, both of these guys, one was a cop retired and the other one was going to be a, a California high patrol. That's the state trooper here. And so both of them would, would tell me, Hey, I'm going out hunting this weekend, but I'm over my quota in my freezer. Can I unload some of my stuff from last year on you? Absolutely. I don't care if it's freezer burn. I'll cook it with spices and you won't notice it. Right. Damn. So, so they would give me pounds and pounds and pounds, 10 duck. I'm going to go get 10 new ones. I'll give you a couple new ones too. Okay. So they would give me a, a bag full of frozen shit. Then I would go and take that and I'd give that to my parents and my brother and everybody would have a barbecue. We'd all have, then that m- next Monday they would show up and they went hunting or that, or the day they went hunting, they would show up. I'd say, I, I would say that I'd there's love to get visit you, but there's no way in hell I'm going back to California. Yeah, uh, you, you have to come here. down here to Brazil, visit me. And, and yeah, bring I'm trying to get out of here like nobody's business, bro. I'll be out of the state soon. But yeah, they would actually hand me duck and I would go put them in the, refri- in the refrigerator at work. And my boss would go in and open the refrigerator. God damn it, Leo, you have two dead duck in here. And I'm like, yeah, that's dinner. <laughs> I'm going to have some barbecue for tonight. She's like, could you at least put them in a bag? I don't want to see these things. And so I would have to go. And I did that. And I would be telling people I didn't have time to, to check for buckshot. So you're going to pull out pebbles. Be careful if you have crowns or whatever. Don't just chomp down. These guys are full of lead, man. Well, not literally lead, but full of birdshot. So yeah. so then, you know, we literally was like old school. You're sitting there eating it. You're picking it out. Pink, tink, tink, tink. In your plate, you're dropping some birdshot, you know, and then move on. <laughs> What if I swallow the bird shot? It'll come out in the end. <laughs> uh, Leslie was asking, uh, actually, um, what Leo does every Friday night, he's reading from the Roswell interview. And so this was episode 10 that was supposed yeah. to be, um, but he didn't get into that. That's what we were talking about uh, a little bit before. Her yeah, last normally, yeah, I did the law of one for two and a half years. I did all six books from session one to six. Uh, and all of those are on his YouTube channel. So those are on my YouTube channel. Those, definitely. You know, you check it out. But now I'm on to the uh, Roswell alien crash. And there really was an alien, and she did gave uh, she actually spoke to uh, this woman, and I and I'm breaking that down. That's normally what I do on Friday nights. I'm usually on that topic. Yeah, uh, the last time I was that. I was uh, watching you doing that, it's like yeah, that that yeah, gray was giving her a lot of lies. Yeah, that's that. That was what I was actually going to do tonight, but quickly the crowd turned me off, and then Miguel came on, and we were just nowhere near that. <laughs> so, normally, never, just so you know, Friday night nowhere near that. This, uh, Jay this probably sort of content that we're doing old. here, I usually do on a Wednesday or Thursday. But since Jacob does Thursday, I'm going to stay with my Wednesday or Tuesday. So, you, if you want to hear this kind of conversation, this will well, be. Uh, uh, let's do. Let's do this. You and uh, I've got a Thursday with with Jake. You and I can set up a Tuesday. Yeah, that'd be all right. All right. Cool. Yeah. So there you guys go. So we're so we'll be doing this where we talk about whatever spirituality, politics, religion, everything. Uh, Miguel do and I'll do that on Tuesday nights, and then you can see him on uh, Jacob's show on Thursday. And then if you want to see, you know, the alien interview stuff on Friday, that's what I'll be doing. So so we'll do that. We'll start doing Tuesday to help keep you focused on on the alien interview, not not right. So I don't get derailed. We have another platform to do the derailing on. 
so I can yeah, finish exactly. doing that. Um, and I've been wanting to do that anyways. And I was talking about that. I want to do a, a show where I talk more about spirituality and then even with the politics and stuff that's going on, because all of that is encompassed now. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But I don't want to push aside the alien interview because that has to do with all of this. Stuff we, we got the evil cabal trying to take shit over now. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it all comes back to spirituality, even though, but in the end, God wins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no oh, matter what. Good. I mean, that's why I'm saying to people that I don't fear because there is there is nothing to fear except fear itself. And that's not my quote. Obviously, you guys know that that was was FDR that said that. Um, no, there, no, no, no. No, it was it was, it was a Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Was, oh, yeah. FDR. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. FDR, <laughs> no, sorry. not JFK. FDR. Uh, I thought JFK and said FG, FDR, meaning FDR. But then I thought, was that JFK? And I thought that was you were going to correct me. Well, no, you, you, actually, you actually you actually said FDR. I, I, I fucked it up in my mind. No, it's Sorry, okay, because when I said FDR, I was thinking JFK. So you oh. got my projection of what I was saying, what I was thinking when the word... I corrupted your thought, but your words <laughs> yeah. were actually correct. Right. So that's right. that's the synchronicity that Leslie was talking about. Yep, <laughs> yep, that's crazy right there. So as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my God, he picked up on my thought, not my words. It, it's, called, it's called entanglement, buddy. Right? Quantum entanglement, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So... Uh, that's just proof that that all of us are connected right there because we, because literally we've been you and I've been connecting all night so much that you were literally picking up on what I was thinking just then. You're absolutely right. Now that's uh, that's yeah. a whole another dimensional thing. Uh, you're, running on, you're running on four four hours. It's midnight. yeah. I'm gonna have to get off here because it is 8 p.m. Uh, guys, and I do need to take care of my mom. She hasn't had dinner yet, and so I need to give her some food. Um, I went well, far longer than I than I normally would. Uh, and, you know, I'll make sure that on Tuesday, it's the same thing we get. I'll make sure that we get a three hour window because I'm sure we'll be ringing two to three hours out of every show. You know, uh, me, and, me and Jake, we, we go usually two and a half to four hours, depending. So uh, I, I ramble and talk and everything else. So absolutely. Leslie, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Tuesdays then. Um, uh, yeah, and then back on the next Friday, of course, we'll be we will be talking about Matilda and Errol next Friday. Or I will be. Uh, I don't know if Miguel will, will uh, come in, but I'll be talking about that and, and go from there. But he and I will <laughs> If I come in, I'll derail your whole thing. <laughs> right? Maybe so, because because we easily quit quickly get going. So yeah, so we'll I'll definitely stay on topic on that, and then we'll do the Tuesday, and the Tuesday we'll be taking questions, and first we'll just talk until people ask us questions, and then we'll run down whatever rabbit hole you guys feel like taking us. Sounds fucking perfect, Leo. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Cool. And thank you for having me out tonight. It's a tremendous pleasure. We'll have fun. We'll have a great time, and learn, teach and teach, learn, right? Every time I talk to people like you, I learn something from you. And I hope that while I'm doing it, I teach you something that you didn't think about. Uh, one, of my, one of my teachers, uh, one of my directors from the school gave me this little plaque. It says, uh, happy is he who transfers what he knows and learns what he teaches. There you go. That's the truth of it right there. Yeah, I, was a, I was an English teacher as well until, um, well, English pays me less than what my maid makes. So every country of the world we underpay our teachers and they're the most important people on the face of the earth that we trust yeah, I, 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 make I, like, I make less than 500 bucks a month yeah that's crazy right yeah so you know if anybody wants to uh donate a couple of hundred a month i'd be more than happy that that would you know Right. 200 a month would make my freaking day right? um, year whatever so year whatever right yeah 
But uh, yeah, we're getting there. Um, Jake is up to 80 something subscribers and I don't put much on my channel because I'm not working as much on that. Uh, yeah. But I'm now with uh, Leslie. I'm up to 32. So, you know, little uh, or growing organically. Yeah, I guess. Steps, baby. Yeah, that's the way it works. Once you once you start getting out there, more people will show up. The more people that show up, the more the I actually out. need to make yeah. videos on my channel. That's the whole thing. But, but like I said, I'm, I'm embarrassed about my own. I'm, I'm afraid to expose myself. Yeah, I expose myself on other people's channels. But my channel, I, I end up being more cautious and, and, and you'll get there, my friend. You'll you'll find your equilibrium and you'll and you'll hit the ground running with both feet and you'll be all right. And you'll be kicking with both feet off and you'll be doing just fine. Just Perfect. trusting the trust in the process and keep doing what you're doing. Cause I was you. I was you five years ago. I was afraid to get on the air and have a channel and do anything. And I was afraid that I was going to get bumped. And then one day I just didn't care anymore. And people were hating on me and death threats and, and talking shit. And I just said, you know what? I don't really care. I'm just going to let that fly off of me. Like, death you know, threats? like the song says, right? Shake it off. Death threats. Why? You're not doing that much bad. But anyway. Uh, no, but you know, people have said that, you know, you should die. You know, I've had people tell me I was going to hell because I'm talking about aliens and they're the devil. Look, and the aliens aren't a problem. I've not a problem with raw, but you know, yeah, hey, right. We're well, raw, if you read and understand what's going on, see, I uh, associate lots of the Egyptians, and I know that I'm supposed to avoid the Egyptians and Sumerians. Yes, I've read Sumerian texts. I know about the adversarial side of it. But that doesn't mean that I close my mind and just stop listening. You know, right, but see, they, what what the raw explains about that whole Egyptian thing was that at the same time that raw was trying to help the Egyptians, <clears throat> there was other people that worked with raw that were there with the Mayans and the Incans and, and that, and some of those people ascended and, and left. Um, but the, unfortunately the Egyptians corrupted the idea of what the same as the Mayans. I mean, there, there was no human sacrifice until right, the ones the who were the teaching them left. Yep. And then they started in with all that crap. Yep. Why? Because the, the adversary got in there and started telling them. That's exactly it. And that's the explanation uh, to that. So, but, but when you look at, like, I, remember, I don't remember who it was that said earlier, it might have even been Leslie saying that, that all religions are so similar when you look at the Judeo-Christian Western ideology and then the Eastern ideology, they are very similar in, in their concept. And we talked about that, how they all have the creation story. They all have mm -hmm. the God story, but it's all told from a different perspective only because of where they were uh, regionally in the world. So, so the stories are all the same and they're all pretty much true. The problem is the semantics, the evil people got in there and get into people's ears and they got to the priests and they, and the, and the clergy. And now it became a money-making machine, a, a, a way to control people and get them in your seats. They don't want to, they don't want people to ascend. They just want them there all the time <clears throat> because then they're paying the money to, so the church. It's, grows. A, it's entertainment. It's a, it's a movie. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why when I look at one religion and they, and they talk down about another religion, I'm like, that's propaganda. You're only doing that because you're programmed to do that because they want you in their seat. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I got a problem with people that want to cut my head off because they believe differently. Than well, the no, I, I agree with that. The but there's that fear. There's that threat. You either need, you either convert or will kill you. I mean, they've gotten to the extreme in that one, right? In that particular point, I'll shoot them before they come close to me because I ain't coming in. I ain't letting anyone near me that's got that kind of fucking energy. Yeah, uh, but that well, gets says, I think that there are different ways to describe absolutely every single person. Right. I'll read the whole thing. I think there's different ways to de in describing the same thing. That's the truth of it. And that's why we are. Because if you if, if just you, Miguel and myself 
witnessed the same thing happening. And then we told the story to the same person without you being able to hear my story or me hear your story. That person's going to get three different stories. <laughs> of the same situation. Of the same that's thing. What because, I, about, that's the reason yeah. I mentioned the, the perspectives. I, I'm, you know how GPS works? Yeah. Okay. So that's how I look for truth. Yeah. Because what they all have in common, that is the truth. What is the, yeah. What is the common denominator? What is, what is it? So that's, that's what the coexist thing came from was they're all pushing the same thing. If you set aside all the semantics of, we also tell us that there's going to yeah. be a one world government and one world religion and they're not going to yeah, be good. Right. And that, and that's, you know, that's the bullshit lies. So you have to be able to see those and that's the traps that you have to avoid. So you have to realize them. Yeah, right. see, we, we got the, we got the Pope right now. We know he's twisted. Uh, we we got the Pope right now setting up the uh, the new um, Chrislam. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah, got to be built in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the temple to Chrislam. <laughs> well, the you know that religion I, I was I was you know came from was knighted by that religion. Um, that religion, the, the way of the their own philosopher their own philosopher who told the story of the, of the passing of the church that's happening. And they know it. They know that this Pope is the last Pope. Yep. He's Petros Romanus. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, what, but the Malachi uh, prophecies Yeah, to where he, he yeah. wrote down Malachi different books. Yep. And we know and he, this and Malachi is, was a clergyman. <laughs> yeah, but, but we know that this Pope is absolutely twisted. I mean, he is absolutely communist and, and he's pushing everything that's well, you know, not. I, what I knew for sure that he was, because I've, I've been studying this for a long time with a think tank of people and my family, and we've, we've been following this and studying, trying to figure out the, you know, the, the, if that was prophecy was true, along with other things, the Bible code and all of that, the Da Vinci code, a uh, great name for that whole uh, ideology that runs. Yeah. Down. See, when I read, when I read the Da Vinci code, I recognized something in there. I'm like, I've seen this before. And then I, I, there was well, a the, book he, I read a couple of months before he yeah. plagiarized that from yes. uh, first blood, first, uh, yeah, holy blood, holy grail. He actually, holy used, blood, holy grail. Exactly. Yeah, that book. If, you, if you look at Lee T Bing's name, it's an anagram for the, one of the authors of holy blood, holy grail. He, oh. he knew what he was doing. He took all of their concepts. His own book. He just he made it read, something like a novel. Yeah, a more he, read, he read Holy Blood, Holy Grail. He read um, the Templar Knights, and he read Mary Magdalene, the, the book of Mary Magdalene, or, or the Chronicles of Mary Magdalene. I've, and, I've read all three of those. And Mary and her Holy Knights. If you read all those, you know exactly. Dan Brown read those, admittedly, and made the What If book from all of the knowledge that he gained from those books. And he Absolutely. didn't he didn't pretend. So he, then he gave uh, uh, character names and situations that if you read the books like you did, you go, hold on a second. He just I recognized all book. And then I went back to, to Holy Blood, Holy Grail, and I'm like, it's on page 58. Yeah. Right here, almost word for word. And this yeah. one's over on 72. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did it on purpose because he wanted those of us who were nerds. Yeah, Holy Blood, Holy Grail books. was much, much better book, and it was much deeper and in well, That thing. book was actually, if you if you talk to the author of the book, the guy with the long hair who smokes all the time, <laughs> he said they took they wrote that book from a book that was written in the 1800s that they had oh, read. Okay. So so they well, didn't yeah, that either because he also got the Rosicrucians. This isn't new stuff. I mean, the yeah. Knights Templar were believing in that stuff as well. Yes, they were absolutely. And also, you got the Huguenots. You got the Huguenots in France. That's why yes. the Catholic Church wanted to eliminate them. Yes, absolutely. Because they were pushing the Magdalene line. Yes, 
Yes, that would absolutely. <laughs> yes. And then, then you have this, whether the Priory of Zion was real or not. And uh, I've had people Why say well, it absolutely is true. The Priory of Sion is yeah. real. Yes. Absolutely. As well as the Opus Dei as well. It, but Opus Dei isn't the, the, the murderous hordes like they have in there where he's going around doing the killing for the church. Yeah, uh, angels actually, and demons. No, I, I know. Yeah. That's, that's Opus novel. Dei is actually um, doing what you were talking about, Opus Dei, earlier, earlier on. Opus Dei is actually their mission in, in life is to show people and to teach people how that they, in their personal life, how they can serve God in their personal life every day as you're working your life and living your life and showing you how in doing that, just being, which is the only, I mean, that's crazy science being for the Catholic Church. Yeah, but that's crazy science for the Catholic Church. But the Catholic Church is teaching that, but not on their mainstream sermons. But if you join or learn from that, uh, that sect, yeah, but the, my, my problem was that the Pope also said that we can't have a personal relationship with God. It's got to go through the church. Therein is that's my the corruption to make money to get your ass in the seats. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because and remember, uh, was it Peter who who corrupted the church and said women can't be clergy and they can only be nuns? Because he, because he was jealous of Magdalene because she spent more time with Jesus. He was gay and he loved Jesus. Seriously, that one I didn't know. He said to Mary Magdalene, "I it's better to be married than burn." Because in that time period, if you were in your 30s, you had to be married and have children. He said, I hate her and her entire kind. Was he talking about the fact that she might have been black or that she was a woman? Woman. He was it's a woman. He was gay. He was jealous. He was in love with Jesus. So immediately when Jesus was gone out of the way, he usurped the church and exiled Mary. Mary well, left his Which is, which is why we got the uh, you don't marry in the church and they're all pedophile. No, he changed all, it immediately. You got a huge yeah. uh, pedophile problem and, and you've you got to married to the church. Well. And immediately we have to have little boys that help us. All Twisted stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. um, Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leo. I appreciate it so very much. Today has been a lot of fucking fun. It has been. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. I always have fun doing doing my show anyway. But then when you came on and we just started going down rabbit holes, I was like, yeah, man, this is the gig right here. <laughs> I always have a blast with you, and I learned so much from you, Leo. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I learned from you, too. Don't think that our talks don't go uh, you know, uh, in my ears because uh, I learned from you a lot of the things that we say. I go, you know, I didn't think about it like that. Just like Leslie was saying, think about things in different ways. And that's good because that's the way we grow is that we all talk and share our opinions and our versions of a story. And because of that, we learn, teach, teach, learn, and we expand our minds, man. We get right. closer to the one. Get closer to the one. All right, guys. I love you guys. This has been Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good morrow, depending on where in the world you're turning into this show. And I'll see you guys. We'll see if we can get Tuesday going this week, but we will have a show up. If it's not this coming Tuesday, and, uh, it'll be the and next one. Media perspective would like to tell you, God's peace, God's love. All right, guys. Have a great evening, great weekend, wherever you are.